And welcome back to WTF and Von Adil. I'm Spicy Ryan. Grab your left nut and make your right one feel jealous with the Fox Danger. And today we're going to be talking about Sortie, the basement. So if you've listened to our first Sortie episode, which is basically uh, yeah, Savage Blade and Go Home, this is very going to be a departure from that. And we're not going to rehash the top floor basically at all because Savage Blade and Go Home, but. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's uh, it, it it it's a flavor of Savage Blade and Go Home, though. I guess we'll talk about it. <laughs> I, I guess honestly, the only rehash I could give for that is that the top floor when you're doing the basement, since you have to do the top floor mobs to get the item to go to the basement, uh, you have to do those without Savage Blade because you're not doing the basement with Savage Blade spam. So I guess that's the only rehash. So however you do the basement ones is how you're doing the top floor ones. There you go. Yeah, and one thing to look at too is that once you can kill the the basement floor NMs, like the the way we're going to talk about doing it, you can kill all of the upper floor NMs without having to savage plate spam. So like basically, you get a better way of doing it because the monster will just instantly die. So there's that. It's uh, it's pretty solid. <laughs> but before I get too deep into the excitement that everyone came for, let's get into the stuff people did not come for. Unless you're a long time listener like Mister Cricket, who for weeks now I've been forgetting to give a uh, get better soon to Mr. Cricket because he said he had surgery and was sitting there listening to us. And then I said, I forgot to give him something last time, like a get better soon, Mr. Cricket or whatever listener in our discord. And he says, he forgot. He even told us that it happened. <laughs> he scrolled up and he goes, Oh, I guess I did tell you. And then he said he had surgery again. He was on anesthesia or whatever. And uh, when the doctor came in, the anesthesiologist, whatever the fuck came in, they said, uh, you know, while you're getting unwoozy on whatever you are, what can I do for you? Like, I guess they put him in a room with a TV or whatever. And he asked the he asked the nurse to put on the WTF and Want to Deal podcast. And uh, you know, <laughs> it was specifically the he Ninja the Ninja Two <laughs> episode, Fox. So I guess a nurse. <laughs> my question was, did the nurse learn how to play Ninja? Oh man, maybe. You well, never know. Let me go check the podcast. She must have at least had like a passing interest or something. <laughs> I hope not. I don't want the nurse to listen to me that's i that's not a good time let's see let me scroll up to cricket because there's been a bunch of mental stuff there's definitely some weird shit that's for sure (laughs) i couldn't imagine like listening to us out loud in a like a public setting (laughs) it's cringe fest (laughs) but i guess who knows Uh, let's see oh snap i had no memory of sharing that here lol these painkillers are no joke (laughs) <laughs> yeah the good shit yep I was the yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that helped and, and hopefully you get better soon dude yes he said whether they learned anything remains to be seen I'll have to pop quiz the medical staff next time I see them please don't please do not pop quiz the medical yeah. staff on if they learn ninja from an annoying voice and a guy who sounds like he's uh, just trying to kill time between his next life goals <laughs> pretty much Oh man, but speaking, I can't. Even, I can't even fathom like the the eye rolls. From, like, the yeah, I, I you know I do cringy stuff because I get a kick out of it. Uh, I'm I'm self sustaining in terms of my amusement of stupid shit, uh, but <laughs> that's something that I want a nurse to listen to because it's I hate yeah. listening to me. I like doing it. I don't like reliving it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, when when Carrot puts on the podcast, it's just to harass me. And I I literally have to tell her turn that shit off. I do not want to listen to that shit. Yeah, like I can't imagine like someone just coming in doing their job, you know, changing a bedpan or like catheter or some some something equally terrible, right? That you know you don't want to do, and like in the background while you're doing it, here's this like 
strange, sometimes slightly racist uh, podcast. And some some white nurse <laughs> comes in and then you hear, so I'm raising my chocobo. He's a big black digger. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's what I want a nurse to come into. No context, no nothing. What What was that? Yeah, exactly. It looks at him like he's some sort of uh, like closeted right-wing <laughs> militia extremist. Oh, man. Oh, boy. So, Fox, speaking of killing time between life goals, how are you doing? Um, I've had a, a fairly low-key week, honestly. Um, I'm just wrapping up the quarter. I, I'm very tired. Um, Thank you for sparing your time that you're not sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't really doing much today anyway. Like, I actually I actually played Final Fantasy, like, almost all day today. And <gasps> that's pretty rare. I did not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just all week just wrapping up assignments and the next week is, is finals week. I've got a, a presentation and two exams, but only one of those exams will probably be a problem. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. Um, as far as the game goes, it's also been really low key. I'm just getting people caught up on Bumba. I think I have like three to four more. And then like my new batch of folks is, is going to be all set and ready to go. And then, um, yeah, we'll probably like, kick back into sortie then i guess no that means i'm gonna lose you well i mean we didn't really do sortie this week so well we did we did big sortie this week was that this week yeah that was oh man i don't even fucking know <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in the episode oh boy but yeah we did we did we did tons of sortie this week but yeah i've just uh i've basically just focused on that though and and the story runs i do with you but yeah, I don't have a lot else going on. Nothing, nothing spectacular. Everything's pretty, pretty chill and low key. Uh, how you been doing, man? And that creme soda. That creme soda. <laughs> I'm doing all right today. I have a uh, Italian wine from Tuscany, uh, Sangiovese. It's uh, it's delightful. It's all right. It's pretty good. Otherwise, I and we had a week off, and that was that was my fault. You know, my fault is in my choice. My my podcast, my choice. That. Uh, you know, you and I were hanging out, Fox. We were doing. Did I, we decide just to do sortie? I don't know what we were doing. We did something. I we just. Did, I thought we did Bumba for Akadin. That was yesterday. No, that was yesterday. Holy shit! Yeah, you, you're mistaken. Yesterday with last week. Was that was that a different? I don't know what we were I doing. I, we might have been doing whatever the fuck we were doing. Maybe we were in CP, something like that. And I, I said, you just want to not do the podcast, Fox, and go hang out and do whatever, and just you know, let's just you know, take a week off. And you said, sure. And I go, awesome, let's do that. Uh, so during that week, it was not very eventful for myself either, but I did some house cleaning because I have started Scholar. Uh, outside of RuneFencer, it is the second job I have started in 12 years on this game. <laughs> so yeah. I, get, I get one new job every six years at this rate. That's, that's okay. pretty, it's pretty exciting. But Yeah, there won't be that much for you to collect on it. Really? No, because I already have done a lot of the legwork with Black Mage. I have the Hervilga mirror. I had to work on stuff for Tube Samadhi. That's that's going to be a project, but it's like mostly like a mountain of JSE though. Yes, and I've done an okay job of starting that. I need to get more fucking etch memories and shit. I've I've already gotten. I just ran in there one of our days and used my my Rustbix plate because I never use it, and I unlocked Scholar plus three by just running to the basement. So, boiler alert, mm -hmm. you unlock plus three just by going to the basement on that job. Have to do it for every job for sortie. And I just went there naked on a level. There's no level requirements. I went there on like a level 75 scholar and just ran to the basement, bumped on leave. Excellent. And that means I have to clean up my stuff now. I'm going to have to use organizer. 
because I'm going to have scholars very, as you said, JSE heavy, which means I'm going to be using the Moogle slips now because I don't have the extra space to do this unless I do some extreme house cleaning. So I did some house cleaning nonetheless. I got rid of pretty much most of my acro gear now for, I might have maybe all of my acro gear. Uh, I think it was all my acro gear for Dragoon. So you know what that means, Fox. You no longer have 23 magic evasion hands? 26 magic evasion 26 is dead. Magic. 26. Man, I undersold even the acro hands. <laughs> I got rid of mine a long ass time ago. Like my, my acro hands are only there for, oh no, no, I don't even have them because I use monster or not monster gloves, but uh, Ankusa gloves for beast for call beast. So yeah. Now that I like no reason to carry them. <laughs> a seasoned dragoon who has R21 plus Gladys gauntlets and has plus two, three uh, Imperian gear. I, and it's just no reason. I, all I need is use the relic head. The AF head for triggering healing breath, the very times I might do it, which mainly stands out to me as something I would do in Dynamis, doing AoE cleaving. That would be a time I would sub-mage for that, because it's actually very handy there, and I'm sub-mage for Cataclysm anyway. So there you go, why not use it? Otherwise, I just don't care about the breath, and on serious mobs it's resisting anyway, anymore, because it's just the level has gotten higher than it usually was, where it used to land for 1200 damage You're like oh look at this extra damage i'm getting extra 600 every weapon skill this matters but now your weapon skills are even stronger potentially the wyvern is less accurate and getting resisted more and it, the, the healing breath already heals full so i just keep the relic head and got rid of all that stuff there's five spots boom 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 bang the wham bam thank you man i've now moved five spots out and i just keep moving stuff out i got rid of my tempest fug it fuji my tempest fuji plus one don't need that anymore because the fucking Odin gear is no longer really something I use much, so fuck it, that's gone. Just working through all my inventory, and that's good. But yeah, there you go. Yeah. Otherwise, on the personal front, I hung out with Odess today, a member from our static who's on hiatus because he has a busy big boy. I don't want to call it a government job, but he's got a he's got a a job that's involved. I guess you could. It is a government job, but. <laughs> he's got a big boy job. He's very busy, but he even left today to go back to work. But he made time to come down to my my humble abode today, and we hung out and had. Uh, he brought some bread and some wine, and then I popped out some sparkling. We had cheese. We had bread. We we played Mario Kart. We played Mario Party, and carrot sucks. And you know, <laughs> he cooked up some bathtub meth and bathtub meth. Yes, and I told him, I go, oh, Des, you know what my wife said? Do you know what she said? And she goes, no, don't tell. And I go, she said that should we hide all the pills because Odessa's coming? And first of all, wow. I said, what pills? And then <laughs> I said, and I said, oh, what do you think? He's just a pill pusher? I'm going to tell him that. And she said, no, don't tell him. I said, I'm going to tell him that right away. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So did you meet him at the door with it? <laughs> well, so we I, hit the pills, right? So, <laughs> yes, the pills. The, yes, I let the vitamins on the counter. You know, that's, <laughs> would you like some vitamin D? It's getting well. You know, later in the winter, you got to bust that vitamin D out. Keep happy. Uh, oh, oh, hello! You 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 stare in there. Do you want to talk about how you suck at Mario Party? I fucking won the first game. I got second. Oh, the no, first game there was only one Mario Party. Oh, you meant Mario okay. Party? Sorry, yeah. I meant yes. Mario Kart. Oh no, Mar Mario ass. Kart! I never played before, and I said as much. But then after that, I then crushed you. So that's after I played one game. I think it's fair. <laughs> she gave me a dirty look and shook her head. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's what a that's what a loser says. Shut the fuck up. That's what a loser says. So at any wow. rate, but we had a good time. Uh, it sounds like Mario Par Mario Party doing its thing. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I said Mario Party ends friendships, and that's that's what's going to happen if we we get into this. Fifteen turns was enough. 
fucking Mario Party. But I said the last time I played Mario Party is with you, Fox. So it's been a minute. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we did that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At least I remember. You remember what happened last week. So it's a good thing you got me around for something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, my memory's just been, like, destroyed lately. It's all that chainsaw, man, <laughs> which is getting super good again. Uh yeah, dude. Dude, um, what a I fucking turn! Spoiled the crap out of it because I I couldn't believe what happened in that last. Oh, episode. dude, it so. went from all calm, happy, fun times, vomiting to what the fuck? It just all just you know. There's there's extreme moments, but then then just like uh you know when you're just sitting there and suddenly just everything explodes everywhere and everyone is uh, I, in mortal peril. It's uh I always appreciate when when a story can take those kind of plot decisions and just kind of roll with it. That's that's pretty risky to just do that. Yeah. That that's basically. a that's an upsetting decision if you're not, you know, into the yeah. into the ripping so out I, I your think heart. I should leave it there though and that for people who have not seen Chainsaw Man, they should go watch Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Cuz it's real good. Fucking anime so, of the year. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh man. But otherwise, um I got my Black Mage Lua up to scope enough for me to release out in beta form. So the Betamax is in the GitHub now. I'm working on getting it to final version 1.0, if you will, with uh, credit to you, Fox, for helping me out with several pieces of code. I threw your name in there wherever, but you've helped me out do some things in there that were very important, I think. I guess so. I'm trying to think if there was anything major that I helped with. Those but... fucking plus three feet roll, that's important. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the staff update thing. Yeah, that and the, the, the feet refreshing every frame. Yeah. Yeah, so that that works. So go ahead and pick up his Lua for features like that. I'm gonna get it. All <laughs> the last thing I have to do now, besides, I don't care about making a functional dual wheel. There's a dual wheel TP mode in case you find yourself doing that. I never have, but it's there. Well, the last thing I have to do now is add. Besides cleaning up basic parts of it, I added in a full swing set yesterday because I use full swing, and I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have a set this whole time. But outside of making those little minor changes, is a weapon changing mode or minor rules like a sublimation rule to change my waist from carrier sash or something. That's important. I'll, I'll add that basic rule in. But adding in the, the staff changing, if you want it on, is an important change that has to be done throughout the Lua. And then once that's done, I guess I'll just take off the beta, and there it is, and then I'll start making the Scholar one. There you go. So mine aren't great, but they, they work, and they work the way I want to. I hate the Moats ones, so. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it seems like whenever anyone has a problem with the Lua, it's always the Moats one they're working with. Yeah, basically. And the only thing really around 9.5, 9.9 times out of 10 is a Moats one, because they go, oh, I use Arislons, and I go, yeah, that's just a Moat one with a bunch of shit yeah, thrown on moats. it. That's that's yeah. that's something that's meant to just be a catch-all for everything, so it's not great. It's not shitty, it's just not great. And you're throwing tons of shit on top of it. It's like, someone made some french fries. It's great when you're drunk and just need something to eat. But then someone took, like, chili, cheese, chives, and fucking everything else they could through a pump and just fucking dumped it on and gave you no napkin and said, there you go. And that's, that's like, an Arislan kind of... <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't do code. So, Anyone that does doesn't like moat stuff. And I don't do code, and I still don't like just the feel. Oh, yeah, I thought there were some people that, that thought it was okay. I, I don't like interacting with the way that the spell map is ingrained into them, but I like... To they're very limiting. They're rigid. They're not meant to be changed, technically. They can be. Yeah. They're just... They're, they're meant to be... To conform to a certain layout, and the layout's not really meant to be drastically changed to make all these functions and things people want. That's fair. You end up fighting it at times if you're trying to go against it. But then again, that's that's just that. So, otherwise, there may be a mental health episode coming up, Fox. If you've been following the podcast chat in, oh in the Discord, 
We have yeah. someone who has come forward with crisis management and uh, not psychology, but you know, professional background in trading, working in in that field. Who also is someone I was surprised because I've this guy's been in my link show in the past. I know this. I don't. I, I know of the guy. I don't want to say I know him because we're not not unlike hey, how are the kids doing kind of relationship, but we know each other. Like you know, yeah, yeah. His dragoon sucks. He says he reads the dragoon guide. I go clearly you don't. <laughs> and you know that's the kind of relationship we. have. <laughs> I asked for a Dragoon, he shows up with Salivia plus one, and uh, not great Valorous gear and nothing else, and I go, that's eh, not going to fly. I know- At that point, the world line shifted, and we ended up on the darkest timeline where I went Dragoon. So. <laughs> yes, and Fox going Dragoon was uh, out of his element. So Yeah, it did, it did not feel good. Like It, it, did it also didn't help that in fight one, there was a macro mishap, so uh... and, which wasn't my fault, by the way, but... Uh, Bumba immediately threw out fetters, and then yeah. like in the second fight, my my fucking bird died immediately. Yeah, I saw that. So, <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. I'm like wearing full DT for the bird, by the way, and it just like it just explodes. Ever <laughs> lose to Bumba at ninety six percent because the first thing someone does is evisceration before the first savage blade goes off. Yep. Well. Yeah. So it was not. It was good showings no matter what, but like losing that attack buff plus the the JA haste really hurt me in that fight. And on the next fight, we were doing okay, and we got attacked down, and then another. It just was not going great. Yeah, I, I left by then. Like I, yeah, had that was that was the second one. You were there. Yeah. You, you warped after that. Oh no, that that's from the bird died. Yeah, that's the same yeah. fight. We didn't do another one after that. I said fuck this. Oh, I was not gonna yell for another. It, it's so when you do V twenty, because V twenty five is coming. That is yeah. That's 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 about a week and a week away, week and a half. So that's that's gonna be exciting. That's not something you can pug. Obviously, when you oh. ask for a dragoon with nagling and get one that has n- uh, no back, literally no back to weapon skill in. Like I'm not talking no ambuscade cape, as in like they have no augments. I'm saying they have they don't have an ambuscade cape. There's no <laughs> there's no back piece of which to weapon skill in. That's not gonna. That's that, that's about par for the course of what you get in a pug group. So that's what you have to expect, and that's just not up to the level. There's just such a wide gap between people who can participate in this content because they're prepared and ready and somewhat seasoned or have a decent understanding or just have a back to weapon skill in, and there's people who can't. So uh, I'll say it again. There's a group of people in this game, it's not a small group, who are not able to participate in Endgame or Dynamis, for that fact, because they're just not ready. They just can't do it. They can't do it because they are not prepared. They can't. They should not. And you know why I say that? Oh, it takes a little bit of preparation. Oh, it's because that what that one dude was saying. Because I got to tell over that exact line. Oh God! I don't even know when I said that. Like, well, that's the last time we talked about Dynamis months ago. Yeah, I mean, it might have been a passing comment when we were talking about like AOEing on Black Mage or something. Maybe, but you know, this is someone's in the back catalog here. I know it's been said because it's absolutely true. I stand by that. I stand by it. It's true. Yeah, you know, yeah. not everyone can jump into the big boy pool. You have to be able to swim with your water wings first. It's just how. Yeah, it, it doesn't runs. matter how long you've bodied your character up. You're gonna suck at it. So, <laughs> but I gotta <laughs> tell. Not prepared. I got a tell from uh, from Ardvarg, and he said just off the bat, "You can also shut the fuck up. Your podcast is great, but you need to learn your to be decent or desynced." I wonder if our podcast is still gonna be great now. I don't know. They're listening, so they can be upset. They said, don't get me wrong. I love cranky cunts. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. you must love me. He goes, yeah, you, just, you just seem <laughs> too bad. And I said, too bad. What, like it's in the 80s? Like, we're, it's, it's good to be bad? Or? No, I just, I meant. What does that mean? I, you just seem too bad. I don't know. My response of that's too bad, basically, by saying too bad. 
But uh, they said, and for the record, I do like your cast. Just don't tell anyone were the exact words that they said. <laughs> sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's more than one person that feels that way, too. Which would have been fine. I would never, I would never publicly associate with him. I'm not sure I would have even brought... I listen to him all the time for tips. I'm not sure I would have even brought this up, Fox. I might have. There's a yeah. decent chance. There's maybe a 50-50 I would have brought this up. Until I received something after that. Oh. Where the same guy there after that, where basically, I like your cast, but don't tell anyone, immediately went to his link shell and says, so I trash talked the shit out of Spicy Ryan today. <laughs> like it's a benchmark in his life this is this is this is your benchmark please please get a hobby besides this game that is that is not acceptable come on this also got to be better at it too i don't know <laughs> this this all sounds pretty weak to me that's why i'm making so much light of it. so someone in the link shell says in slash shout question mark and they go nope comma hardcore slash t that's right I mean, I, honestly, I would rather it just be personal. I don't need to see a bunch of idiots yelling on the internet. Hard. So I guess he, he did right by me by sending you a tell instead of like fucking making me look at it. Uh, <laughs> he says certain characters are not good enough for Dinah and a lot of Endgame. Yeah, what there you that go. Mean? That's that's exactly correct though. That's what I that's what I said, and that's that's a correct statement. Well, certain certain people like you can take any job into there. Is that what he's talking about? Like you can take any job into Dynamics as long as you. He says certain right. characters. He probably means like certain characters in like individuals. Like certain individuals are not oh. good enough. Maybe it's like a personal, and maybe if you're taking it personal, it's because that's the truth. It's like you don't have to like something, but if something well, something's of, valid, you just have to you know not be a, a bitch about it. I mean, there's a lot of people you see like who have never actually played their jobs. Like, you can just take a tour of Vivica Bay and just like a huge list <laughs> of people Bay. To party with. Yeah, if you yeah. want to see someone that doesn't want to play their job, those people. you can go to any CP zone or EP zone. Yeah, if you see them standing around next to a wall, they're probably bad. So, <laughs> at least that's what I do. He goes, "How in the flying fuck are we supposed to get good enough without it?" So I called him an ass. So I called his ass out on it. Wait, but that's without what without it as in like you know they're not good without enough I, I guess i guess they thought that you i said never do the content because you suck and you'll never be good enough to ever do the content maybe that's the way i took it but it's just literally if you're not good enough because some characters clearly aren't because when i invite people they're just not good enough to go to things i basic content i yell for they're not good enough for that's just literally how it is when you can't successfully do a show lay or something because you're just not prepared you're you're not good enough you're not up to par. You're not up to the, the standard. You're not able to participate in an effective manner, and you're dragging the group down who has to pick up all of your slack. That means you're not good enough. If I have to like, extrapolate out a it's like if you just hear you're not good enough, it can be like off-putting, I imagine. Maybe that's the disconnect. But dragging it really means down, you're just not prepared. Yeah, dragging the group down is usually where, where I start to yes. like, point a finger at somebody and be very, very fucking upset. But... Um, that also depends on the group you join too, because if like you just joined it with like the rest of your friends, you were AFKing without Vivica Bay, and everyone has failed collectively at the at the content. I mean, I guess everyone just sucks in this situation. So I don't know, man. Like that's good. That's like super subjective. Like if if the entire group is is dragging the entire group down, is that just where everyone just kind of implodes, or how does that work? I know I'm asking the hard question. Uh, the cat, the cat decided that that moment you asked that question, he was going to walk on the laptop. So I just had to. Oh, okay. But he finishes this off here with, I tend to tell most MFs I don't like where they can stick it. <laughs> I just really don't like bullies. Well, you say you like cranky cunts. You say you like my podcast with Fox here. But yeah. you don't like me. Hmm. Oh, well. 
that, that I mean, yeah, that's he's infinitely more agreeable than I am. I, I am, <laughs> you know, you're the nicer person, Fox, until your question. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I don't think you're the nicer person. I am, I am the weaker person in this regard. <laughs> yeah. So, about that mental health episode, because that's right. not this is not in a vacuum. Because remember when we helped Amnesty? Yeah, that. Oh man, I couldn't believe seeing the, the repercussions of that. I guess so, this is going to be like what our drama power hour. No, this is going to be the last point before we get into the episode here, because this is this is how I'm tying. I'm taking that, and I'm taking this next part. What an ungrateful. And that's time. part of the reason <laughs> that the meme so about that mental health episode has to be a thing, yeah. because I'm I'm hoping that also the person that uh, Haru Garu was suggesting they said they know someone on a different server who might also be because I, I I I told Silver okay. uh, Silver when I sat down with them here. I'm like, so we have to. If we're doing this, we have to actually get together. He's like, so what? How do we? What do we do? I go, well, unlike most of the things like this episode where there's no outline, and we have to sit down and we just we just we don't need an outline for sortie too. It's not that crazy for for some people. It is. It's, it's definitely a lot more crazy in the top four. But like for something like this, we I said we're going to sit down. We're going to identify exact sort of things that are prevalent or conditions or trauma or thing. You know, we're going to actually outline real things have real questions. We're going to actually have the people in the Discord submit user questions or like, I call it user, but just like whoever's in the Discord, people submitting questions or feedback or something before we even do it or, or okay. stories, anything like anything that's like relevant to mental health and understanding how certain people have certain conditions or certain reasons they react certain ways. Some psychology as well is always tied in with mental health and how mental health's not just that drama. There's going to be about, it's not just going to be like shitting on this or that. It's going to be informative, constructive, asking questions. Like it's not just going to be, like, like this, this is hopefully, I know there's going to be shitting on because there's always shitting on everything, especially when I'm involved, but it's going to be more a functional thing. So it's going to be sitting down and actually making something concrete. It's going to actually require work. I say like, Hey Fox, I'm going to open a bottle of Italian wine today and sit down with you. You want to fucking talk about sortie? It's actually going to be more than that. So I mean, and you count down like it's the intro to Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Three, two, one, let's jam. Yeah, it's basically how every episode starts. <laughs> so I wanted to shit on Argvarg because, you know, he's going around publicly saying he just shit on me and this and that. And it's like, dude, you just, you just, no. But that's, that's part of, that's a mental health thing where you feel. Why even give the, why even give the little fellow the time of day? It's, it's not because it's him. It's because of the subject matter. It's because I don't even know who that is. I don't know like, who the fuck it is. is. The, guy's, the guy's name is almost fucking alphabet there, there's soup. Always, there's always some idiot yelling at you and yell like, yeah but this is always occurring this is this is like trying to <laughs> be like that this is like trying to be that tough guy and then you're like hey by the way you're, like, they all you're, try not, to you're not really guy. decent i like everything don't tell anyone but like by the way could you like you'd be decent and like in public it's like that motherfucker's a bully and i told his ass off hardcore it's like no that's 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 a really weak spineless I mean, kind of thing look at all look at all the people who think they're super hard on the internet like, that's a lot of people, people think they're super hard. that's also yeah. that's also mental health. That, that's compensating for inadequacies that they have as what i as a non-mental health professional think is that what that that's my greatest explanation <laughs> that i can provide because i've seen a lot of egotistical and narcissistic people besides myself who because <laughs> I had to the disclaimer that, you know, everyone has an element of, of certain traits to them. I'm not a non-narcissist. I have some narcissistic trait to me. It's not to the level of dominance like people imagine is when they call someone a narcissist. Because, Fox, we've we've met our narcissists yeah. in, real, in real life who are... I, have, I, know, yeah, we've, we've, I know more than one of them, yeah, yes. More than one, yes. I know, I know non-zero number. Non-zero number of narcissists. And there's a big difference between that 
and not being self-aware and then being self-aware and being one or also just not being out of proportion one because everyone has a bit of that. I don't want to get off too much of a tangent with that, so I'm going to move on. But, you know, it's <laughs> it, it's more than just that. So it's also people who feel inadequate or anxious, you know, anxiety is part of like, all these good things. So hopefully doing that. But to end that, cap that off here with the amnesty, because we talked about it, I think, in the podcast, Fox, where I said, yeah. you know, amnesty has been shouting for months. I don't know the guy, uh, you know, but I felt like a guy who's trying for months and months and months to do V20 on go and can't get it done. And I sat there and coached him and tell like, hey, what's going on in your yells? I see you yelling all the time. What's going we on formed, your yells? What, 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 we what, formed his entire party. <laughs> yes, we did. We, we made pretty much four out of the six people in the party, three or four out of six, and he was the fifth. So fourth or fifth? Well, no, no, no. It was six out of six because when the the he, it was four out of six, and then after the first run, the Geo who didn't know what he was doing left. Oh, okay. So literally, we were his he was entire the only party. One who just stood there, and then we basically five man his on go while he stood there on scholar. And you, Haya, and I, and Karen. Karen was there. So who? Was and then I think we had uh, either someone from my group or someone from your group was on Rune Fencer. Okay, it might have been Akin or something. Either, either way, so our entire group, because he's been unable for countless months, yeah. countless runs, over and over again to get Ango done, I finally got to the point where I, I sit there and question what's going on in his runs. He says he's got like a macro explaining what to do. I never saw it. And then I saw it and it was the worst macro in the world. It was it was many lines of text, shall we say. He might have had a whole macro pal dedicated to saying the same thing. And it was not informative. Yeah. And I go right away, I go, well, this is why he's not winning. That's That's a problem. Yeah. It didn't tell anyone what to do. It just said buffs, this, that, skill chain burst. And basically, it was a lot of words saying nothing besides things people should know if they're going there. But hey. In a fight where you need like a high degree of coordination. Yes. Like yeah. No, no, like no one talks. No one says anything. So we join. And I, I coach him. I go, so what's going on? What's the damage output you're seeing? Uh, how far are you getting? I, I'm sitting there spending time coaching you him. You try to help him understand. And tell. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. And then yeah. I joined, and it was after our run one Friday or something. I joined, you joined Hayat. Like, oh, this will be fun. We're like, we're all drinking. Let's go help this guy out. And the first run goes poorly because the Geo just stands there. The Geo was awful. Yeah. yeah. And we had a, a bard who, who that was a weird bard. We talked about that. I know we well, talked about that. That was the Solara guy. That was that, uh, I remember that Geo. That, yeah. Yeah. Terrible, anyway, we didn't win the Geo. first one. We at least did okay. We didn't win the first one. And then they left and we brought the rest of the people in. So we do yeah. this. And Amnesty gets hard carried the whole time. He's standing there in Geo. He's just he's just doing a on scholar. He was on yeah, scholar. sorry, on scholar. That's what I meant. I yeah. I was picturing he scholar. might have given out Regen five, but then did nothing. I was picturing the scholar hat as I said Geo. So that's my fault. Yeah. Um, too many things in my head at once. So he's he's getting hard carried on scholar. He's not nuking. He might do. I think he did Helix, and that was it. And then he's just basically standing there, not contributing so he got hard carried the whole time and that was it like i had no real interaction with him before that he was fine he you know I, we were we were all commenting we're like this guy's really i could see why he's losing he's just kind of standing there yeah. not even carrying his own weight but and i mean that's that's true of a lot of people you run into when it comes to pugs though like this guy wasn't special in that regard yeah wasn't healing <laughs> wasn't nuking just this typical stuff you'd expect from a, someone who's not winning for countless months countless runs over and over just shouting for hours this guy so you know yeah. that's what you get for you know, I have a general rule, don't pity anyone. I, I just thought it'd be a nice thing to do, but that's, don't do nice things sometimes, unfortunately. And then after all that, no interactions ever since. Nothing in tell, nothing in say, nothing yeah. in game. And he makes this paladin thread about putting gear in with no context, no augments listed, no nothing. And he had a, a <laughs> meme 
a meme there and is said that basically what, is that what it came from that's what it came what from he, he had a meme there he just put in paladin sets and he had a set, he, he had a set with aegis and sessence earring and a burt gang or whatever he's like this is the magic set and he had like a sessence earring on Why? and nothing else listed. it's just not good sets in the first place and hayata says i don't want to he said in, in discord when we're talking about it like everyone talks about what's going on auction because that's what you do when you have a discord based on final fantasy 11 and He's like, I don't want to upset him too much, you know, because I don't want him to go off or anything. So I'm not going to question the sessence hearing or anything like that. I'm not going to mention it. I'm just going to say it'd be helpful if you listed your augments or whatever. And how yeah, it wasn't inflammatory or whatever. And because of that, he got rid of the meme and put in there basically, fuck spicy, fuck all the haters and spicy Ryan circle jerk. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? We just we just helped you hardcore. I and mean, there's no interaction. You're sitting there calling it spicy Ryan circle jerk. The same one that just jerked all over you for your own sake. What the fuck? So let me let me help correct that notion. So for one, uh, I am not part of the circle jerk. No, you were not. You were just I a guest to the circle jerk. Yeah, I will usually criticize Spicy Ryan, and I like that <laughs> you're the do. first one to do it. I need it. Yeah, but uh, honestly, it's it's not really a Spicy Ryan circle jerk that that these guys look at. It's it's just someone who's asking the right questions. <laughs> like, someone uh, who knows like, better. Yeah, like Haya or whoever it was that's responding to you needs to know what those augments Haya. are so they can see exactly. How, well, I mean, just in any case where where you're being questioned, right? Like, Correct. It doesn't have to be Haya specifically. I believe context is important for why you're using a set. On yeah, that one, especially not yeah, just you, not just augments, but that's just the bare minimum is listing augments. You have to let people know what the augments are in the gear that you're posting, so that way they can correct how egregiously fucking wrong you are. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you get blocked. You're a hater. God, man. But that's just a clear... Oh, is that what happened on H? Uh, I guess he blocked yeah. Taya, but he said, you know, fuck all the haters, basically. Yeah, whatever. That's basically the gist is fuck you haters. See, I'm not a hater. I was just at that ongo run where that guy was, like, utterly fucking worthless, and... It, I felt you know, bad. I was just going to let it slide. I wasn't going to say anything about it. I felt but... bad that I've enabled a piece of shit person unknowingly. Yeah, that's, that was that was well, a that was a rare moment of regret on my part. I don't even I don't even care that he was like, "Oh, fuck Spicy Ryan and the haters." I mean, yeah, sure, go ahead, fuck Spicy Ryan and the haters. Who cares? Um, the guy's like meaningless, basically. But this what 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 pissed me off is this guy's reaction is exactly what happens anytime I help any of these fucking tools. The, this sort of thing just constantly happens over and over again, and this is the reason I stopped helping people. Because they end up getting carried through shit, and they think they're hot shit at the end of the day, and they're not. And then they come back and are just completely unappreciative. And I would usually just let this fade off into nothingness, but hearing about this, is it's just like, well, why do I even bother? And why this, is, bother this is why you used to be in link shells and help people, but... Yeah, exactly. And now I don't anymore. I don't even try to join them. Yeah. Because this is always this is always a result at the end of the day. It's like someone gets a high and mighty because they finally cleared some piece of content that like apparently no one else clears, and uh, apparently there's a reason for it, which is what we're discussing. <laughs> and uh, they think they're the king of the world, and I can guarantee you the guy can probably never reproduce those results on his own. Uh, yeah, because he he uh, lost to Bumba tons of his yells of that, but eventually you beat it because that eventually does happen, and then he was done with yeah. everything, and now he doesn't. You know, he's gonna he's yeah, gonna be stuck with V twenty fives at least. So. Yeah, anyone can savage blade bumba to death. It's just RNG. <laughs> There's like people can say it's consistent on V20. Uh, they're wrong. It's not consistent. No matter how cool you are, like <laughs> just occasionally you'll just lose because he'll just you know set up the perfect situation of one hour plus fetter resists plus he could just decide to denounce you. There you go. You know. The most satisfaction I've gotten in this game is obviously from the individual relationships, besides just you or Carrot or whoever. But our, our statics, that's that's where we get yeah. the most satisfaction, and that's where we get our results. And I'm glad the game is not an 18-person game anymore because that is far less enjoyable. 
on the social I'll level. Like 18% content. Yeah, on the, on the social level, 11 is. It's far less enjoyable to deal with the amnesty leeching Iran or just being a piece of shit or people turning around and leaving and not saying, you, know, you get those people in there. You, can, you cannot avoid those people in an 18-man group. And sometimes your group blows up when it's six people. It does. That happened recently to both oh, yeah. of our groups. That's that episode right. we talked about in the end of the other episodes. That also ties into the mental health thing where we have a whole thing about how nonsense ensues from from clear mental breaks in two different individuals at, at the same time in our, our group, similar times. And, you know, that's, that's, that's why it's just an underlying theme and problems. But I'll give a, a George Carlin quote to cap off why, you know, we, we don't join groups or more and want to help people anymore because of how it is. And George Carlin once said, you see the whole universe in their eyes if you look carefully, but as soon as they begin to group, as soon as they begin to clot, when there are five of them or ten or even groups as small as two, they begin to change. They sacrifice the beauty of the individual for the sake of the group. And that's, you know, they become stupid. And that's that's why grouping up like that is is always backfired on whenever we do stuff in this game because there's no repercussions for people. You can't enforce social standards on people when they, you know, when you, you go out to do stuff and then it just they act like, shit so yeah at any rate that is the only way to put it yeah that is the intro to the podcast hey guys welcome to the show <laughs> and welcome to wtf and vanadil is sortie let's let's get into the carrot raises her eyebrows at me let's get into the sortie of of the we better sortie some shit out fox that's the meme everyone the low ball so this is meme this is the episode where we put our our naglings into the bog house and yes. we pull out our staves I keep it in my sack because my sack needs a nail to feel good. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. I, I'm a real man of the times. <laughs> Contemporary in every every facet. So are we going to talk about this like it's a blanket strategy and then talk about the individual things we so, do differently? Or how do you want to approach this? I, I, how about, <laughs> how about it's a blanket strategy. How about this, Fox? <laughs> I have the sortie page in front of me, and I'm going to scroll up to the level sure. of the mobs. I'm going to scroll level down to the level of the mobs. It's below the objectives. Sure. I see them. Did I lose you? No, what the fuck? Fucking okay. tell me Positron didn't get rid of my edit. Motherfucker. No. Oh, no, no, no. There it is. Okay. I thought he got rid of the table I'd done. I'm like, why the fuck's the table gone? Because there was some editing differences with the table. I said, ah, fuck it, leave it. So it's actually correct. He did the correct table. So good job, Positron. Uh, so in A, B, C, and D, the mobs go from in A, 119 to 121, B, 123 to 125, C, 127 to 129, and D, 131 to 133. And when that, by D, that's when they start getting more dangerous, just not only because of the weapon skills, but the mobs are stronger. So, yeah. And then the NMs are level 134, 5? I think they're 135 on uh, A, B, C, D. All of them are 135. In, in D, they're like basically multi mobs. Well, no, they're a little lower than that. They're like wave 2 mobs. Yeah, they're like wave 2 mobs. So now you're, you're back yeah. to the, the diversions that, you know, if, if these mobs are dangerous, imagine the diversions ones. Maybe people aren't ready for those. So, <laughs> so it's basically softball. It, it's not difficult. It's softball. Yeah. But now we go to the basement, and now the mobs in E, just the normal mobs you're fighting, are 134 to 36, uh, 35 to 37, 36 to 38, and 137 to 139, and the knock walls are 140. So now we've gone up to mobs that are harder in level in terms of stats and, and HP and, and physical attack power and stuff than the mobs that were NMs we were fighting before. So now the mobs as a baseline are harder in terms of, I mean, they're normal mobs, NMs, so their stats are a little different, of course, yeah. still. But in level-wise, they are more difficult now. So things get a little slower, not as fast, not as easy. People are taking more damage. 
things like that. So things that go right off the bat jump up in difficulty pretty substantially because now the NMs are also 10 levels higher than the previous ones. And then the final NM, Chasing Amy, Amanon, is 150, which is Miryu's level. That's the highest mob in the game. The only thing else is 150 is uh, Wave 3 Diversions bosses, right? Yeah, but even then, like, they're... They're like weirdly stat adjusted because like you don't need a lot to hit them hard and you don't need like a lot of accuracy on them or anything. So like 150 divergence mobs are like not really always the best gauge as to whether or not you're ready for content that high. I would say the Volti NMs are sometimes harder than than the, the Wave 3 boss. Like if, you, like if you don't look at its HP pool and the individual mechanics, like just in terms of like your stats versus its stats, uh, the, the Wave 3 boss is, is, is actually kind of a pushover for... For what its level is, the HPs yeah. of the NMs basically double, and all their mechanics are kept the same, and they're also stronger. So that is that's a thing. Yeah. But the problem here now becomes yeah. that accuracy and magic accuracy become the big stymie for basically the first time in a long time, if not a very long time. It's huge for it's unprepared huge. folks. Even it's on the, huge, even on the knack walls. Like before you get to the bosses, like yep. the little mini boss guys, you can spawn for what's essentially no reason. <laughs> so the evasion, yeah. the evasion for Gart Lashan, the you know Lashan James, uh, the B King Gartel, James, yeah. there B, the the NM, yeah, the, the that one, Gartel in the basement. Okay. Uh, the evasion for Lashan and B upstairs is twelve forty nine. So to cap that, you add on for a two handed weapon, you add on forty. For a, a one-handed weapon that caps 998 on 45. So you need 1,300 accuracy to cap against them, basically. That's pretty easy. People have that in their sets, especially because the uh, Empyrean gear has higher accuracy by default. People have that with just Honor March or even without it or without Sushi you know, and so on. Yeah, just food and master levels. Yeah, and master levels and stuff. So people have that naturally, and you can handle that. But now we go to the basement, and the evasion has jumped up from 1249 to 1613 so you need 1650 accuracy to hit these mobs and that is that's a big reason why nuking is popular but corsairs and rangers are participating in this content and they're also even if you're using magic content corsair is still a good skill chain extender or opener for a scholar etc so them needing accuracy now for a corsair especially is a tall task and that's why even the plus three gear you're not overpowered now. You need all the accuracy you can squeeze out of it for a job like Corsair here because the evasion and accuracy, magic evasion of these mobs has jumped up substantially, including all their base stats. The, the intelligence of these mobs goes up even higher than Miryu now. We're talking over 500 yeah. intelligence for a nuker, and that's a big deal too. For This is where I'd recommend like the Corsairs specifically like put, put the, the DPS spreadsheet down and they just gear straight up accuracy because the way you kill these mobs doesn't require you to like constantly fire off TP at the most optimal you know, intervals that possible. You you need to actually coordinate with everybody else, and it's it's more like you're fighting Ongo every time you fight one of these mobs. So yes, know, spoilers for what because we talk about. now the basement NMs. I mean, it's not really spoilers, but the basement NMs. You every ten seconds, there is a minus what ninety ninety five percent penalty to subsequent weapon skills. So if everyone's using Savage Blade, the first one will hit. And every other weapon skill in that time frame will be minus ninety or ninety five percent. It's just really, yeah. it's really minus into the fucking you know terra firma. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, yeah, there's the, no reason to spam them. So you just want to be accurate and actually hit the mob. Like that's the most important thing because you're there to create a skill chain. Not, you're not there for the damage. And there is an Unless exception, I believe, Fox. I, I think from what I've seen from 
things sit on auction house and slash the Japanese testing first, of course, on Twitter, is that you can use a weapon skill magically like uh, True Flight or Seraph Blade, and it's not subject to the same. So if someone can use Savage Blade, and someone can use Seraph Blade or True Flight, and it's not. I should have had that ahead of time here. That's that's lack of preparation on my part. I should probably look that up actually. Because I know loot was. Is that there. actually the case? Because I'm I'd be surprised that people aren't just like trying to ranger burn this then. No, you can't just I think it applies to those weapon skills differently. Well, I'm gonna pull up loot stuff. Because otherwise you just you just bring in like four rangers and have them true flight. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like four rangers, uh a Corsair and like I don't know, maybe a bard, but probably a geo like yeah yeah four rangers a core and a geo and just go nuts like i haven't seen anyone try this i'm just spitting because like if, if magic weapon skills aren't nerfed then you can basically do the same thing with seven i think they're just a separate nerf but because should, they crush these guys you know without having it in front of me i probably shouldn't have said anything because it's definitely physical weapons because yeah, that's where i think it's that, that's where i think that sort of thing is conflicting yeah i have to i'm yeah. not plugged in on twitter on this fucking pc but i know loot i've been reading and i just don't remember the exact results I'm going to find it, though, absolutely, while we do this. So talk about, basically, so you need to okay. defeat the top mobs to get the the entry item for the basement. So, you you know, people could farm in a separate run, just Savage Blade everything, but that's not, that's kind of a silly use now, because you can go to the basement and get more points than that on these mobs. So it's 2k for the top floor, and then it's 10k for every NM in the basement there that you fight, uh, zone-wise. So that's a big jump up, and, and E especially is very easy, as far as I have an opinion about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> e there's almost I mean E is probably easier than the D boss. And these are the same the way these are the same NMs if you've never yeah. done it as the top floor. They are the same type of NM, they just have a different skin. Yeah. It's uh they're they're a lot more vibrant. <laughs> and uh yeah, they're they're just they're just more dangerous because like even even the E boss can kill you if you fuck up. Like the your rune fencer can die. we we see it happen, but it's not overall a dangerous mob. Um you just have to, you know. I, I hate reducing it to not fuck up, but like as long as you you kite it properly, it's there's like no danger to to being killed, really. So the the e boss, um, it's a it's like a ransomus, it's a flovid, so you just burst earth on it, and you can set up pretty pretty nice earth skill chains to get that going uh, between your your corsair ranger and scholar. So I don't know if how how deep you want to go on that just yet, but you could do that. So there's various ways you farm that's changed now uh, magic is preferred because the nuke wall is less of a penalty than than the weapon skill wall they've introduced yeah it is but yeah like on scholar i hit the nuke wall and i still do like 62k <laughs> 70k sometimes like it's uh it's 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 really not that bad it does suck that, that we all seem to have to nuke the same element though but yeah you're usually going on black mage i usually go on scholar and yeah you just you just set up volleys of magic bursts um, Dartok specifically, like you want to set up a, a scission skill chain and you just want to do it over and over and over again. Um, if your Corsair has the, the range accuracy to hit it, um, I would say go ahead and have them open up uh, like a hot shot or, or sniper shot, just whatever has like, like a liquefaction property that they're going to land. And then just have the uh, the Ranger close true flight. That'll make scission. Okay, magic weapon skills are included. Burst. I pulled up because there was some conflicting stuff I'd seen where they're saying it wasn't getting nerfed after. That sounded that sounded weird. Yeah, yeah. So loot has a video here fighting Dartok where someone uses Herculean strike for one on one damage and he has a Savage Blade for five thousand damage and said it's it's been hit by the nerf there because five thousand is pretty low for a, a Savage yeah, Blade. Savage. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Which is you know, but Ranger is an excellent way to do this because Ranger 
can this is always the capacity that All i think damage yeah ranger has the accuracy on its own without needing accuracy buffs and stuff like that at least it should out of the box ranger will not have that you have to have your sets and stuff built up right for that so you need to take a moment here to calculate that your accuracy uh had reached is basically 1650 with food which is not that bad you want 1655 but uh you know that's not that bad at all so you're not i mean you're not going to be the shooting. The core is the, probably going to struggle, but the ranger does not. The core is going to have to yeah. use plus two, plus three, and uh, get a, the Kostawi, whatever the fuck the dagger is, augmented right, from uh, yeah, Kostawi plus one from Glazemane. You're going to need that on Corsair. And when you have that, uh, stuff like that, you can, that and a shield and stuff, you can you can shoot and hit on Corsair, and that's with triple shot and stuff. It's very important because you are giving out Sam's roll, even though you're in a mage setup for this. Yeah. You just want to be very careful, like with triple shot, that you don't end up in like shitty Ashozi gear, which is the SE three, because that'll lower your ranged accuracy again. So you'll be triple shotting, but you'll be missing and wondering what the hell is going on. So uh, sometimes you have to stay in that high accuracy set the entire time. Sometimes we have people switch jobs; they usually go in something different in the run, and we had someone change the Corsair in our group's run, and they oh, they yeah. changed well, their gear, so they were shooting fine, and then when they put triple shot on, it was putting on all the wrong gear for triple shot set in their their rule. And then they were just yeah. not hitting at all. And we're like, what the fuck? We need you to, we need you to shoot here. And it was like, oh, yeah. sorry. And, and uh, to build a greater context, the party setup doesn't use a bard uh, for this. Generally so not. That, you, you you're can. not getting like preludes and stuff. I mean, I guess you could, but I tried to think of like, like what do you sacrifice for the bard? Like the, You the sacrifice pretty... the scholar or... Uh, so basically, well, so we'll talk setups then because that's where we're, that's we're dancing around. Typically when we do this, uh, at least for us, Fox, there's different ways of doing it. Some people take a red mace, some people take a bard as that other slot and don't take a ranger or a second scholar. That would be how they get that in there. One of those two jobs in there. And I, I don't, I don't really agree with taking yeah, those yeah. personally. I just don't see, I think that's suboptimal, frankly. You can do it. So we generally go Fox either, depending on what we're doing. Uh, if we're doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, which is everything except the Ida slash Degai, what the fuck's the guy's name? Is Degai or whatever? The, yeah, yeah. the, Perfidian, if you're familiar with Vagrant yeah, Mobs, yeah. the the floaty wings Tartarus guy who's not Hades, the pre Hades, uh, everything but him basically. We'll, we'll take a core ranger, a uh, scholar black mage, rune fencer sub whiter scholar, depending on their master level. Those sub thirty they can sub scholar for your care for, uh, and core and ranger scholar. scholar. Yeah, so we have scholar ranger black mage core rune fencer geo. That's what we'll do. But if we do D, we drop the ranger and take two scholars. So scholar, oh, yeah, scholar, black mage, that. geo, rune fencer, core. That's what we'll run with. And I honestly, I prefer the double scholar for everything in general. But I do like, based on a group flexibility, what we have, I like having the ranger come those other nights because it makes other things a little easier along the way if you're doing yeah a through d when you have oh sorry a through c when you have the ranger like that those fights end very very quickly and yes. since they're mandatory to to farm to get the key item to enter up to the real big boy bosses um having the ranger there for those really accelerates that over like scholars but it, it's not by a lot because yeah. you have more nukers you still course. have to do the objectives and stuff it's not like you can't use scholars yeah. especially when you have two of them to do the c objective of three weapon skill burst non-kills the same old stuff applies for a top floor as always so it's not like you can't have a scholar stuff do that, and you should, but just in general, killing the mobs or the, you know, if you come across the leech or something, which you can burst and kill instantly too, but just having, yeah. having a ranger in general, it just, it just helps to get something right into it without having something set up. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main reason we, we uninclude the ranger when we do like Ida runs is because the ranger isn't going to do anything to Ida. It's less skill chain compatible. Basically we'll just sit there and you want two scholars to make continuous skill chains based on whatever element it shifts to. 
So it's it's just like the Degai boss. So I didn't want to jump too far ahead, but that's the reasoning between why you you pick one group or the other. So Ranger Ranger is super good for two of the NMs because of resistance values, which are all listed on BG for these NMs. You should go to BG and look at it. So for the easiest NM, Dartok, uh, he has a 70% tier, which is the highest you're going to come across besides he has an 85 Earth. So 85 is the highest. 70 is the most common highest for all the other NMs across the rest of this, A, B, C, whatever. Uh, 85 is the exception. But he has a 70% light, which means he'll take minus 30% to light, which is high for this. And that's you can still cap damage easily on Ranger doing that. You can do straight nines to him, and you do straight nines to Skimora's triple uh, a the the little balmore guy in the basement you'll do straight and nines on skill chain damage a lot of the time too. yeah and skill chain damage even yeah. though you're only doing like scission to dartok uh when you're closing so like the uh i'm all over the place there's so many things to talk about so let's yeah. just i'll just make it simple let's just talk about the skill chain and break down the skill chain yeah but i'm just to finish the ranger point but you can't do true flight to the other two NMs because they have a minus 95% damage tier to light. You you might do a few K, but you're not doing anything with True Flight. Yeah. So Ranger's whole entire being there is just to make a scotion at that point, and you just ticket Scholar, and they can do more and do damage on top of it that a Ranger can. So you can't use uh, minus 95% damage True Flight for the other NMs. That's why Ranger's good for farming overall uh, for that when you do an ABCD because mm-hmm. at least it's making skill chains for B, but the True Flight will do poopy crap damage for the other stuff. I... I like Ranger's value for Gartel, even yes. though it won't do damage with with uh, True Flight. It does open up like basically a world-ending skill chain for that mob. It, it does um, with with the compatibility there. So we'll we'll talk about that a little yes. bit more. But but don't devalue Ranger for Gartel though. Yes, um, but the, just the, because True Flight doesn't do the well, exception so becomes for the last NM. It was also ninety five percent, but the elements change, so you can't for yeah. for Gartel they change as well. He changes his hands between one or two things, but. They change for the last one, and you don't want it to change to the wrong thing, where like a skill chain goes off or something that heals it. And you just either way, you're, you're changing to non-elements where light is never going to help because you're not making a multi-step skill chain for that. That's why you just can't even use Ranger effectively for the last NM, even though it is good for Gartel making a skill chain. Yeah, I, Ida on its own. Yeah, Ida's Ida's a different story. <laughs> Ida no sounds like Ranger's in a hard position there, but it is nice to have Ranger in a capacity of getting mage buffs and doing. You know, doing the straight nines. It's nice to have a job, be able to function in the mage setup, actually, as a melee job. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, huge air quotes around melee, but yeah. Well, it's a physical, with a magic weapon skill job, so it's nice yeah, to see them work in a non-buffed physically at all capacity. Well, it's really nice, too, because it keeps everybody out of the shit. So, like, nobody wants to be near these NMs or yes. with the fetters they spawn. Like, you only really want the rune in there. And even the rune is, like, sub-mage to take care of themselves as well. Um, that's the that's the best use of 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 rune fencer. Don't try to go sub blue or or anything or sub dark or anything weird. Just go with the idea that you're going to try to be a weird paladin, and you, it'll it'll do the best for your group. Heal and erase yourself. That is the greatest asset you can be. Yeah, but but with everyone being ranged, it means that there's a lot less burden on healers. And you, if you think you're bringing a scholar because they're going to be a healer in the run, well, you're right. Like they they bring like regen to the table and stuff like that. But most of the time, they're like. They're just like a black mage accessory. <laughs> like you're you're there to to help with the skill chain and then also to just burst like the Dickens because scholars are gonna do real damage in there too. So um don't just think that you're gonna, you know, bring up like a, a healing, like I I got a Musa and now I have like the best regen set ever, scholar. Um, you, you want to make sure your scholar is well rounded if you if you bring it to this because they're gonna want a nuke. And the penalty uh, is minus ninety percent damage, but not ninety-five for the subsequent weapon yeah. skills in ten seconds. 
Okay. So for Dartok, he's the same as the top as the bottom, except he's stronger. And now, as Fox was saying, they all have fetters now. And that's that's the big problem for a lot of these, because some of these fetters clouds. are really... Yeah, the fart clouds of Dartok. We mentioned the fart clouds before. So that becomes... So the, the fart clouds come out when he uses any TP move while you know his aura from Cesspool is active. Uh, you know, when you use a cesspool against the aura, I don't know if lightning damage procs, but no one really cares. You just you just kill him. It's not a problem. He but, just dies, yeah. So the problem becomes with him about 50% or less, depending on how slow you are. He might use it before then. But when you're burning him down pretty quickly, because even when I'm buffed up here on Black Mage, even my stone four is doing a burst for 76 plus K. That's stone four. So that's, that's that, you know, Scholar is capping damage, Black Mage is capping damage. This thing is melting. With Even with the, the nuke wall, you're still I've doing done. tons of damage. I've kept damage on Stone 3 on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> on Scholar, it's crazy. So you have a Ranger doing cap damage, True Flight cap damage skill chain. This mob only has... He dies um, in less than 30 seconds. 1.6 yeah. mil HP. So when you have yeah. a Ranger doing 200k, uh, 100k, but you're, like, you're doing 400k. It's so like you, two skill chains. <laughs> and, and a few skill chains. And like three skill chains of everything's going right. This mob yeah. is dead. It dies fast enough. But there is bad. time between those extra skill chains where, based on the time, it's always around 50% or less it starts using it. Clobbering Wave can come out, and that will one-shot a Rune Fencer if it's not kiting. So we have the Rune Fencer kite. But what's not mentioned that I have to add to the wiki here is that Besides, we know water damage will trigger his uh, retaliation move that mimics the damage back and kills everyone with an amplifier to it. Then, it powers him up. Yeah. yeah. It powers him up, but the fart clouds that he leaves behind. Other mobs will leave fetters. He leaves fart clouds as his fetter. Uh, they also deal water damage, and if you leave him in the fart cloud, even if you're kiting around him, they do water damage to him. Yep. Besides regening him a bit, they will power up clobbering wave. So the more water damage you do to him, the stronger clobbering wave gets. And it can, it can just, it'll just one-shot you. It can do thousands and thousands up to, you know, straight nines. or It does a lot of damage. So do not let the mob sit in the far closet if you can help it. But if it's dying quickly, then it's no problem. You just magic burst them in the ground. If you're a weird group who's struggling to do magic bursting, you can, as a red mage, seraphlate him down uh, with someone kiting him. I've seen, uh, shout out to Velenor, I've seen him go as even Dark Knight and just kite around Dartok while their Red Mage Seraph blades it with a club yeah. in the offhand and SU-5 in the main hand, the uh, Daybreak in the offhand. And it, it, it's slow, but it gets the job done, so it's a free 10k points, because now the plus 3 gear is 70k galley per piece instead of 10k for plus 2. It's a big jump. Dartok is special too, because he almost exclusively only uses range attacks. Yes, so he's easy to kite. Despite where he's like looking or anything, like he's actually basically standing in place trying to shoot your rune fencer. So it makes bit. it a lot easier to kite him around and do damage and it like the way you described, because a lot of mobs will, will just like chase you and then you can't really do that kind of effective setup. But he basically sits there like an idiot and just takes damage. Yes. Yeah. And you can land gravity on him. So yeah, yeah, but it's almost it's almost worthless though because he just kind of like sits there in place. It's 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 reduced in value, but it does especially yeah. if especially if uh, you're trying to keep it in the bubble or something, it does add value. But then if he has a far cloud on him, it's yeah. kind of lame to have him in there. But then again, if you're kiting him, the far cloud doesn't really come into play. Besides, yeah, the more range <laughs> the more clouds are out. If you don't get the metal from the the botulus, which you get by weapon skilling him out of his line of sight, so. Technically, you can do it from the front if you're like a ranger in the distance, but you have to be out of his line of sight with a non-skill chain, non-magic killing weapon skill. Of uh, any, It can be magic weapon skill, it can be physical weapon skill, but you have to do it out of his line of sight. So people get right behind him and kill the botulus. 
when we do this in farm, we just skip it if we're trying to get as much done as possible. Yeah. Because we we can do potentially all A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. We can potentially do all of that. We haven't done it yet, but we've seen it line up where we could if we were just actually trying to do it. Or if we skipped the stuff we or didn't or skip. we brought two scholars or whatever, yeah. Yeah, when we had two scholars, we can do it. Because uh, those... usually we, we bring the ranger set up for ABC and then, of course, EFG. And then when we have that ranger there, it kind of shuts off the ability to do Ida. So it's kind of like, yeah. well, we have all this time and we could have done Ida, but... Yeah, that's another reason, too. That's the kind of the downside sometimes. But if you don't get the metal from the, the botulus, the botulus, whatever the fuck it is, botulism, then the taint is not removable. <laughs> the taint's not removable. The poison is called taint. And um, when cesspool is active, the taint goes up to 400 damage a tick. It could also be based on the uh, fart clouds as well, but it's, at least it in the wiki, it says the cesspool improve, improves the damage of taint. I thought it was fart cloud based, but I guess it's just cesspool. And it's not removable if you don't get the metal. If you get the metal, it's removable. So when you have your tank taking 400 damage every three seconds that you can't remove, even with regen from Scholar doing 100 or so, that's, that's a lot of damage. You're constantly stopping the carrot, waste time, and you can't go to the undead zone. So yeah, you'll get fucked. <laughs> you'll be straight uh, fucked. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's good to mention that at least the Fomars in here, unlike all of the Fomars, do not blood aggro for some reason. They do not. So that's Well, and, and that brings up a, a good point, too, because like planning out your run and like knowing the pathing that you want to take is important. And because of that, a lot of the times you can fight the E-boss after the G-boss, once you know what your groove is going to be, because even if you get that taint on the rune, you can keep them alive and still not like blood aggro things because you don't have to go back to the undead zone that you've already cleared. So that's kind of the way that we, we've been setting up those runs. So a huge part of the time saving is applying bolters right away. We'll just have, for the ABC, the mob dies so fast, we'll get a, maybe a Sam's roll on at the start, maybe not, a bolters right away and just go do the AccuX and get to the A-boss. So when Sam roll finally gets on from a core, you, you're not getting a second roll on ever. You're, you're just getting, when you get to the basement, you'll get that second roll on, you get wizards on. Unless yeah. you're doing Ida, well, we use Monk's roll for Ida, which is you different. Really need to buff yeah. with the A boss though. <laughs> but having bolters on is crucial, so you're you're basically not going to be relying on more than one roll in a core. But the point I wanted to get on before talking about core was planning a run out. That's part of it. We'll do when we do it instead of just having a segment. We talk about our plan. We'll just do it now. Uh, at least is yours the same as mine now, Fox? Do we have the same layout, or do you do something differently? Yeah, we we do we do the same thing. So I go in and do ABC. And then we go from C, because we don't get the metal in C. It's a waste of time. So we can't remove that taint. We gather we together for a bolters and, and double up because it actually matters. Instead of being capped on any roll, it matters. We double up to hopefully get lucky or at least better than a standard roll. And we will just run with that taint on to G basement. And by the time we get to the NM for G, I think the taint is either worn off or is close to wearing off. Because we just run, we just skip everything and run right to the NM in, in G. And that way the taint doesn't matter and doesn't really apply to us. And the taint from a boss is really, really weak anyway. So, I keep saying taint. I mean, oh, wait, I mean, the, wait, I mean the haunted. haunted. I keep saunted, saying, yeah. I mean the haunted. That's really weak and inconsequential anyway. The haunted, the haunted effect from from C gives you a powerful gravity, and yeah, that's why the planning the run out, we go from C to G because we just run with bolters the whole way to kind of negate most of that super gravity from not taint but haunted. Because as I'm thinking haunted, I have taint on the wiki in front of me, and I go, yeah, taint. That's what I mean. Fucking a juicy taint, but. <laughs> yeah, playing the runout's important there because then after you've done ABC, you have the whole basement, your oyster. Any, I think any pickup group that has a group that is ready in terms of 
The core can shoot and land. They have bolters roll up in time. They're focusing on that. They have Sam roll up for when it matters, especially in the basement. And they're able to do something and as in pay attention to get bolters up. And the rest of the group has the ranger can do damage. The geo gets bubbles on that matter. Skill chains happen. As long as that happens, I think any pickup group can farm like 40k galley. And they really yeah. don't do this. But any group can do ABC, uh, EF, EFG, yes. Well, EG at least. Like F is, F requires some knowledge uh, and also people not to bolster on the wrong mob. <laughs> F is like you, you want you want to save your bolster for for the F boss cartel. Do stuff together. Cartels for you and me. Yeah. And is for he's easy to beat anytime at all. Is. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's red. Hey. No, that's that's staying. I like SpongeBob. Okay, SpongeBob is a great. Yeah. Okay. C is for cringe. There's no C yep. in fun. Uh, right. Okay. Not every Most idea I have is a decent idea. Most Fox, are not. Fox, I hope Fox is here. Yeah, Fox is, Fox is Trent Reznor or, you know, Johnny Cash right now. He hurt himself today to see if he still yeah. wants to hear again. I'm trying to phase back in from the cringe dimension. Focus is on the pain. It's the only thing that's real. <laughs> okay. So, yes. I think, yeah, Gartel might give you a problem, but it shouldn't when we cover him because originally he gave us problems and we've got him down to such a, a laughable state that, uh, I mean, he's... he's you just have to be ready for it. Like, you have to know what abilities you're using on what boss, and it's, it's very important to save, like, bolsters specifically for that one. Yeah. Because it makes it a lot easier to hit the the requisites you need. I guess now that we've, we talked about the basic path, we can get off the path and talk about the NMs again. That way, when we talk about using these abilities, it makes more sense or... Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the, the, what... what what And when we say abilities, it's like your two hours because, like, every boss should be able to get, like, some flavor of, like, uh, from your Geo, like, uh, a, uh, an Ecliptic Attrition or a Blaze of Glory, something like that. Either or, maybe both. But, um... When it comes to like what one hours you use, like you don't just like use all of them on like a single boss that you like the least. Like you just need to be prepared for each boss and know why you're using them on each one. So because to us now, Fox, these NMs have become so things can go wrong, especially with Gartel. The tank can go down and things go wrong on that. He does get sometimes powerful if, if both hands happen to get up. He can tear through your tank with a stun and not parrying. And one of your scholars can cast a helix two. Yeah, one of your scholars on multiple occasions can cast a helix two and kill <laughs> instantly. Because just like upstairs, uh, the uh, Lashan slash Gartel will transfer that helix under the right move to was it Zap transfers it? Zap. Yeah. Zap transfers it. Yeah, and Zap's triggered by having a debuff on, so he will transfer that helix to your. Your rune, who can possibly take it off with the panacea if they're very quick, because uh, uh, depending on the, where he gets it, it transfers. Where the system talks are too. Yeah, it transfers. It's every uh, helix is every nine seconds. The talk instead of a tick is every three. So if it's just happened and it transfers it, you have you know seven or so seconds to get it off. But if it was just about to hit him and it transfers it, it will just hit the rune and kill him instantly. So you you might get it off, but it's hard to react in seven seconds. Nonetheless, it's possible, but yeah. Becomes you like just not do it. Because, yeah, you should, you should not do it. But it becomes like, becomes like the Lamia ambuscade. How hard if you can turn with that panacea? How hard is it to just not do something? I, it can be very hard. You know, we say that Fox, but even we fuck up and we wonder how hard is it not to do something? Like, That's say true, someone yeah. disconnects momentarily and the box wrote the key item to enter the boss drops, and we say, "Don't open that box." 
and the person just clicks and opens it anyway, and the person reconnects. And you I can't remember being the, the person saying, "Don't open that box." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you wonder how hard is it? And then people how aggro things, including me, especially just <laughs> aggro things. And you go, "How the fuck hard is it to just do basic things like not aggro because you didn't cast sneak?" You know, because there's a weird thing in there. If anyone has not experienced it, where if you get an ascension sneak, you will get translucent, like it looks like you have invisible on, but you don't have invisible yeah. on. And that many times has caused me to aggro things, going, what the fuck? And I realize it's just a graphical glitch that SC really should fix. Yeah. You look invisible because you got AoE sneak from Scholar, but it's not on. It's not actually on. Nope. Pay attention to that. Don't be spicy, Ryan. <laughs> I hate talking about myself in the third person. It's just, I, I do it because it's, it's funny, but it's, it's, it's that's really, I don't like the third kind person. Weird, yeah. Hey, I don't like the third person. Don't be me. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, the last thing about the padding though is like you generally won't fight these things in alphabetical order. So don't do like A, B, C, E, F, G. Like if you're going to do like those six, um, typically like like you was saying, like you do A, B, C, and then you go C directly to G because that's like the fastest way to. That's do the it. teleporter also, from C. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, it's also very fast to to go to the other bosses from there. So like you'll go like G to E and then to F, um, and you'll just like warp around killing bosses at the very end. The worst one to leave is D because the D basement, uh, which becomes H, the H is the worst one to leave because H basement is larger than all the other zones. There's a whole extra series of rooms there. And that means that the leaving portal can be anywhere in those rooms. And those mobs not only are more dangerous to deal with, but uh, it's just harder to find it, wastes more time. So we always save. F is also in the ass. F, F is yeah, the next biggest pain in the ass. It can be made because it has like branches. So when it comes to E in the basement, the portal is always basically either right outside the NM's room to leave the the diaphragmist the the diaphragm device. Your diaphragm device is either right Excellent. there or it's in the flans, which is right across from there. So you know where it's going to be. And then for the for G, it's, it's the same yeah, story. G is the same story. It's either right there or in the vampires. That's it. Yeah. But but for F, well, the elementals and the pony, it can be to the right, right before the wildkeeper reeve, where the big door is that can fall down. It can either be there. Uh, to the right, or it can be right there before Past the boss, the or it can be in the villa where we equate to the vampire or flan room, or it can be all the way past that. And you, at yeah, that point, the is the worst when one. your group's checking, if you get unlucky, it's all the way buried in the corner, way past all that. You can have someone checking for the wildkeeper, even as someone checking in the villa or something, and you're split up and wasting time to all reunite again. So that's really a pain in the, pain yeah. in the fucking ass. Because everyone has to branch out and find it. But H is the worst because that could be anywhere in the basement. That's, that's an extra couple rooms. Yep. A lot of running around that happens, and you you know, aggro and running around, bolters and everything is a huge part of determining how much time you have. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you lose bolters, like you, you and you lose it (laughs) because when everyone tries to click in the vampires, uh, you you know, you're gonna the black mage is there to break a so everyone get out of there, and the black mage loses their their bolters. So the corsair paying attention to that and being ready to either uh, fold or do something to get it back on people or saving double up or something if you can. Is, is very helpful to runtime. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should strategically use your, or your your folds for this anyway. Like, there's no reason to gamble on your buffs in here because it's never critical on any of it these NMs that, that you have, like, an 11 or even that you have, like, a lucky. You just need to have an, a non-unlucky number, and you're typically okay. Like, something that's, like, north of 5 but not unlucky. Um, and, yeah, like, none of your rolls are going to break the run. But what will break the run is not being able to put up bolters at the right time. Correct. So do not yeah, bust. Just take what you have. If it's an unlucky yeah. Sam's roll, you can that. double up a 6, avoid, you know. But otherwise, do not double up a 7, 8, 9 here. There's When you 
play games with a chaos roll for a melee group, the gains of chaos roll, if you need that attack, are much more severe for your damage output or meaningful, significant. Severe sounds like it's too important. They're much more significant for your physical damage output with chaos. When you're gambling on, on wizard's roll, that's just no. You're gambling on what? Maybe five, ten magic attack, but no, that's just silly. Or on some of these mobs, monks roll and even yeah, monks, monks roll. roll you should never bust everything. ever because basically anything on monks roll caps. Yeah, we'll talk more about monks roll later. But yeah, yeah. I was actually joking with my core uh, in in my group that uh, this would be the one situation where you macro in the uh, the hands for fold, so you can potentially erase both buffs and just make damn sure you can put uh, vultures yeah. back on. Yeah, because when you fold, it becomes what the uh, the most recent. So if, if you get yeah. aggro so and the, the vulture black mages vultures, you can fold it off. But yeah. But you're gonna run into a situation where, yeah. where you had bolters on first, and then like let's say you're just trying to pre-buff for the next mob because it happens to be up, and then someone else loses bolters. Well, if you fold, you're gonna lose like the Sam's roll or whatever you just, just you just put on. You still can't roll bolters, so you're into this like weird situation where like you have to range stack a mob, and then now you've just aggroed something in Correct. order to break it. It yeah, really is really a weird. It's stuff. a good test of corsairing. So what I like about Sorty Basement as an aside, really quick. As I like that Ranger can be its own here, and it shows its potential as a job outside of the uh, whole physical damage spam, same Savage Boy weapon skills. It's nice to see Ranger be a nice independent showing of a damage dealer in a way that's not really been seen in this game, uh, because just the setups here are not conducive to the typical ones we do, and that's great. Uh, it's yeah. nice to see Corsair having to be more strategic in how it manages its roles, not just putting them up and recasting them when they're done. That's nice. And having the gear... Uh, situationally here for accuracy instead of just taking everything for granted using the best gear and going home having to make conditional rules or whatever just doing that it's nice to have scholar really scholar really comes into its own in this event in the basement here scholar scholar is not just casting cure and buffs and regen uh it's not just doing that now now it is switching arts it's it's doing other things it's doing damage it's making skill chains it's it's doing a lot of different things yeah and even even as a geomancer, something using Imbrava, our right? geo sub scholar yeah. here. And when we leave a fight, having the geo get down to sneak on everyone really quick, even though everyone can be responsible for it, it just saves time to have the geo doing immediately, so you don't have to worry yeah. about it, and and no one ever doesn't have anything. It's just it's just done. And communicating when those buffs are going to go out too, because like sometimes people will just be running away from it, and it's like, hey, when we zone down, we're going to give out like bolters, or we're going to give out you know sneaka, or I've got the invisga the next time we stop, you know that sort of thing. So you'll kind of get an idea of where the mobs are and what aggro you need to prevent. And usually having the AOE for that can can prevent a lot of the problems that uh, that could occur. It's nice to be a nuking Geo again, too, because nuking from a Geo has some real potential. Oh, yeah. And Geo oh, can yeah. also cure, and so the Scholar can nuke instead and not have to worry about it. Yeah, I usually go on Scholar, but I went Geo on the last one. And I, was, I was pleasantly surprised by my nukes, and I don't even have the plus three legs or body yet. Um, I think Geo can probably nuke just fine on that content. And it's excellent that a rune fencer that's not able to contribute to physical damage in this case on these serious NMs, like and the paladin wouldn't be either, is able to help out magically and keep hate and also care itself now. Because uh, if the event just ended for getting Serata Belt, but it's down to 15 mil still, maybe 16 on a Serra <laughs> from the 20 something it was at, 30 mil it was at. So if you're a rune fencer doing this or intend to be, you really should get Serata Belt. You should have that piece of gear, yes. Because very, very curing yourself I on bought this event. I sold it and then I bought it back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you sold it for more money. That's what you do because you're you, you're strategic uh, about it. But I don't think you're gonna get rid of it now. It wasn't it wasn't intended that I was gonna buy it back for less because I, I I originally had done it because I was trying to go uh, rune sub mage to like Odyssey runs and stuff. Um, but when that didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, I was like, well, I don't necessarily need this. Maybe I don't need it for Paladin because it's actually kind of awkward on Paladin. 
Um, so I sold it. And then like when I found out how useful this is on RuneFencer and Sorty, I was like, well, there's a very realistic opportunity for me to go Rune again. So I went and I bought it back again because it's incredibly good. So I just happened to get more money out of it, which was nice. <laughs> but it's nice to be able to do that on RuneFencer and do more than just, you know, be a, right. you know, like carrying on Rune is, is pretty potent in here. It's, it's trouble on Gartel because of the stun and silence spam. But you still can get it off and just being able to erase yourself because you don't want the scholar to have to take like you have even if you have two scholars here, you oh, don't want dude. them babysitting you. And the geo can also do it, but you don't want them like you wanna you wanna be more useful and you also keep hate for caring here in this instance here. So just do that and you're more useful that way. And I think it's really good because also being sub scholar, you can use celerity foil, which we've always talked about. It's just these things work out as a there's no reason to sub blue here at all. You don't need cocoon. These are mostly magical damage moms. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing about this fight is like sometimes people will be like, oh, well, what does it matter if I heal myself on on rune, you know, sub white major sub scholar, you know, tranquil heart is going to nerf my amnity. And yeah, it does. Right. But the thing about magic bursts is they don't generate a ton of amnity on their own. Like you Correct. don't need that much to stay ahead of things. So if you're healing yourself, you're a source of your own perpetuating hate. It may not even be net zero, but it's still better than someone else doing it. And it is still positive. Like it's not that like like curing yourself is taking away enmity. It's actually adding it. It's just not adding as much as like a paladin would on there. Because you can still lose enemy because the the scholar the the ranger skill chain here doing cap damage does give it an enmity. Yeah, yeah. The the skill chain damage is, is specifically is what will pull hate off. Yeah, because the weapon skill itself low hate because it's magical, but the the skill chain will give a lot of hate. Full enmity on that. Yeah. So a rune fencer that's not prepared can still have that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be black mage again, fuck, it's so great. Yeah, right. This, you know, <laughs> the, the only the only thing I had though is that it seems really narrow on you know EFGH and and the, the final boss because it seems like only mages are very viable against it uh, against all this content. Like it, there isn't really any play for any other jobs. It just wouldn't it, be as efficient as the problem. So now into the meta of Fox where it dominates not using melees for this, but it's just, you can do it. It just wouldn't be as efficient. I mean, yeah. I, I like, like I came up with some AM three strats that would probably work on these guys, but like it's nowhere near as good as using a mage, not even close. And, and the problem is they take less coordination is why melee is popular, but I mean, it's yeah, just not as effective. It's definitely not. Because um, like I and I wasn't even completely sold on mages at first, but yeah, it was time it was is definitely. of the essence with a couple of these NMs too. So I mean, it's not like taking forever is a viable thing. Not just it's not like you're getting less points. Sometimes you're just not going to win if you take a really long time. Because uh, yeah. in the Balmore and Perfidian guy, the the C and G and the D and H hard to oh, juggle the letters in my head. <laughs> Every three minutes, they basically just kill you. So yeah. We'll talk more about Ida and how it's a little different from C, which just kills you. But, uh, you know, it's it's you can't really mess around because you're just, you know, it, it's not forgiving in that sense. Yeah, I have a timer for both of those bosses. <laughs> I use just impact to, on them. Sure. That way my impact timer and my Lua does three minutes. So I just start the fight with impact. Uh, I got you. And that's why mine doesn't give a message. It could, but you have the actual message in your thing where you and your Lua where you hit it and it says uh, 30 seconds to whatever. And it says it's happening now. Yeah, it, it keeps track of it for me in the background uh, when the fight starts. And then you also have to reset that timer every single time they use the move, too. So if like you're in your group and something goes wrong, yeah. there are mobs in here that will do it over The and timer over then is super more important than my impact because <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting impact on probably in, in the right time frame when that happens. Yeah, we as far as like the way we've got it down at this point, though, like we don't need the timer on Tribulex really, but we do need the timer on Ida. 
Ida can throw you a curveball. Yes. Occasionally. You can beat Ida before the three minutes, but we usually get really close. We, we're going to improve that it's, to doing it before. It's, but. it's not worth risking it, though. Yeah. Like you might as well just bail, take like 30 more seconds to just collect yourself and go back in and kill him. Uh, like racing him, unless you have like, you know, 45 seconds to go, like racing him is not, not really ideal there because a wipe is basically a run ender on that one. So we did Dartok. We finished yeah. that. We talked about our pathing and stuff in there. We talked about our setups we use and the way that works. You can also, to finish the setups thing, you can also, if you're just in a group like so the problem becomes this is super easy for us now because we've geared up enough from it we've geared up around it we have good communication we're used to this, the setups and strategies and stuff i guess i could make a quick write-up on wiki or something that would be because we we have write-ups in our little we made a little group chats for this beyond private message like we have a, a hidden section of our discord now just for our statics that we write our strategies in a separate channel so they don't get buried by the private chat text because we used to use private chat for all of our members, yeah. and it just gets buried. And now we have a dedicated channel for it, so we can just take out the strategy, and they can just see it. And they, the people refer back to it. The members need it, even though they do this. So I think maybe just writing something on BG would help because it's it like for us, we crush this content now. But when we first did it, Fox, it was we were getting trounced on Trib. Yeah, it was not. It was not. It was not crushed. We were getting crushed. We were not yeah. beating Trib, or we. And and something that was so difficult was now is it's just dramatically easier, and it's actually laughable. Trib is laughable now, actually. Yeah, and I mean, even if you listen to the conversation up to this point, like we talk about something and then it's linked to something else. And it's really hard to like put in where these things need to be talked about because yes. everything is so cohesive. And that's where that fine tuning comes in. One so like we could talk about these NMs, but how you approach the content overall and the time you save doing it that way uh, be by being prepared, that's where really you're going to get most of your uh, most of your success. Is make sure your timing's good. So the next thing I meant to Dartok, who is the easiest one? So if you have a pickup group run and you know communication is going to be poor and it's like, you know, I, I really got ahead of myself here because I'm translating how easy our experience is now to how I imagine if a pickup group does X, Y, Z, it can do that too. And it can, but mm -hmm. a pickup group doesn't talk to each other, doesn't communicate well, things go wrong and they get dead weight members, people who aren't ready for endgame. They aren't prepared for endgame. They can't do endgame because they're not prepared. They... You know, you get that and it's just the whole run is, is kind of a wash. You don't want to, it feels really bad to enter. And sometimes if you're on a start and wait for a queue for a bit, it's not been bad lately. But to do that, you had to yell for a long time. You spend all this time, you spend a couple hours, so the whole event's an hour. A couple hours in the drain, you get, you know, you, you lose to an NM and you get, you know, oh, great, we got 8K for this run. I could have soloed that and saved an hour of my life. And that matters. So if you had to, Dartok is the easiest a lot of runs you are... should be able to kill Dartok. Yes, yes. <laughs> Even if things go wrong, if someone dies, you can kite him because he spits water at you. If you got boar water and, and magic evasion set that's common now in the Yami and stuff, you're fine. You're not going to die. Yeah. You should not. You just waste time. But you're not going to die. Gartel will kill you dead. Trib will kill you dead. But Dartok is the most forgiving. You can go wrong in him and still win. That's 10k. That's a big chunk. So you can do a run of just Savage Blades or whatever if you know it's not going to go well or just try to do the right run. Uh, not right run, but the the way you could actually not savage with everything is winning by right. It's not technically right, and you could yeah, do like A, B, C, D, and E, and do other stuff and be done. And that way, your pickup group in the top floor, yeah, yeah, and the NMs in the top floor and get the orm and everything. You can do that, and your pickup group will be more successful than before the basement existed in terms of netting more galley. Let's say that would be 10k. You would get maybe around two-ish k from getting orm and all the NMs. Uh, you get 2k from everyone on here, 20k already. 
And then if you have time left, plus all the other NMs, you'll get more than 20K in that. You'll get 22 or so K, which is what we used to get on a really good full clear of everything in the top four, basically. Yeah. That, that would be like about what you do max. Now it's a lot easier to obtain that. Oh, yeah. These NMs down here have made it dramatically easier to yes. upgrade your shit. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, people man. have trouble getting star stones, generally. Even Norcris had, you know, full. Yeah, those are awful. You can still only hold 100K galley, which is annoying. I'm hoping when more prime stuff comes out they will raise that cap i think it's there to keep people from getting easy access to primes because maybe they're going to lean it on purely galley or something stupid because they don't have much other stuff to throw at it i think there's other content coming because you can't just have this only be the way to get a new ultimate weapon so i think more content personally if i had to throw the theory craft hat on is is coming hopefully. but but uh hopefully it raises in the future but people have trouble getting a starstone before now even you cap your galley again because they drop lower than the the rock Cosnor sapphires, they are a lot. And it feels lower. so bad buying a star stone. <laughs> so when, before we were able to kill these enemies as well as we could, even when we killed Dartok, we we you know even when we were struggling with other ones, we were able to kill Dartok. So even that validates yeah. my whole. But we would kill you know the top and M. We do A and E, and then we do all the Wildkeeper Reeves, and that is the best way to get star stones because you can stare at the bits are in G and get one. You can you can wear full Empyrean gear. Just read the in F and get the the box. And you can clear the flans on stuff. You can read the objectives on the wiki. But doing AE for 12k and then going to the basement, because the wallkeeper reads themselves are about 2-ish k, plus free uh, CP and all other nonsense. Uh, that, doing all of those would take the rest of the run. And you can do a wallkeeper reeve run. And uh, if you follow the conditions of spawning them that are on the wiki. And you can focus on Starstones that way as a new, new member trying to get up or anything. So that would work, I guess. And you want to think about it this way too. Like, even if you do take a hit to your overall Gallima Free, um, if you're not doing, like, if you're like, if you're not killing the, these basement bosses to potentially get Star Stones, like, all the time, like, let's say your pug can only handle, like, maybe a single Dartok or something like that, um, any of those other objectives that you do, even if it gives you less Gallima Free overall, um, are giving you more Star Stone potential. So, anytime a Star Stone drops, that's saving you 90k Gallima Free. <laughs> So factor that into your runs. Like every time a Starstone drops, it's like you got 90k free Galma free because otherwise you wouldn't really be doing any objectives that would give you the stone anyway, and you would probably be having to buy it. The stone so. feels like a 15% drop. Yeah. Roughly. I, I have a I have a decent backlog of them because I go to Sortie almost every day. Like you if, if you stay that. on top of it, you'll you're fine. I have five of them, but for a while I didn't have many. I was kind of like one to one to one, and then eventually yeah. I kind of when we started killing the bosses and stuff and, and other stuff, we they yeah. drop more readily. I don't think the bosses drop any more than the red casket does, but the blue caskets absolutely have a rarer rate. I would think that's maybe a five percent chance from the from the blue caskets. At this point, I'm just upset about the fucking plus one cases, man. <laughs> well, well, now that we've beaten Amimon, which we'll talk about chasing Amy well, later. Spoilers. That's a guaranteed <laughs> case. And technically, yeah. for a hardcore group, I've been watching um, Zola's uh, Twitter where he talks yeah. about, I think it's Zola said this, I'm pretty sure, where he talks about how it might be possible to get 70K in one run if you're crazy and have it pre-set up to do that. But he said he obtained like 60-something K in one run where Ooh. he had a... Uh, Craziness. Yes, so <laughs> that involves... close to 50, but 60, man. That involves him on Amy, though, so I'll talk about that at the end, where how he, yeah, okay. he says, he says basically in the, in the Google Translate, it may be possible in sight to obtain 70K in a single run, basically, <laughs> is the way that Google throws that one at me. It may be possible, in fact, in sight. Because you, you, you also have to factor in that they had to do that with the Amy Mon setup. Yes, and they had to have the stuff ready beforehand, <laughs> all the items and stuff to do that, so. Oh, man. So, yes, back to Gartel. 
So yeah, yeah. to finish so off, you, you you could do and you can do Wildkeeper Reeves. So we talk about all these mages and stuff. If you just need to farm a good amount of galley and you don't want to do the mage stuff, you don't have to. It will just be slower. But honestly, you can do good runs of getting 25k. And it's not going to be the, we're getting 40, 45K, you know, I think 45K has been pretty standard for us lately, Fox. We yeah. could do, we could do better. We could do 50-ish, but that's not a huge, but we're doing 45K runs. We're getting a piece every, every two nights. I mean, if you had to get a, a piece every three to four nights as a casual player who's not looking, doesn't have a group, isn't like, just wants to join a shout, that, that's, I think that's very fair to get that progress because progress is progress. Yeah. If you get the jobs, prioritize the gear, you're, you're getting there anyway. So it's not like there's so much content that you have to race to do it at all. Yeah. But Wildkeeper Reeves, I, I even go enjoy going Thief to that. I mean, those have been so great because, yeah, you even mentioned this is a good way to, before I can even cartel, even though I keep trying to, it keeps everything else coming away. You well, even, there's, there's more to sortie than just the boss. Yes, so. yes. And it's what's so great is, is the basement on the, and the mobs in it and the, them dropping more galley when you kill them and more points is much more of a worthwhile time investment for reward ratio than the top four was. Yeah, because you're getting more CP. You're you're getting more. I mean, if someone, I mean, I keep saying CP. I mean EP. EP, EP. If you have someone who's new to the job, they are getting good CP. You're not getting great EP. Right. We had a run I tried one time on an off day where we tried just to kill mobs and yeah, wildkeeper reeves and mobs just to farm them for for a galley, and it was not an efficient gaining of galley or an efficient gaining of exemplar points because you yeah, cannot sink in this in this event. There's no sinking in in instance events. Yeah, I wasn't there for that one, but you did not sound. Happy it was, it was, that. it was a, it was a terrible mistake. Do not ever do it. <laughs> oh man, the pug itself was a problem. The concept was shaky at best, but the execution was not the problem. It was just I didn't know before I went in. You can't level sync in in the event, so. Oh wow. Yeah. So for those who don't That's understand, true. EP is based on your difference of the mobs level. So when you sync to someone that's lower, the greater difference of the mobs level you get, the higher the CP reward. I keep saying CP. I'm fucking, I hate these close terms. Exemplar yeah. points. So when you and I, Fox, were in the bay, we sunk down to like uh, 11 or 12 of someone. Think, which was awesome. Which was great. <laughs> and I posted the shot and I was on Black Mage just blowing shit up. I talked about that in different podcasts and it was a great time. That might have even been what we did on that Saturday. I think we went and did that again. We, we canceled the podcast and said, you want to just go do exemplar points? And it was a good time again. And we were getting on chains I think I, I posted on Twitter, we had like over 1,500 EP in a single kill, and we were just chaining them left and right for 1,500, 1,500, and it was just great. Yeah, it was really good. You won't get that in this event, for sure. You'll get several hundred, but you will not get, you know, the thousands you will get by chaining and level sync in the bay. So do not, do not turn the event into that. It was a and, novel idea, but do not. And you are far more optimistic about the Wildskeeper Reeves than I am. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't even see the point in fighting them now that you, like, once you get the bosses down... Well, like, the, no the, the red chests from the Wildkeeper Reeve give 1,500 galley from the chest alone. And they give, mm. you're getting more earrings in the basement now, too, so you have a better chance at a plus one earring because you're getting multiple earrings in a run now because the boxes in that's, the basement have true, higher earring drops. So that was also some, some gravy. But the knuckles themselves being 140 give good points relatively, and they give 500 galley combined, I think. So you get about 2K-ish plus 2,200 from the, the chest in the basement, somewhere around there. So it wasn't a terrible idea. We were just too slow and inefficient and, and not coordinating well to get the Wildkeeper Reeves done on top of that. But we, I, we did A the and we did E. Yeah, the return <laughs> effort was bad. We did A and E to get a base of points or whatever. We tried to do the Wildkeeper Reeves and just farm mobs. Actually, no, we just skipped the A and E. We just killed mobs. And it was not, just killing mobs was not great. We figured we can kill all of H and that would be something. It was not. It was not. It was not. Not at all. Yeah, when you're farming something that's level 140 for 93 Gallimuffry to kill, and there's only six of them, like, it just seems bad to me. <laughs> but, 
but the wild capri mobs have their individual resistances as well. So if you're using yeah. uh, piercing or slashing against the tree, or no, piercing or blunt against the tree, not a good time. It's 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 not terrible, but it's reduced. And if you're fighting something like the bee or something, even the shark, I, I go on thief here, and I was very pleased using Vajra was was a great use here over Twashtar as a thief. I was doing cap damage, um, Mandelic stabs for off of people's savage blades and stuff for you know obviously cap damage skill chain. And it was just really good to be on Thief in there. I told on a previous episode. But just when you do a Wildkeeper refarm in that 25k or 20k, whatever you get, you can take whatever setup there, You just as long as you have a Bard and Geo and stuff. Because as you said, to finally tie to that point after a million years, Fox, the basement mods are no joke. The bee and the uh, bird are maybe around 16, 1600-ish accuracy you need, 16 or 1650, yeah. something around there. They're very high. It's it's like yeah, sixteen. So you, you can't just like roll in there with like your super greedy sets or anything like that. Like you actually have to be prepared to fight like a level one forty mob. The other mobs are probably around fourteen fifty, fifteen hundred. I, mean, I think like fourteen fifty or seventy five sounds right without checking. Um, so as long as you have a madrigal from a bard and some decent gear, maybe uh, a grape daifuku or something too, uh, you should be fine. Until you need definitely need a madrigal for. That's assuming honor march throughout, of course. You definitely need a madrigal for those other mobs. And you'd be surprised we have trouble asking a pickup bard if we do Wildkeeper Reeves to just use a Madrigal. They just do not listen. I don't... It's or a problem. even understand where to put the Madrigal in their song rotation. <laughs> and also, too, when you... You have to do a problem a lot. Yeah, that, that's also a problem. When you do Wildkeeper Reeves as a farm, you have to beat all of... In, in the G basement, the, the conditions are different to do stuff there. It's on the wiki, check it. You have to kill all the Dullahan and Hounds. And the Dullahan can do Stygian release without writing and teeping when it just goes off, and that will one-shot people. So Terrible. the bard needs to give Sentinel Shirtso to, on that section. If you're farming... Also, taking a Blue Mage and stunning it is also very effective, too, yeah. and killing it, maybe even a Dragoon Leg Sweep, but that is not a 100%, obviously, of saving people's lives. Having people die, at least especially multiple people, is not a good outcome there. So bard using Shirtso instead of not using Shirtso in that section of the basement, if you're just doing a traditional Walkie Reeves good. The only 100% I've ever seen against those double Hans is was when I was on Ninja and just using Megawari. <laughs> like, but that's not something you can necessarily rely on in all groups and in all runs. So Ninja and uh, Sam are super good for Wildkeeper Reef, too. The hybrids are gross, yeah. <laughs> and even Sam using uh, Impulse Drive, super good against the bee and the bird. You can do, if you do a Dark Skill chain off whatever's going on there, you, you'll do massive damage on Sam. Dragoon's yeah. good too. Well, a lot of times people won't bring really strong piercing options, so... Yeah, sometimes they just don't take off the Ray Katana, and this is a good situation. That's also what's nice about this event, is having people yeah. do that. It's not Sortie, uh, or Shoal C, where you're forced to do it because the damage cut's really high, you're incentivized to do it. So you can get it by by not doing it, but just having that there rewards players that are prepared and geared up on their jobs, outside of doing these bosses and stuff, to get more of an experience out of this game that's, that's lur lurking beneath the surface. Yeah, when I went on Dancer, the Bird and the Bee felt pretty good. But like when I was on Ninja, uh, because of the level of the mobs and stuff, uh, using like Tarot on them felt really, really bad. <laughs> it, it was very not good compared to like other situations where I would say, yeah, on Ninja, go ahead and I, you know, use Tarot and you'll be fine. You know, like Shoal C or something. But because the mobs are like level 140, you're just not going to do much with with Tarot, even when you land the hits and stuff. It's It's going to look really ugly. So you're still better off using like Savage Blade or or doing, uh, or actually what, what ends up working better is like on the bee, you'll use like blade toe because it's ice. And then on the, the bird, you'll use blade chi because it's earth. And you, you typically do okay, but it's not like the fantastic damage you could normally put out. 
So Ninja's kind of a bit of a disadvantage over over Sam in that. But you still but have Sam. You can still do great. Yeah, you still do great things to the other pops though. Like they die. They, they cap damage is cap damage. So and skill chains do matter here, unlike in in Odyssey. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. So just kind of keep that in mind. Like, but Ninja I, has I, good output. I'll, I'll it's a good job to bring Ninja's still. praises. Oh yeah, Ninja's an excellent job to bring, especially if you're trying to do this. And I'll usually sing Ninja's praises, but I'm gonna be realistic about it. Like there are situations where you have to use katanas, and this is probably gonna be one of them. Uh, where you should be using katana. Like I, I found that my accuracy, even though I have really good sets uh, for accuracy on ninja, uh, I found that I didn't even like using Negling. And um, when I was using Negling, I was using Negling Kunamitsu, which is the uh, the shoal offhand, instead of Negling Azura, which is the TP bonus. Like there's no way. Yeah, you can't get, can get by there with that. And uh, even even using Negling uh, Kunamitsu felt really awful. So I actually ended up using Blade Ten sometimes on some of those mobs. So. Gotta say, it's pretty funny. And Blade 10 does well in there too, but it's pretty it's, funny. It's, it's close to Savage Blade. After all of the posts on auction house for the longest time now about how, you know, every content you fight, you should be fine. You just use TP bonus off and you cap. And, and after seeing Odyssey where it was super easy and NMs where you're fighting the pig and you need like a thousand accuracy to cap, like your offhand's capped with buffs especially and stuff tp bonus like this doesn't matter everyone's like oh it's just a few hundred accuracy it doesn't matter any content and now we're forced with content that just right in your face get that tp bonus off your offhand that is not good to be using yeah. on normal yeah, mobs yeah. you can still but against the wild keeper reeves get that shit off because this isn't dynamics like you don't have like a red mage that's always there using distract you don't have can you know, in your setup but i mean sometimes up to two madrigals like you don't have two madrigals you're not getting a second madrigal here but if you have a red mage you still can use it with a madrigal you that, that's no, just generous me to say get it off but in most groups yeah don't have a red mage doing that yeah you got you got to think that unlike dynamis runs you, you can finally optimize it for for accuracy needs specifically and in this situation here you're not always getting that especially with a, with a pug i mean i wasn't getting it with our group that was coordinated so you have to be able to make these decisions on whether or not you can use TP bonus on the fly. And I think it, TP bonus is really, really terrible <laughs> against these mobs because the, the buffs you'd have to trade off or in order to use it are just, it, it would be weird to buff one person with this stuff as opposed to like just making sure the buffs are standardized for everyone to maximize output. So that's kind of my, my analysis of, of having to deal with TP bonus with, you know, non super proficient weapons. I do also get a thrill out of going on other jobs like Blue Mage to this or the Wildkeeper Reef because, you know, we've just been farming the NMs nice and it's been great to be on Black Mage and gearing up my skull and everything. It's been super nice and that's that's a nice way to have this game. But also it's sometimes nice just to get on Thief or Blue or Dragoon or even Puppet Master. Not not great in here, as I said before, different episode said in the first one too and in passing. Not great in here, but even buffed up my pup doing Howling Fist or something with God Hands to... Wildkeeper Reeves, because one of them or two of them is weak to blunt. It, it, you do good damage. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't feel great to be there on pup, but at least you can still have fun. It's not you're not a detriment to be there if you're if you're a prepared pup. If you're a shitty pup, then you know you're not prepared for game. Nonetheless, Gartel. Oh yeah, but Gartel, yeah. I Unless you have something else to add, Fox. Sorry. No, just like jobs that usually get ruled out. Like like don't rule out monk. You know stuff like that. Like just because you think they're only good against that guy or something. Apex play. This is not this is not Odyssey. This is Sorty. And like just because like your hand to hand may not be good against like the tree out of the Wildskeeper Reeves does not mean that Monk is not going to absolutely destroy everything else. So Apex Monk play of Thief Fox get Sam's roll, have the Warder's Charm augmented and make an Aeneas to do <laughs> Umbros or whatever to the moms. There you go. Dead. There you go. Okay. Or be a samurai and just kill him. Yeah. Exactly.
So Gartel is the only physically dangerous mob in this whole zone. Um, having Apple Tree for once is actually very important for Rune Fencer in here. Having a tier means you can do everything else with effortlessly. On nothing else is really dangerous to the Rune Fencer outside of clobbering wave. I mean, this yeah, which should be ranged anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, be aware if you are behind the mob while kiting him. If you run around him while kiting him after he spits at you, if you're behind him, even though he's not facing you. You can die to Clobbering Wave because he does not have to face you to use it. You are in his range of using it. So that's happened to our tank. He didn't understand. He's like, I was behind him. How the fuck did he use it? It's like he, he doesn't have to turn. He just uses it on you. It's, it's He will poop Clobbering Wave on you and you'll be both sad. It was it was poop, uh, poop Wave that time. Yeah, just blast him. You got to ass blast him. <laughs> but oh, Gartel is physically dangerous. He attacks rapidly and he is stunning you so you're not parrying. He is silencing you so you're not responding with curious fast enough. You're going through meds and stuff and it is not he is the most annoying for a tank of all of the mobs annoying. in there yeah it's it's dependent on his hand uh as to what he's spamming so like when he has wind hand out he'll be spamming the uh the silence the aoe silence when he has thunder hand out he's spamming the aoe stun and both those things are awful and, and don't get me wrong all of his all of his tp moves his weapon skill moves are are magical. They're wind or lightning based. So that's not the big danger there. They do do damage as well, but that's not the big danger. His attacking uh, physically is strong. His, his TP moves that he hits you with, his normal attacks are TP moves. His auto attacks are powerful. And when he has, um, he's a monk too, so he's hitting rapidly. He's got low delay. And when he has both hands up, if that happens, which well, if you're inexperienced with this mob and you don't have him down to a burst in two skill chain sequences dead yet kind of setup, which is you know that's that's it's if you're not it's it's many skill chains and, and it's not fast and it's why you save your bolster yes yeah, that's <laughs> when fox about planning out your run we you know we'll talk about that in a second but yeah uh, his physical attacks especially against both hands he gets a lot stronger and he'll start hitting you for like i haven't tanked him in a bit but i, I as far as i remember he was in like he went from hitting two three hundred so he was hitting like four or five hundred rapid it was just bad crits for 800 yeah crits for 800 damage like bad so having epio matters here if he's not both hands you don't need it uh but what matters here a lot too is not sitting next to the fetters because when he calls them out they're the zisarus now they're not a fart cloud they're the ones from odyssey they're the the glowy elemental fetters and they hit hard like they do in odyssey mm -hmm. you gotta get away from that and they do apply dot as they do in odyssey you gotta get off but uh just that's dangerous and that's that's the only thing that will kill your rune here besides clobbering wave. And, you know, yeah. Warder's Charm and Shadow Ring here, when you're, those are things that a lot of runes don't use, especially when Norcris threw it on and stuff like that, and Akadin threw it on his rune fencer. Uh, you start absorbing a lot of things or negating a lot of things, and actually gives you a lot of breathing room to survive a mob that's rapidly attacking with somewhat powerful attacks. And it's very important to gear your setup properly on rune fencer for this. Yep. I have, uh, I have two modes mainly that I care about on Rune, and it's uh, Resistor Incartata. When I'm in Incartata, I don't use the uh, Warder's Charm, but when I'm in my Resist set, I do. And on these mobs, you should probably just be using that. This is a mob I would want to use Incartata feet and legs on, and then use Magical Everything Else. You could get away with not using the feet. You definitely use the legs. Yeah, when I think anyway. I was in, I was in full Magic Resist. Yeah, I could see using Empyrean legs and Empyrean feet, and then, but definitely Warder's Charm and Shadow Ring absolutely on this guy. You want that on this because uh, it just helps in general. I even survived Vivisection by having Warder's Charm proc, which is hilarious. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's, that's you know, it's that's it, really with all the magical onslaught here. It's just nice to see because Shadow Ring is powerful. It's a thirteen percent chance of negating a magical hit, 
And Water's Charm is like, what is it, 5 or 10% separately? I think it's maybe 5 of absorbing something. And that's just having a 5 and a, and a 13% chance of negating it's something. Layered layers of defense, man. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. You also have like your set bonus on Rune that has a chance of proc. That's true. Unless you're on Paladin, things aren't working right. Yep. Unless you're on Paladin. Hopefully they, right. they fix that body. I don't know if that I, matters okay, here. Okay, but... so a quick aside on that one. Like, I, I've used that body since it came out. And I still don't experience the problems that other people have. Like I've never, I've never tanked uh, Dynamis using that body because I don't do Dynamis anymore. But in situations where, and I, I mentioned this in the Discord, like as a response to this, but in situations where you'd expect you would die from taking a lot of incoming damage, like uh, when you're super tanking shoal mobs, because I, I pull thirty plus mobs at a time on Paladin, I, I still use that body in my mid cast and I don't die. So I, I don't really understand the problem that people have. I, I accept that there's a bug because people have tested that there's a bug, but it doesn't mean that you should just completely avoid this this body piece. Like you should still be receptive to wearing it. You just have to know when you can use it. And and I personally haven't found a situation where I haven't been able to use it. So you know, Fox, my take on that. I appreciate all of the insight you have to these jobs because I do not play Paladin, and it's always good that you can throw in these these important gems here because people would avoid that body. Yeah, and and people think it's th- people think it's cancer, and like it doesn't mean that, that you know you shouldn't respect your, the timing of your casts and stuff. But I use that example because there's like thirty plus mobs hitting me. There's no way I'm timing my cast through thirty plus mobs. So we not may, we may not respect your time, but you should still respect this body. Yeah, I guess this body <laughs> anyway, is a temple Gar- fox. Gartel, yes, Gartel. So outside of the physical onslaught, uh. This mob, you really want to keep them in the the circle, that circle, the fucking, not the fetter, the, the geomancy thingy, the bubble, the, yeah. yeah, the lupon. You want to keep him in the lupon as much as possible because it really matters for him. The fight, the longer it drags on, becomes more punishing in terms of taking up time because he does gain DT over time. And yeah. it makes your your nukes instead of doing cap damage at the start will start doing like sixty or seventy k or you know and that's a losing a thirty year nuke damage over time makes the fight take you know thirty three percent longer it just it just becomes a bit of a yeah. slog, but that's why you say bolster for him originally when we were having when we were getting new to this we wanted bolster for trib because the three minute timer on setting the stage it's scary, <laughs> it's scary. and and you know yeah. you know we want to make sure that the ranger's doing cap damage and we want to make sure the black mage is doing cap damage and this and that but now that we don't need more than, you know, Bog or EA or both for Trib and beat them every time before three minutes happens, uh, well, even, on well, bad day, <laughs> even on a bad yeah. day, even on a bad day, he explodes. <laughs> he, he explodes. And we say bolster now. And the best ones to use bolster on is Ida and Gartel. So when you're doing ABCDEFG and not DH, uh, saving bolster for Gartel to kill him as fast as possible so your tank doesn't have as much danger. You can, you can melt Gartel in two skill chain combos. Uh, yeah. Which is which is really absolutely awesome to watch. Otherwise, and when it's bad, you're going to be there potentially ten minutes just blowing time out. And you when can, I'm on when I'm on scholar and, and I'm nuking on this guy too, like with bolster going, like I'm hitting cap damage on tier threes on this guy. Too. Tier threes, yeah. Like it requires ambulance. You know, I have matching weather, of course. You know, all that stuff. Like it's not like scholar just gets that for free. Like you have to have like the full ensemble of of damage boosting gear. And a lot of that's- yeah, like. Dartok and Gartel specifically are mobs that I can hit cap damage on tier threes on, but it only on Gartel when bolsters going, because otherwise it kind of sh- takes a shit. A lot of that is gearing, having weather, having stuff set, yeah. and having the multi-step skill chain to get an extra ten percent every step. Because we're doing oh, a yeah. four-step dark here, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, yeah. 
you know, Especially extra, extra 30 percent damage on the last step there dude, that that cap damage but the geomancy and all these mobs fox has a minus 50 percent potency so yeah that's you know you're, you're working with half potency geomancy to hit those cap damage <laughs> on tier threes so when it when it comes to like the half potency on on like the uh the debuffing bubbles and stuff people usually look at at, at that phrase and they get like this weird ptsd trauma from from odyssey and they go, oh, well, you know, the bubble might not be worthwhile anymore. Uh, 50% isn't that bad as a debuff. Especially for uh, magic, because that magic defense bonus on these mobs is 100, which lowering yeah. that below that is, is huge for increasing your ratio over. Yeah, when you when you bolster and then you have it, you're still getting like negative, negative 45 magic defense bonus, and that is a huge multiplier <laughs> by, by lowering it by that much. So. Yeah, you basically are doing times I mean, eight in that step of your equation instead of times yeah, seven, instead of times four. I mean, that's... yeah. It, yeah, it doubles the. It, that's a good way of looking at it. it. Doubles the. It basically doubles the effectiveness of everything you're doing, on its own. So it's a lot, a lot different from worrying about frailty not being enough because you can stack different yeah. stuff. You can't get different sources of magic defense down outside of using the weapon skill from Vito here and there or something. You're not getting different source. So Geo is the the, the way you're going to do that. Yeah, and that's that's the importance of bolster. Like that's you you save bolster for cartel. <laughs> I'm less concerned and, about um, it's like something like uh, I usually ask if I have to it's always the geo malaise I usually ask for an entrust acumen and I usually want to also to geo savior entrust for certain fights because you also may want to entrust haste at different times of fights depending on what's going on uh, that's also for the yeah. geo to worry about which I'm sure you can say more on Fox but I like the indie int here because the int on these mobs is actually high especially you're lowering on certain mobs but you're not lowering it on Gartel so you have a, even on the wiki it says here you have a 350 int. So you're likely to get an extra tier based on your int here yeah. on Black Mage that could be a bigger damage boost than the Acumen. So I always go with the Indie int here based on, not maybe not for Dartok, but definitely for the other mobs. So I just run it in general. It's, it's more likely to be a bigger gain than sticking with Indie Acumen for everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm ML31 on Scholar. And when I nuke, uh, I typically nuke in roughly 440 int. And having the uh, the geo int from uh, that's actually yeah, that's a clear tier, yeah. Especially with bolster is crazy, and that that's why my my lower tier nukes do the damage that they do. Offhand, do you know the bolster damage? Uh, bolster geo int on Indian? I have to look it up. Uh, I think it's uh, plus forty five to a stat, so bolsters like plus ninety. Let me double check that. So it's, it's for those who don't know, the tiers for int start off at 50, 100, then 150, then it's like 250, 350. You know, it's, it's what, I have to check the wiki but it's, it goes to being 50 and then going 100, 100, 100. Uh, so being able to go from being less than 100 int here to being over 100 int is going to be more potent than getting that huge acumen when you're already reducing the magic defense bonus of the mob down significantly with the malaise. Yeah, it's 90. You'll get plus 90 in. And that's a basic thing that a lot of geos won't do that's very important for improving your output on these mobs and turning them into something you stomp all over versus something you can do, but not as fast. Anything that matters here to destroy them is 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 important. And Gartel, you want to end that fight as fast as possible because more fetters come out. Oh, you have to reposition. You got to stop. You got to waste time. DT builds up. The tank might die. A lot of things can happen in that fight. So ending that as fast as possible, bolster and all these these minor things is, is a great way to just destroy that. Yeah. Yeah. But don't blow your tabula on it. Like yes, do not. If you're a scholar, you do not need to tabula this mob. That's for later. <laughs> um, speaking of, the, the skill chain on this mob is really nice. Like So, like, as the scholar, you are participating in the skill chain. Um, you'll open Lumino Helix. And then depending on if your 
Corsair is able to get TP or not, usually not. Um, you'll either close Imminent Stone to make a Distortion, which uh, is good against the Wind Hand phase. Less good against Thunder, but we found that switching up the skill change just confuses people, so we just keep it the same. This now. only works with a Ranger, though, the way we do it in, in this regard. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. Because... If we're taking double scholar, it's different. You're just bumping out the skill chain uh, yeah, one steps and just blowing it up one. and then doing another one blowing it up. And then the Corsair yeah. can extend the wind hand to make it a, a two-step there, uh, a, a three-step for a darkness off of the, the distortion. Well, the Corsair can always extend. Well, not for Scission. Oh, yeah, not for Scission, I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah, and they, they don't have a distortion weapon skill to close the yeah. if they make gravitation, so they can't oh, yeah, extend yeah, yeah. their you're, Earth. You're right. I, I, for whatever reason, I was thinking I still made distortion. and then we just Earth is the worst to try and extend. But I'm still stuck in ranger mode. Because you can't extend the Earth on Dartok because you can't use distortion weapon skill or skill chain. You can't use darkness skill chain on him. So like, Earth, the times you want to use it in here, it's just impossible to extend. Yeah, but if you bring the... If you have the ranger set up and you only bring one scholar though um the scholar opens lumina helix and then the ranger closes true flight to make uh, distortion and then the corsair will close wildfire to make darkness and then the ranger closes wildfire to make another darkness and when you have wind and you have the the wind hand up you'll burst blizzard nukes throughout this entire mega long skill chain and your your black mage your scholar and your geo will be nuking and hopefully you'll have rake up as well if you have rake and up you'll just You'll watch his HP just... just, just if you just, have Rake up that first volley no. of, of distortion to dark to dark between that with the Scholar, yeah. the Black Mage, and the Geo nuking, especially if Rake's up, that mob with bullshit everything should be at about 40% or so. Yeah, you just eviscerate him in that, in that time yeah. frame. And then you just open up another one and hope he doesn't change hands. He does like to change hands on you, though, so just... And even then, that. that skill chain works so perfectly for anyone using Ranger in this farm. Uh for how you break it up here depending on how well it works for your group you could just do a scholar scholar as we said and possibly do all eight but that's really kind of stressful and if you don't do it you know who cares yeah. about pushing it but having the the double dark here is great because you can burst earth off that so if you see the hand change someone calls it you out just call it out you just yeah. in the middle of this skill chain you keep making the skill chain and you just switch to earth right away yep and the faster you proc him the less chance he has a building up dt or anything because you probably have to proc him to stop the dt build up if i had to guess and like ida yeah and, and and if you're if you're there as scholar by yourself, like you're doing the scholar ranger method rather than the scholar scholar method. Like as the scholar, uh, when you see that happen, you actually want to back off on your own bursting. You want to immediately give the black mage whatever weather two after the earth change, or after the weather change, and you want to give yourself weather one because your timer won't be up, and then you'll give yourself uh, weather two later. It's not worth it to change arts because you need those strategies. It's another reason for the geo to be sub scholar because they're going to take care of their own weather when yeah. the hand changes. Yep, exactly. Because you're not changing arts well, in this case on Scholar. Yeah, you, you just can't afford the stratagems. Like, your stratagems are surgical in this. And sometimes you will call for random deals, but random deals is a 20-minute reset on job ability. So, you know, it has a cooldown. Like, you have to, when you when you call for random deal, there has to be a damn good reason why you're using it. But even not, yeah. just what's really great about having a Ranger or a Corsair to help out here is when you're one Scholar here using a stratagem to open, you're you're free to burst now, but you're saving a stratagem every time uh, by having the Ranger or Corsair close or extend. And when you have a, a double dark, a three-step uh, distortion dark dark four-step to close off here, you have time for your stratagems to regen, even if the fight's not over in two skill chain volleys, which is that's, that's pretty awesome to watch, but I don't expect most groups or all the groups to do that. It's probably going to be four, five, six, if everything's going right, volleys to do that. But your stratagems will be able to recover in that time, so you're able to keep going without using Tabula at all or even calling for random deal at all on, on Scholar. Yeah. Usually, no. 
Um, usually, like the, the the random mule only shows up when something has gone terribly wrong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we end up uh, not like, using random. Or like if if the core like can't get TP in time or something like that, like maybe you need to do more closes. Um, that that can come up, I guess. Um, it just depends, you know, whether or not their triple shot is up or something. There's a, there's a lot of timers that that may misalign that could cause that. So like it's not because it's not because like the run's failing that you have to call for it. Just be mindful of when you may think you need to call for it. And don't blow ebulence on every single nuke. Like I usually only use like one ebulence per skill chain. So don't uh, just because you can nuke like stone five through two. <laughs> Were you using ebulence uh, for your blizzard when you did that cap damage blizzard three? Yes, I used so, ebulence on with the with just the, because I was seeing if I could hit it. Yeah, you well, you on scholar with the feet with the weather there, um, yeah. you know, and everything. That's that's gonna your Empyrean feet. That's what the well, I, I gave it a try because because I saw um, without ebulence, like my Blizzard three was doing like seventy k. So I was like, oh man, I'm making cap damage on this. So it's not a joke either way. Like you could get walled and you'll see you know varying results, but but imagine doing doing forty ish k with a Blizzard three. That's still really yeah, people talk about the nuke wall being the worst thing in the world. In this case, it's not because the nuke wall is keeping us in a fair. We're still destroying this mob, but the nuke wall is yeah, not hindering. Also just evaporate. <laughs> the nuke wall isn't hindering if we take two scholars. The nuke wall is not hindering having two scholars at Geo and a black mage just throw volleys of nukes out, not care who gets because everyone's doing such good damage. Like usually you have to worry about the black mage when he's able to cap. Damage, and that's why. Yeah, when 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 the black mage is only able to cap, that's when the because everyone who's thinking about this, the the first reaction is going to be, oh, don't wall the black mage, don't nuke at all. But when everyone's just able, to, when everyone's yeah. able to get close to cap damage, wall the shit out of them, just just keep nuking away, yeah. and you have all these people throwing out damage. It's almost like nagling all over again. You're just throwing out so many nukes left and right. That it's, 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 yeah, but it's with nukes yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's. It feels and good it's, because it's not, it's not hard to build the scholar for this either. Right? Oh no, like, it's not hard to build a black mage. It's either. much more forgiving. Well, I think it's more forgiving than black mage because really, yeah, you need, you I need less really, gear than scholar. I don't does. feel like I. I don't feel like I want levitate for this. So no, like, you don't I, need I wouldn't it. No. Feel like I, I wouldn't feel like I would want uh, tough samadhi for this. Like I use him. I use, no, I don't use him pocket staff. I use Bunzi's rod. So and, uh, I'm I'm gonna say I do want Levitain for this because yeah, exactly. Well, you don't need it for this, but all. But for me, but you want it. Trying to pump out damage on Black Mage, I like to play games with how I'm putting my damage out. I mean, I say that as I will nuke a because I'm doing cap damage with my coat on. So why would I want to not use my coat? If you're using the Bundy's rod, you're gonna have to lay in your coat heavily anyway because you can't use Merker. So. Uh, you're going to be subject to having to use meds and sublimation through it. But what I will do is I can do cap damage with a stone six and keep my coat on, and I will take my coat off. I'll tap my little button and do a stone four or whatever to then continue the skill chain. It was just a one-step skill chain to get that stone four in at the end. And I will throw my coat on to not to throw my MP out because the lower-cost nuke and do more damage to do that 71 6K stone four on, yeah. on Gartel here. Um, but if I don't have the ability to use Merker... I'm not going to be able to throw out my coat as much because I can use parsimony and stuff like that. If the fight's going as fast as I said, you don't need Levitain especially, but the magic accuracy that gives me to keep Merker and be able to throw out as much damage as possible on the lower damage nukes or the walled yeah, nukes, nice. it, it, it's an important damage contribution there that can't be ruled out. Because yes, Bunty's Rod will possibly even do more damage than Levitain will here, especially if you don't have Aftermath 2 on, for sure. But the ability to use Merker and be able to play games with your MP pool like that, because you can blow your MP pool here on Black Mage easily if you're not oh, using yeah. the coat. Easily, you'll just be gone from Tier 6 news. It's gone. Bye-bye. It's like FTX. And 
<laughs> Shut up, Karen. <laughs> it's and uh, it's just being able to because that's that's the the nitty gritty of black mage. So like, yeah, I think it's super easy to build a black mage up for this, but having those other things is the difference between doing things even better in a time constricting event because most is blown on running and like that that's the min maxing that you and I care about there. But for a general person, no, you 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 can use Marin staff, but I don't like the magic accuracy hit you'll hit there. So in the Black Mage Guide, I have sets exactly for doing this. I believe with Marin Staff, I could check real quick, but it doesn't really matter, with the exact accuracy needed because uh, mm-hmm. with especially with G, you have a lower tier 60% on fire nuke if you're doing it with Ranger because you're going to have light damage being boosted, which I guess we can move on. Are we done with Cartel? Uh, yeah, we can be done with Cartel. I think we're done with Cartel. I mean, basically, he's kind of dangerous to the rune Dodge his fetters, move him around, but try and keep him in the ball if you can. If you're a Geo, be on board with recasting your bubble if needed. And yep. and if you're a Geo, work on that nuke set, because that's really good for this event to be a functional Geo. And if you're not, you can still care, and the Scholar can nuke especially, but it's it's nice to be able to do more than one thing on Geo. So It helps to be able to nuke. Like, even if you're only doing, like, 60k or so, that's still 60k. I, I will say that Carrot, as I look over to you, Said that she used to not enjoy being on Scholar, where it was like a poopy uh, Scholar Geo. And it was a poopy time, as you said in your words, quote, poopy time, because that's how you talk, <laughs> a poopy time being on Geomancer. But now that you're in here on Geo in this setup, you're enjoying being Geo. Because you're on a mage setup and you can nuke, because usually you're like doing melee stuff and you just sit there like a dumb brain. Like dumb brain. <laughs> dumb brain. <laughs> yeah. Maybe throwing out a heal, don't really need it because you have regen or a Scholar or a white mage. You just, you know, just kind of like, eh. But I think even Geo's getting to the point where it can start taking his weapons out a little more than it used to. Yeah, I'm gonna go doesn't down the road. Doesn't feel great, soon. but it's still, still a lot better than doing nothing. So maybe that makes Geo even more fun. Maybe, maybe Geo's finally coming into its own where everything is fun with Geo more than just how we talked about in the episode a while back, where it's like you could be dispelling, you should be silencing. There's so much to do in Geo, you shouldn't be bored, which is still the case. Obviously, the case always going to be the case. But having other avenues working out for Geo now, especially this maze setup coming in again, it, it's really a good time to be on Geo. Yeah, start respecting those casting sets because, like I said, I don't even have the casting set where I want it to be, and I still felt like I contributed pretty well. Yeah, um, I was Geo sub scholar, and that's a good benchmark yeah, to throw out. You, you don't want to be the plus three full Geo that's like, yeah, I'm crushing it, but plus two, really good still. Yeah, I remember you were like, did you just burst Stonera three? <laughs> <laughs> you ran up. Yes, the last time we did it, you ran up on Geo, and you just you were actually so that day. I think you like finished your projects, and you weren't tired. Like the day before, you were dead, and then that day, you you finished yeah. your projects and everything. You you were like noticeably even more lively than tonight. Fresh. And and then you were happy for once, and, and you ran up into Stonera, and I go, Fox, you just remember to do Stonera, and you go, don't worry about that, don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, well, well so you're a little Taru, and when Fox runs on my screen. This big, big deal. this big Dommel, this Dommel yeah. is is lurching its way across my screen to then spread its arms <laughs> super wide and his ponytails waving on his model when he casts oh, the stone yeah. So I notice when Fox does it, when this little cute Taru runs out there, I, I some, you know I don't know you like the bubbles in, in the my, way I kind of miss you. In my orange and powder blue coat, <laughs> the orange and powder blue coat. Yeah, her locks does a little more like, like she's a little more innocuous. You know, you just, <laughs> she fades into the cute background there. She blinks slowly at me. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't skimp on uh, for all of these mobs. Like you can, you can nuke on Geo, and, and don't skimp on that because you can add pretty relevant damage. So, so then we go to if you have a rune fen- a rune fencer, a ranger shooting here, it's going to be the case where resistance tears and understanding, like we talk about them all the time, but understanding how skill chains 
changes the resistance rank, if you knew that or not, is a big deal here. Because with Double Scholar, it doesn't come into play. The fire will be up, uh, changed from a 60% to a 70%, which reduces your magic accuracy burden on Black Mage. It's actually very meaningful for this NM. Even on a very well-geared Black Mage like me, it, it, it matters here. I have to actually consider it. Um, but this plays back in now, where if you have a before I get into the magic accuracy table, if you have a ranger here and you're doing a fusion skill chain open for them, the scholar, the way it'll work with the ranger, the scholar does fusion with fire to, to lightning and then it makes fusion. <laughs> that is a fire and light damage. And since the light damage of, of Trib is 70% and the fire and thunder is 60, and the thunder doesn't matter here, but it's just the same value, uh, it will raise the light to an 85% tier instead of raising the fire to a 70% tier from 60 so your magic accuracy burden is not reduced and your magic damage is not thrown up even higher. It's focusing on light. But when you take two scholars and do um, earth to fire for liquefaction and then the other scholar or this one still continues for light to fusion, even though you've done fusion now, it's already boosted the fire and the order there of the ranking light comes after fire. So it will change the fire to keep still being the 70% here instead of lowering so, it down. So when you have two scholars, it's easier to nuke on black mage. When you have a ranger, the black mage is to have a little better gear and the sets that I have here in the guide focus on that tier. But the table Fox you made last time that we talked about yeah. has that magic accuracy consideration there. And that's what that set's based off of, I believe with the mirror okay. staff. And that's, that's an important yeah, difference to know. Yeah. yeah. Cause you'll still get resisted even with a with a tropical crepe on black mage, depending on your set here that you need to focus yeah. on how, like if you're doing, um, especially with the Ranger 2, you want to use a couple light runes because you don't get cap damage on Ranger right off the bat without bolster. Uh, you yeah, like two light, one fire is generally yeah. the right one. So especially if you have multiple light runes for a rake, it'll be, uh, we go two light, one fire, as Fox said. That will also mean that you're definitely not getting the skill chain reducing the resistance rank further uh, with fire there. So the fire will be still a, a heavy tier to have to nuke. Let's see. Yeah, because because you get you get really heavy resistance rank reducing from the uh, the skill chain for fire, so you don't need that as much. Yeah, Trib is the so most resistant, to, the most resistant yeah. of the mobs here. Yeah, it, it, it's it's better to spread it out, and and yeah, you had it right with the resistance rank re reducing, but like the way the skill chain is executed is a little bit different than that. Um, usually the scholars don't cooperate if you bring two scholars. Like you'll just have one use strats all the way through. Yeah, you use, you, you can usually do two complete skill chains, or or you yeah, you actually just tabula. Um, and you tabula on this no matter what. So like, like you'll usually say like I'm going to be the one doing it, and the other scholar just pretends they're a, they're a black mage. That's uh, generally how this goes down. Um, I'm usually the skill chain guy, so I don't nuke on this guy very often. Like I'll throw out like a helix or maybe a fire fire while you know I have a chance. But typically I just uh, I just only focus on rapid fire skill chains. When you have a ranger present, um, the the scholar makes a, a multi step to fusion. So the the skill chain is uh, stone to fire. And then when you have that liquefaction going, then you'll close thunder for fusion. And you want to communicate to the ranger whether or not it's a long or a short close because their timing matters and they can't always see. And we had this discussion before, but just call out how you're closing it, uh, depending on if you close with a helix or not. And, yeah, if anyone doesn't uh, know what the long and short close, that was in the last episode. I can't expect someone to look through two hours to find the, the long short close. But Yeah. But, but basically but, using a helix is long or short. Know. Oh, yeah, that also ties back in the very last thing about Gartel. When you're a ranger, the timing, as you said in the last episode, but has to be repeated for this one because I can't expect anyone has heard different episodes. They might just be listening to this for sorting information. Yeah, the helix changes the timing of 
how you have to burst, how you have to skill chain with a true flight on ranger. Otherwise, if you go right away or whatever, you will not hit it. But carrot, when you're on ranger, how do you make sure that you skill chain with true flight off a of helix? No, 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 without the add-on. Well, you wait for the skill chain then to be green with the add-on, yes, if you use the skill chain's add-on. But if you're not, what's the timing on it? For True Flight Ranger on Gartel or Trib, if they use a Helix to close or to open for you, it's on... like seven seconds or something. It's a while. <laughs> it, it has to deal with the bullshit. <laughs> it is. It is a yeah. It is a longer time, so you're going to work on. If you're a Ranger, you get to have a little practice. But if you're if it's not happening, you're going. It's because you're going too soon. I will usually say something just to help because I'm not really doing any. We can't expect else. a scholar like, in someone's group that's listening to this can yeah. will just say something like Fox Danger. That, that's true, but like I want to emphasize that if you have the ability to communicate, you probably should. Um, just because not everyone is going to understand that concept. I do not use the skill chains out on myself. I I, I, I it, loaded it because of the fucking helix issue. So. <laughs> uh, you are but a if you, you are execute, a gem. If you execute the skill chain properly, though, Triple X melts in a similar fashion to the Gartel does. Um, so, like, his setting the stage after three and a half minutes probably won't happen. But that is how long it is until he uses it. It's terrible. Um, it will kill you unless you, like, do shenanigans where you enmity transfer to the Black Mage and have everyone else run out. You do that through Caper. And, like, there's, like, this whole dance you can do to prevent uh, setting the stage from killing somebody. It's better just to tabula and finish him off quickly with the right setup. Um, rather than having to deal with all that we bullshit. Always we always tabula trib, so this is what you're saving. Yeah, always tabula trib. And going from our he path... Should die in, he should die in like four or five skill chains. Like, it doesn't take long. Yeah, and going from our path ABC to then G, when we go to trib and use tabula, we use cutting cards and we will get tabula back again. So if you're doing double scholar for Ida and do trib first in this run, because we'll do A, D, C, uh, G, E, and then we do Ida last... Uh, for H, uh, we'll get cutting cards again for the other. You don't even need it, but you might as well use it. Um, and if you didn't, and if you were a new group and wanted to use Bolster here, you can, and you have two Scholars, of course, you can use cutting cards in the Gia, and then you'll get Bolster and, back for Ida. Yeah, and your Scholars, when you're in the dual situation for Ida, like your Scholars know which one is going to use Tabula in this situation, because obviously one's going to be down, one's going to be up, and yeah, you'll 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 work it out. Ida's kind of a is another dance <laughs> that you have to do, for sure. Ida is a special mob. <laughs> um, but there really isn't that much more to, to Trivial X, though. Like, so, he will constantly reset TP, which is a pain in the balls. And he constantly binds. <laughs> basically, so for Trib, if you don't have... If you're using a Ranger in this case, which is the easiest way, I think, for a group that's new or just farming in general and wants to farm... And doesn't want to worry about doesn't have, like other groups don't have two scholars too. That's that's the thing too. You're, some groups are limited to based on what they have or can find. And I think ranger is more accessible. You don't even need the mythic, of course, for this. It helps, but you don't need it. Everything helps, but you know, and, and your foam should be fine. Yes, foam is fine. You'll still cap damage. Yeah. And so, if that's the case, and you're not using scholars, and and you only have if you have no rake based on what's going on because rake doesn't last for the whole fight. So you have to calculate for the whole fight. <laughs> Uh, if you're a mastered black mage without any master levels, which really, if you're a black mage here, you want to get to at least master level 10, 15. That's not that hard to get to. You can do it in a quick stint. You don't have to be 40 or anything. You know, that's not, not the end of the world. They're just getting those 15 super huge for the, the int and 15 extra accuracy at the top of that. Just from, those are quick levels, frankly, in the bay or anywhere. I mean, it's quick levels. So you need, based on Fox's table... Around 1423 magic accuracy. You can take 512 
off the cap if you're a if you're a level ML0 black mage, which you can do this if it has ML0, no problem. You're going to get at least one or two doing this for the, the mobs here. So you should at least be like a level th- ML3 black mage. So you would need, <laughs> based on ML3 sure. black mage, you need a 708 in gear, roughly, to add up here. And I have... That's a lot. A, it is a lot. It sounds like a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> it sounds like a lot. Because that's taking off 100 for the magic burst and 100 for tropical crate. That's after tropical crate. But you yeah. can, as a new black mage... If you scroll into the guide here on BG, I have a Velner tier set, which is if you have Agu's. <laughs> I have set, a Velner tier set, which is if you have Agu's, even though he has a bunch of plus three gear now, it's if That's you awesome. have Agu's, R25, and no plus three on Black Mage. And I have a mid tier set here of almost the same magic. It is actually the same exact magic accuracy, a little less damage. You could do like a few thousand less than a nuke, but it's, it's right there with it still. Um, yeah. And it's also plus 734 magic accuracy. And Fox, you ready for this set? It is a Marin Staff, so you can still use Merker. Oh, God. No, no, no. It works out because it's lower magic accuracy, but it's got a lot on it in Merker, so that works out. It is a Kansu, mm-hmm. the Ambuscade Grip, yeah, a Penfedro yeah. Tathlum, which is from Esha, very easy. The Wicca Potassos plus two, because if you're in the basement on Black Mage, you should have plus two you gear. Yeah. A Ea Body plus one. You can still get away with the NQ Body. You would go down to, the whole set's plus 734 out of the 711 I said, so you go down to like 724. It's nice to have Eobody plus one for this, but I mean, if you're upgrading soon, uh, I would just not get it at all. I get the NQ body because Ea is not, it's been completely kind of defunct at this point for. Yeah, you'll use the plus three body later. <laughs> yep. It's your Ambuscade cape. Yeah. It's your uh, Obi, which is probably more magic accuracy than I count here. I only count 15 from the acuity belt. So is it for Metamorph? I think you skip rings. And yep. Hands. No, I, I'm going down. I, I, I went down oh. weapon and ammo, head, body, back. Then for neck, oh, that's obvious. Sorcerer's plus two. Then for hands, we have Archmage Gloves plus three. Dynamis. That's that's pretty yep. easy. And then we have Malignant Searing, Metamorph Ring, Archmage Pants from uh, Dynamis plus three, the Archmage Feet plus three, uh, Freke Ring, and a Regal Earring, which isn't even getting the extra accuracy unless you're using the coat, which you probably will use Arm. at some points. And the coat's even are more you, magic accuracy. And that's Are you factoring in the merits as well to go along with the Archmage Hands? No, not like at all. Wow, okay. That's plus 734 magic accuracy total with the staff grip and everything because the grip's 30. Uh, the neck is 30 plus the bursting on it is another 25. So you're already getting like 100 right there in those two slots almost. And that's, you know, yeah. the rest of the gear. Like the like the Archmere, the Wicked Potassos plus two is 51 accuracy and 30 skill. That's 81 accuracy in one slot. So like all it's these pieces good. add up. The hands themselves are a lot of accuracy too. That's twenty three skill and, and thirty eight accuracy. Even without merits, there like all those things yeah, add up pretty heavily. If you heavily. shift the merits, it's almost hundred magic accuracy on its own. So that's three pieces of dynamis gear plus three, which you should have before you go to this basement. That's just a prerequisite event, and uh, doesn't require any odyssey, anything. And you could just basically use the other stuff. Takes some time, like you know, Lilith earring. The regal earring's not required. I mean, you could use the plus NQ earring if you needed to, but regal earring's much better than that. Uh, the, I'm talking the wicked ear and the drops from like other coffers. Yeah. If you had nothing, you could use that. But if you're talking plus two to stuff and like dynamis stuff, that's not a Marin step. None of that's hard. None of that's exclusive. There's no farming anything. That's that's a high end set for Black Mage that can do some of the hardest content in the game. The Velner tier set just changes all of that out for uh, plus two body, plus two head, plus two legs, Empyrean, then Agu's hands and feet. Everything else the same. I think I use that set because I don't have plus three on Black Mage. Yeah, and that set will do a little better than the previous set. So if you have Agu's capped hands and feet, 
Uh, also I think I, I have some other differences too, because of course I use Lave and I forget. On my bed, that's actually, it, besides those two pieces, it changes out the ring from Freckitis to Kini and the Ghastly Tathlon comes on. Otherwise, the rest of it's... Ring. Yeah, Stakini oh. is Stakini is plus 19 accuracy, and getting that in a ring slot versus your gear, it's a lot easier to get 19 in a ring slot that's lower impact than... Because uh, you need the accuracy here. So if, if that's you, probably the difference in my set, is I use Lave and I still use the ring. Yeah. Lave's got a lot more magic accuracy than Marin Staff, yeah, but the Marin Staff gives you Merker, and it gives you Int and, and, and stuff like that, so that's... Otherwise, you could use... Because that is more powerful than using Bunsies and Coat, okay? So everyone wants to use Bunsies and Coat, but the coat is a real drag in your damage, so use that and use Merker. Manage your MP like a black mage. Yep. And that's, I mean, because a lot of black mages have a lot of trouble. There's no community talking about black mages and that, but that, it's, you know... At least not in a way where it's, like, practical play. Yeah, but it, it's, it, A lot of it's just analyzing, you know, a spreadsheet and going, like, this is the best damage that you can use, and it, not really applying that to anything that's meaningful. This may say mid-tier accuracy burst, but I made this explicitly around what you need to fight Trib in the basement. So I made this for the content people actually want it for. I didn't just make a set in general. This is catered to when would you need a set for what and what am I making it for? I've catered it just to this fight because you can use it in all the other fights. This is the hardest magic accuracy of any of the basement ones, basically, I think. Yeah. I mean, besides besides uh, besides fighting Amy, who's five, five levels higher, but I don't. I didn't have any trouble against him, what we were doing, so... We also the difference there was also distract. So we had distract yeah, that was that was also yeah. there was also a lot of other factors. So <laughs> I can't I can't say he's the easy. I can't say this is all you need for all the basement mobs because the there's a lot Hades, of yeah, there. the Hades requires a lot more magic accuracy. But we have red mage, so it negates all of the games. Yeah. It gets weird. It does. <laughs> so that was an aside for a set, but I just wanted to throw out just how easy it is. Like none of that is farming Odyssey. You know, this time and that you just basically have to go buy stuff off the auction house, enter on Black Mage, kill a mid boss. Hey, people are used to that. And that's yeah, people already have that or it's not hard to get it. And it's the hardest thing there is fighting Lilith for an earring that you might get easier than the, the armor or it's a pretty decent drop rate. Or the regal. Yeah. And I mean, like you don't have to or buy all this yeah, expensive yeah. EA plus one anymore. Like you don't need that. So which is nice. I, I'm never going to buy a plus one. Yeah, I sold mine. I don't need it. There you go. It's nice because <laughs> to know that I can use the Archmage Tonbin to have a greater effect than Eoslops plus one, which is kind of funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look at it and you think you wouldn't because of the magic burst, but you don't, you can't magic burst with those, those nice plus three hands and you don't, the extra, the extra four or five does not give you more damage than the extra int and magic attack bonus on those Tonbin. Yeah. It's weird how that works out. Yep. All those sets that people made with those ESLops, including me. I remember there used to be someone on this podcast yes. when we reviewed the uh, the Imperium plus two and plus three sets. As plus three. This is Relic like, plus three. Yeah, weird. Well, no, I, but what I'm talking about is like the magic attack bonus plus the magic accuracy and all that shit. Like that, that, that concept offsets the need for magic burst bonus. And you can apply that to the plus the plus three uh, archmage stuff as well. Yeah, the, the caveat here is that this gear is more powerful than Ia because the magic accuracy matters on these mobs. If you were fighting the weakest yeah. stuff, the plus three and stuff will still beat Ia. Uh, but it's just the Ia has more leeway because there's less magic accuracy. You got to think about like on what nukes too, because I mean you're probably going to cap damage on both. Yes, <laughs> so. you're also capping damage too. So why buy something yeah. that you don't? Yeah, why do you care? You know, Exactly. <laughs> when I'm, when I'm capping damage, damage on damage. Stone Five without really caring, it's when I'm capping damage on yeah. Stone Five in a fucking wizard's coat. <laughs> then you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah it's, it's 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 not a barrel, not a problem. So Trib basically, you got to beat him in three minutes. Otherwise, you're gonna have to 
do some funky stuff. Do the dance, yeah. Yeah, Trib has a three-minute death timer on everyone, basically. From the start of the fight aggro. Hey, but it's a good reason to stay on top of your mono wall set, though, because if your mono wall set is like just you hitting a, a hitting mono wall and like nothing else happening, um, he will probably still kill you. <laughs> but yes. uh, yeah, as a black mage, it is your responsibility to eat that properly. And as a scholar, it's your responsibility to put enmity on that black mage when time is appropriate until everyone else get the fuck out. And what you want to do is you want that black mage to take Trib on a spiritual journey all the way across the room in one direction, and everyone else needs to haul ass over to the door. And uh, just make sure you're out of range of setting the stage. You'll know when it goes off because you'll see a huge dent in the uh, the black mage's MP pool, and they'll say, oh, it went off. But um, if you don't have the proper mono wall set, you will become a corpse. And then then you'll also know. <laughs> the proper mono wall set is basically to... just ambuscade cape and plus two you, yeah, feet know, or but... just plus three feet, and that's it. But I imagine there's a lot of people out there using like Lua's that don't have like proper yeah. mono wall considerations. So yeah. you really got to make sure you're on top of that or at least make an idle set for it or something. Or even in mine, because uh, Trib throws out stun constantly to annoy tanks. Not as bad as Gartel. He has like end stun and stuff even, I think, in his hits. He just stuns constantly. But Trib does throw out. He, like, he leans back and laughs and gets his little limp wrist and throws his fingernails at you like some degenerate. He like he like laughs like it. Shantoto or something and throws his little fingernails at you and stuns you constantly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, if you have a set a Lua that that takes that your stun into effect and keeps changing your gear, you could change potentially out of your feet and eat that and and just not you know have a good time. So you have to have that consideration too, because I even had to change my rule. I'm like, yeah, I should really have those feet in there, and uh, that's that story's yeah, over. Time. Yeah, that story's yeah. over. I still survived, but it was not not a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! But if if you're killing them, if the ranger's doing cap damage because you're using two light runes, uh, rake and gambit, and you're going to town, and you have your JAs on on Scott up here, on Geo up here, it's not hard to get this guy down. What's cool about using fire and light here at the end is when the light comes out, I will use a thunder six because I know I won't get resisted based on my set, and I'm not hitting my own nuke wall with everyone else nuking, so I can do a thunder six because I'll do a lot of damage. I may not have rake and gambit and that consideration, but it's a thunder six. When my timer's yeah. down on like fire, Firaja, fire six, and all this. And when all the fetters come out, Firaja gets reduced in damage. So you you, you want to kind of lean on flare two, fire four, uh, fire five, and uh, six. And you know if you know those aren't ready because you've just thrown them out in a rapid succession. Uh, you you know thunder six is also nice throughout. I like that for the nuke wall too. On yeah, light and uh, that that's a good point too. Is like the like when you tabula, you are not just using. <laughs> Skill chains, like you make sure your black mage has Embrava. Yes, because the recast on this too. And that's also another reason recasting, why, recast, you know, yeah. we talked about that coat and I was like, yeah, I like the recast on that just in passing. But having the recast on the coat here, the, the Wicca coat plus two, three is, is really nice for that because when you're doing a skill chain, missing that second window by seconds feels really bad. So yeah. without a barter or red mage, like your haste is at a premium. Like the Geo can't always provide haste to you, no. nor should it always provide haste to you you need to plan properly instead yeah and uh the the so int time you'll ever hear me say that, that you need to do other things over haste but yeah the <laughs> int on um trib here is really high it's the highest of the mobs outside of uh amy mon it's 504 it's really yeah, high that, yeah. that's higher than than that's like telly's int which was the highest mobs in the game before so this is like the highest int in the game higher than miru's int i don't know about amy's int we don't know what that is yet, but it's it's very high. But what's cool is he absorbs darkness, which means he has a lower resistance to it. 
So you can land impact on him. I use elemental seal. I don't even think you might need it depending on, but he will, he will absorb impact, but the effect will land on him. You can't use it on, on the other enemies. You can't use it on Dartok. Can't use it on Gartel. I do use it on, on Ida when we talk to him about it in one, one second from now, but you can land impact here. We're taking off a huge part of that int, which is essential for doing him. Cause if you don't take off that int, you're going to, you're not going to nuke for nearly as much damage and you land burn on him because he's weak to fire. You can't land burned on Gartel. Yeah, and I mean, worst case, like you can always land burn via magic burst as well because this is a ma- this is a fire based skill chain. Yeah, you could try it. Well, on this one, you would learn land burn because well, you yeah, I mean, but you're burn, not you're, so. yeah you're not I'm about, you're not landing burn on on Gartel. You're not doing any fire to him, and he's he's oh, yeah, never going to yeah. land even with a magic burst. Not going to land. I mean, if you land burn on Gartel, you're just condemning your invincible elemental seal burn on Gartel will not land. You're not landing, <laughs> not landing at all. But uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I guess. Otherwise, if things aren't going quickly in your run because if you're new to this and you're adjusting and, and the skill chains, the number one thing that will kill you is skill chains not happening effectively. The What will happen is the ranger is not in sync with how to close off of uh, something else or something's really wrong or maybe the TP is because the ranger's going to lose TP from him taking it from you, which is unfortunate. But the ranger gets TP so fast having double shot and everything else up that the ranger gains TP fast enough that it's just ready for the next. It's ready before the next skill chain has gone off. So you'll you'll eventually close for lights here on ranger. but. Um, you can even grab your TP and then run out of range because the the multi step from the scholar is so long that you'll you'll have time to run back in. Yeah, that's also a good point too. But that's that's yeah that's that's that. And if you don't, then you just have the scholar use caper on you on on black mage. If the timer's getting close, you can use the time remaining in the fight if you aggro him and look at the time up there and and base it on that. If you don't make a, a lua time or something or have a little egg timer, whatever the fuck people do. Yeah, lots of ways to make a timer. Yeah, you just look at the time remaining in the fight and before as you pull him, and then you could do it that way too. But if, if it doesn't work out, just mono wall caper and everyone runs away, and then when that's over, use Emity Dows, and then the tank will take it back, and then you definitely should be able to that's finish it. a very it. important point, is make sure you Emity Dows. Yes. <laughs> if everything has gone wrong for you, and you were struggling, and you cannot do the mage setup, and everything is, is sucking for you, and you still want to get plus gear, and your people aren't coordinated enough for what's going on. There's, there's problems. Let's just say there's problems. I'm not going to keep going on the limb here. Uh, yeah. What you can do, what I've seen people do, it's 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 uh, pickup group friendly. If you have the right red mage, say you're the red mage or something, you know the red mage, and it's pickup group friendly. You can get more points than just farming Wildkeeper Reeves. You can take a red mage to this, and you it's can blade thing again. Yep. What you can do <laughs> is you can take a red mage, a rune fence or whatever. And you can do A, you can do C, you can do E, and then you can go to Trib, and you can use the rest of the time for wild keywords, whatever you want. You'll definitely get around 30-ish plus K instead of getting 20-ish K. You can take a Red Mage offhanding Daybreak and using uh, SU-5, whatever they have, you can try whatever, and using End Spells and using Seraph Strike. And what you can do, uh, obviously, for E, I'll talk about you just kite around. But what you do, because it's going to take longer than three minutes to do that, so that's that's where the problem is. It'll make you like six plus minutes to do this, but you will do it if you're struggling and you don't. You're tired of losing and just want to do it in a way you know will win. And it's you don't have to worry about it. You can just chill out. You can stream. You can pet cats. You can do what people do. You love to see it. <laughs> you can shout to Valner again for the final time, probably. Oh. You can take a red mage, and if you're kiting around the corners of the room, you don't have to like necessarily be exactly the tight corners as people say. But if you kite around the edges of the room, uh, setting the stage will not go off. For whatever reason, uh, you can go kiting forever. And as long as the rune fencer keeps hate out of range, which you're doing Seraph and not doing skill chain stuff, you should really not pull hate on anything. No one really needs cares. The you just 
you do foil and stuff and run around the room. As long as you run around the room in circles, you can have Seraph Blade uh, kill down the NM, and there you go. There's your 10K on that, and 20K when you do E. So there you go. There's your points. Yeah. That should be like an easy 30, 35K run, hopefully. That's, that means every uh, if you do 35K, every two nights, you're still getting your, your stuff done. So good for you. Yeah, and sometimes like the farming is all that matters. Like you don't need to style on all these bosses and kill all four. Yes, yeah, you, you don't have to trounce them. It's it's nice to finish it really quickly in like two minutes or less, but you don't you don't have to trounce it. When we were first adjusting, it was it was a bad time. So I expect that the people will will have to adjust. And if you don't have a solid group or a link shell that does this regularly, you're you may never as a pickup group ever tackle this efficiently. It's just people, someone won't know what's going on. People have to practice this. You want to know what's going on, you got to practice. Just like with Odyssey V twenty. It's only easy once you've done it several failing times and people, you know, build up a muscle memory and they practice together like a sports team. You don't just show up and win. Right. There's a there's a lot of fail that goes into it. <laughs> yes. And a lot of it's from me. But I will say when we've killed people on 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 Gartel and I throw mono wall up and because otherwise Gartel will just rape you. He's he's the strongest of all those bosses. He will just he will not use Vaseline. Yeah, no, just, not. yeah, your whole party will just die if, if it's on you. But I will throw out mono wall on black mage and throw out stuns and cures if I can. And the stun constantly sucks, but and having meds is also important for that too. But just being able to hold him while everyone recovers, that is excellent. That is top tier peak black maging too. <laughs> so when things go wrong, you can still win. It may take fifteen minutes to do Gartel, but at least you still win. You don't have to go home sad. You still go yeah. home sad, but <laughs> Yeah, you go home sad. <laughs> Helix again, hiya. Amnesty was right about you. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. <laughs> Fucking block the haters. Oh, man. So Ida is perhaps the trickiest one people will have to deal with outside of Amy Mon if they ever nerfed the way we're handling them now. But Ida will be the trickiest for people. And now, you know, we first struggled with him too. Even when we were we were crushing these other ones, we struggled with, with Ida. And we just didn't yeah. farm them. And then when Amy was coming out, we go, okay. We're just going to farm Ida now. And it started off rough for us, and it was not great. But as we've been doing Ida more, we've only done them a few times now, but as we're doing them more, it's becoming where even Hoondi sits there and says in his awesome island accent, which I want to imitate but can't, which is why this preface is there. Does it just me, or does it feel like we're doing them easier now? And he's correct, because we're actually, as we do them several times, the same setup, nothing changing. We're doing him better. So Yeah, because you're practicing the same thing over and over again. So Ida, like you have to do like kind of underhanded tactics. <laughs> if you want it's to not, I think this is actually very fair, not underhanded at all. I, it's, it's, Amy it's, is it's underhanded. It's, it's, yeah, it's true. Um, but Amy's like an extreme version of what you do to Ida. Um, so Ida, like, like when people approach subtle blow, they usually think like a monk has to do it or like someone with like an SU5 and a very specific setup has to do it. No, uh, your, 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 uh, your Corsair can provide that to your party. <laughs> And they can and, cap it. Uh, and it applies and to magic. Cap subtle blow one for you, and it does apply to magic. So the cool thing about magic is you have a fixed TP feed. So you feed a uh, hundred TP per cast. And the reason this is important is you need to lock Ida into a mode for as long as you can um, to do damage and not let him change. So basically, every TP move he does, he's going to have like an element aligned with it. And his weakness is the opposite of that element. So if he does like flash flood, it's going to be thunder, or you know, icy grasp, it's going to be fire, flame kick, flaming kick, it's going to be water. Right? Icy grasp is the best one, of course, too. Oh yeah, yeah. 
it just depends on the skill chain you got to provide. But yeah, and and the skill chaining gets kind of tricky too because you also don't want to heal him. But more on that. Yeah, um, that's but this is where the fights actually start to get complicated. And the whole idea behind subtle blow here is that you want to feed as little TP as possible to him so that he doesn't use another move. And that way you can you can proc him by casting on him with the element that that he's weak to. And it prevents him from gaining uh, the, the the DT that, that he gets. And uh, it, it basically it keeps him in that mode. And then you keep doing the same skill chain over and over again until he changes modes again. And, and you have a really elongated section uh, of time where he just like stays in the same mode. But did, we found that the problem was is that the longer he's in that mode, like he, oh no, sorry, it was the resistance that ranks that he, he gains, and then oh no, was it the DT or the resistance ranks? I forget. So at first, it, it gets it, gets it seems yeah. like it seems like it need more testing is needed, but it seems like if he stays in one mode for too long, if you're going too slow, he starts building up resistance rank to it, and you do less and less damage until he changes to the next TP move. I That's think right. in, in hindsight, I think what may have been happening is that when he uses Vivisection, he changes to Darkness, and all your nukes do nothing. Oh, yeah. And he has to change off of Vivisection. So what's cool about this, unlike setting the stage, is that the Rune Fencer can use Elemental Seforzo. And uh, El Seforzo <laughs> will, <laughs> will absorb the damage of Vivisection. He'll get fully dispelled still, but Seforzo will gain die. you another three minutes which sometimes for we've had it it hasn't happened ever since we've just been doing it efficiently but if you're when we were first learning and going slowly he used vivisection within less than three minutes the second time i don't know why but uh, he will always do it within three minutes the first time I don't, afterwards he should do it another three minutes later maybe i suspect it had to do with the skill chain we were doing but maybe he got healed yeah. but yeah if he gets healed he will do it faster that, that is for sure yes. You have to also, just like upstairs, proc him as fast as possible because he gains DT every like 30 seconds, 5%. And, and if you, you don't proc him, it. you cannot remove it. You have to make sure you proc him to keep it from building up. So yeah. if what I do is I just throw out a, a Joss spell when I see it go off. So I make sure right away I've built up the cumulative bonus and I've stopped his DT game right away. Because Fox always wants to react right away on Scholar, which is what he's usually on here. He'll like, start like, oh, let me, let me proc him really quick. And it's like, no, you just, you just, like, his instinct is to do that. And I go, no, Fox, I, I got it. Yeah, like, like, I got it, Fox. <laughs> just do your skill chains because we don't want the scholar to do a skill chains as fast as possible at that point. Don't even cast. It's an extra five seconds. And the five seconds well, is I'm nothing. Like, but, I don't usually do the skill yeah. chains on him. Uh, well, 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 yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you're, yeah. we, we have two scholars here, so. Okay. But you want to really just hammer him away as fast as possible because every time he uses a TP movie changes and you want to you have a t clock to beat here and a rotating ability here and you're not <clears throat> you're not multi-stepping nope because it just you're with double scholar at this point we don't we double scholar works really well on everything but you it just the ranger of course does not work well here so it's what would you replace here you gotta take a red mage a bard and they don't contribute nearly as much as a second scholar to the run yeah, second scholar is like super valuable for because this. you you have another tabula. If anything goes wrong, and you have a tabula that wasn't used for trib, this is up no matter what happened because the cutting cards again maybe on the geo's bolster if you use it there if you wanted to because you need bolster for Ida because you definitely want to hammer. You can him put down. the right storm spells on people a lot easier because you don't have to deal with the the, the recast timers on two of them. You you have one each that can do it. So getting text fox. Yeah, I need to take this off my desk because it's vibrating. I just figured maybe, you know, maybe you're a popular guy. No, not really. Maybe you're dealing drugs across the basketball court, and that's why you drive across it. 
Maybe that poetry book's all hollowed out. Man. Um, it's a full of full of smack. But the uh, God, I lost my train of thought. This, this you, you were stopping so. about that. You don't have to worry about the recast on storms as much. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like usually the recast on that is like with without the haste and stuff is is like eighteen seconds or something. And Brava it, is super important recast. for the haste here. You oh, don't yeah. want to have to use geo haste. Oh yeah. But yeah, Storm 2 is like when you, because most of the time when you see a scholar put out of Storm 2, like you don't really realize how long that recast is because usually it's been a session and you don't have to cast it again. Um, but in these fights, you specifically don't waste switching arts and then doing an AoE and all that shit. You just cast it normally um, in Dark Arts and you'll just put it on. So Dark Arts is going to affect your recast and it's also, you know, going to, uh, it's not going to be able to be Ascension. So you end up with that problem. And uh, you have to be you have to be very mindful of like how you're applying those. So again, you hit your your black mage with the storm two first, and then hopefully your other scholar can cast storm two on you. But it doesn't matter because like you can storm one yourself and then storm two yourself later. So just kind of keep that in mind. That's the, and the every time it does these moves, it goes to a seventy percent resist tier, which is about fifty less magic accuracy required than the sixty percent you see on a trip. Because all these mobs are one forty-five, even though they're different zones with harder mobs in them, they're all the same NM level for the uh, bosses here. Yeah, and then also when you're doing your skill chains on Scholar, um, when he uses uh, Flash Flood, that is a that is one where people using auto skill chains will probably fuck up, and it's one that I actually fucked up too. Uh, you should be using um, in duration to uh, ice the thunder. Impaction, yeah, in duration to impaction. Most of the auto skill chains that people have set up, or they've just copied it from somewhere, water the um, they'll actually use ice to water to do impaction. Oh. Uh, so don't do that. If you can, when you cast the water, what ends up happening is you'll heal him, and a lot of the times you're closing with a helix. So now you've you've closed with a hydro helix, and you have a problem. <laughs> Because so when you heal him, it can trigger vivisection earlier, and I think it might improve his DT or some nonsense. But it's just you yeah. not want to heal him. So yeah, using so using it, water for that for the 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 thunder skill chain on flesh flood was is something we've run into it's where it's like bad. oh shit, <laughs> yeah, very very bad. Um, also, don't try to do like uh, it, because the way I was doing it before is I was setting a fragmentation for it, and fragmentation was wrong. Uh, it should just be impaction, and that that'll be a water to to thunder. Yeah, the frag. Uh, you can also do like, too. yeah. There, there's there's a lot of issues with it. Yeah, frag was causing it too because that is ice to water. Is frag because you can make uh, impaction two different ways. It's not just the that way. So people don't always think of the second way to make it is is ice to thunder, and they just go the water way, or do the yeah. the fragmentation, which will also use water to make it. Yeah. So just make sure you you're very careful on that one. The rest of them you don't run into that problem at all, but that one specifically you do. But the monks roll, man. The monks roll. With a rostum, you cap it on basically any number, so you only really yeah. need to... But what's cool here is we talk about Subtle Blow, and when you're a DD throwing out tons of hits, you may have even Subtle Blow 2 here, but you're throwing out so many hits that it's it's crappy. If you're a Black Mage with no Subtle Blow, you're feeding a lot of TP at 100 a nuke, but when you're when you're capping Subtle Blow here, you're only feeding 50, so you're only doing one nuke, two nukes per thing, so you're feeding a lot less TP than even a melee constantly going to town auto-attacking. Oh, yeah. Because you got to think every every instance that you're feeding TP in the situation um, is the open of the skill chain is 50, the close of the skill chain is 50 because you're going to do a non-zero number. Um, then every single magic burst that comes off that resulting skill chain is going to be for 50, and that may seem like it could build up quickly, maybe, 
But what you have to think of is when it comes to these mobs AI and how it works, uh, when they're above 25. certain thresholds, like, well, when they're above 50, they have to be like at 3K or close to 3K to use their TP moves. Correct. Um, when they're above 50, it's it's lower. It's like around 2K. Yeah, below when 50. Above, at, 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 at 25, though. Yeah, below 50. And when they're at 25, though, that's the big issue is uh, they'll, okay. they'll go like right away when they have it at 1K. So that's when you want to also... If you're using a macro on Scholar, you can do it easily at, at 50% or t- above 25%. You might want to do it manually for 25 because if he changes in the middle of that, you need to stop. You need to stop <laughs> because you do not want to heal him. You don't want to trigger the, the dissection and you don't want to, you just want to be able to not waste strats too. You, wanna, you don't want to like hit heal. You want to be able to just stop and keep in that fact, imminence you, going. You can actually kill this guy pretty quickly. And one of the things you want to do, um, as the scholars, is you want to stop the skill chains when he gets around like 26-ish percent because you need to wait for him to do another move so that way you can push again. Because we've had situations in our early Ida runs where we did the skill chain, and during the skill chain, we ended up healing him for a fuck ton because he changed mid-skill chain. Yep. Like after the actual skill chain had gone off. That can happen. So, yeah, that that's a, that's a trap, and he loves to do it. I've seen him do it three times now. Yeah, that 25% <laughs> threshold is when you want to you're, you know, it's actually something we should always, always tell people and incorporate. And you want to get him down with a free nuke and not because he's going to use a TP move as soon as he gets 25. Yeah. Because he's, he's well above quick, 1K. You only have three and a half minutes. So, he's, or, well, six minutes. But. Yeah. He's well, we, honestly, you should be able to get him down below 50%, like 40 or less, if, if before fifth of section goes off, if things are going well. Yeah, but the, he's also going to be hitting the rune, too. Yeah. The rune can re- reduce his TP gain at the end if it saves one for all because the moves are magical. If Phalanx is on and you use one for all and he auto-attacks you for nothing, he's getting no TP. Correct. Yeah. So you want to save that if you can for the end if everything's going well because you don't need to save it at the start. What's nice if you use it at the start is you can at least keep him in Gambit and Rake longer, which I'm not determined if we want to split him up or not, but... Uh, yeah. the the rune shouldn't be hitting. I should have his back turn, and the core is definitely not shooting. But you want to get gambit and rake up as fast as possible, uh, because obviously you want to because you're going to change elements, and and losing that is is a detriment. So as the most damage you can do while that's on will determine how fast you get him down to finish it off before either you can do it before the section even goes off if everything goes well. But that's, you want to make sure you, that's yeah, it's that's it's, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Yeah. So you might, it depends on how close it is. Like if you have like 45 seconds out and you're close enough, I'm going to say just go for it. If you're 30 seconds out, depending how, if he's like 10% and 30 seconds out, I'm going to say go for it. But if he's, if he's above that and he got 30 seconds out, he's like 20-ish or so, it's like, eh, let's just, let's just not chance it. <laughs> but when he does use vivisection, which most people should see, and Sephortso is used, he does do stun and stuff. So you want to make sure you use Sephortso with the enhancing, what's it, what fucking extends it, the coat, not the coat. I don't know, whatever piece extends Sephortso's duration. You want to make sure you have it on, you know, not right before it goes off because he can stun you with his auto attack and you're not, you don't want to have, you don't want to die. You can also yeah. use uh, Lament with light runes because the section is dark <laughs> if you time it well, but that's like a 15-ish second window, uh, maybe 20 with the gear, I think. And you do not, you know, with the stun and everything, it's going to be pretty tight. Most time that just doesn't work out. Not maybe most time, but a good amount of the time does not work out. So you shouldn't need it, but if you did, it's there in case something goes wrong, you can plan for it. Uh, otherwise, yeah, that's yeah. When vivisection does go off, though, having the 
core starts shooting and everyone nuking rapidly to get him to change to his next TP move because you can't do damage yeah. in that that key. That he's he's dark. I mean, you you could kind of do a dark skill chain maybe and see if it works, but that's yeah, you could only you, the black mage can help some, there. Uh, we could bust out some aiming on strats. <laughs> do some common in deaths, but I'm not. Uh, you just well, have them change so everyone can nuke them. You just you don't want to fuck around with that. Yeah, don't overcomplicate the fight. Just change the. It might be a good time to get impact on, but you'd be healing them. But I mean, so impact if you uh, use elemental seal. I want to heal him. Yeah, I wouldn't want to heal him at all. So, I that, let's, let's scrap that idea I had on, on a way. <laughs> yeah. What I That's do, what I do though, is I will use elemental seal before using impact on them, but. If you do that, it'll wear quickly. You have to use Subtle Sorcery here. So I will save Subtle Sorcery just for this. And Subtle Sorcery with Elemental Seal in a good impact set will have that land for the full duration, basically. But if you don't, if you just use Elemental Seal, I even have people ask me questions directly about this. Karmas asked me, actually, Fox. Uh, on Velner's stream, he asked me, he goes, I'm using Elemental Seal and it lands, but it's not lasting long. I go, yeah, do Subtle Sorcery with it. And that's that's you know it's good to know that because without him saying that I wouldn't know that because I just always do it that way I don't even bother not using subtle sorcery for that but you need subtle sorcery yeah. with the seal for impact to start this because it's important to get the int down on him too he has high int too it's like four ninety four so it's it's right there with uh, and he's a rune fencer yeah which doesn't have fencer. anything to do with his int but he has an extra magic defense bonus so like every bit is noticeable actually that's why his int is higher is because he's a rune sub dark and those two have higher int as a job. Oh, uh, the reason that the int's so high on, on Trib is because he's a black mage sub Dark Knight or whatever. The other mobs are like warriors or something. One monk and whatever is like monk's the lowest int tier is why Gartel is like the lowest int of all the mobs there. Yeah, but I is really scary because you're always playing chicken with a train. <laughs> yes, but if you, you do... You never know when he's going to switch and heal. You got to be super... Yeah, everyone has to be on their toes. Like you can't check out. You should expect it around... You know, if you've crossed over from 50 and he hasn't done it in a while, like you can keep him locked in the first one all the way down probably at around 50, but you should expect it around 50-ish. But you definitely know it's coming at 20, 26 to 25 when he ticks over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a TP move is imminent. So be very, very careful. A TP move from imminence. <laughs> yeah. But if he uses Icy Grasp, you're set up to possibly, That's I think that's the best combination that can occur. Because you can do you the long skill chain. That's the long skill chain. That's that's the most helpful. You get the most bursts off and you get the extra ten percent damage bonus. And that's that's helpful yeah. no matter what. You just you just destroy them when you get liquefaction to fusion off from scission yep. to fire to thunder. Yep, extra burst windows. It is always fortunate when you get that. I think that's the only combination if I remember looking back at them to see if there's any other one that lined up. I think that was the only combination of multi step scholaring that worked out. Yeah. And he doesn't have uh, an ice weakness move or anything like that. So he only has five different moves if you don't include vivisection, I think, that he will change I between. Remember, so he's got I a good. Content, commenting on that too, because I was like, wait, doesn't he have a one where he's, nope. he's going to be weak to win? Amy Mon does. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't have it. He's, he's easier, I guess. But he has a 25% so chance weird. of being in that mode. So no matter what. That feels like that's an oversight. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they that's, based that's him strange. to be the weaker version of Hades, and that's how they compensated. Also, less work to make a less TP move. Let's not give him wind. <laughs> he flies. He does not need wind. Sure. But that's Ida. I mean, he's he's not as easy as other ones to just blow up. Like, other ones just melt. He's not as easy just to melt. You can melt him, but the fact that he's not yeah, locked into something you can focus on with raking gamut and stuff and, and changing and, and yeah. you know being careful... That's that's he just doesn't go as fast. He's more dangerous have, in that regard, pay, I guess. You have to pay a lot of attention and yeah, capitalize on the raking gambit while you have it. <laughs> because if the whole fight goes south, his timer for vivisection starts ticking. So if someone's died or something's gone wrong or damage isn't happening, 
you can't just like you can't just kite. It's just not gonna. Someone's gonna die. So if you have yeah. to sacrifice the rune fencer and get him back up, but if that, if that fight's stalling, can't you weekend, can't stall though. that fight. The rune can absolutely tank it weakened, and then when you have two scholars, that means you have another caper too. So as soon as that that rune fencer has like shell and like regen back on, go ahead and toss caper on him too because he's got to do his job even if he's weak. <laughs> I so. think he's harder to kite than Trib because Trib has that move where he leans back and throws that dark ball in the air from a distance. I don't yeah. think that Ida has a distance move. So if you I, you can kite, if things go wrong in Trib, you can kite him around the room and recover. And you know he's going to do it when he finally gets in range again. But with Ida, I think he moves faster and, and catches up to you and just kicks you and does it. Yeah, but I mean, you don't really need to kite. Like I, Ida doesn't really hit you that hard. No, no, he's less threatening than, you know. Yeah, sure. so like the, if the rune does die, like you can sack the rune, and you know you can you can have a necro. It you know, like the rune's not going to be happy about that. But we've won that way. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you have to though. Where we we do it right after the second vivisection and doesn't get off the thing, and we finish them off in like thirty seconds after the second vivisection. That was yeah, when we were first getting it done. But we yeah, have, when you run into weird DT issues yeah. where you haven't proctored correctly, or yeah. or like the thing, the number one thing that can happen is he can use vivisection. And then for whatever reason, he'll use another TP move. And I don't know why he's able to do that, but he, he shouldn't be able to because he should be hitting the rune for zero at this point. But he'll like use another TP move and he'll start gaining DT and there's like nothing you can do about it. And uh, we could be like away waiting for that to go off and he will have like changed modes and then his timer for the DT will be ticking and no one will know because you can't be anywhere near him his fetters are very annoying and dangerous and he calls out multiple as he gets weaker and his knockback is very punishing you want to yeah. position him in a way on rune where you can be against the wall but you're going to have to move when fetters come out so you're going to deal with his knockback does suck yep we found the yeah, corner cool. you do not want to hold him in so the room is like a star shape i guess kind of red diamond you know i guess right behind him there's that corner that looks like so that where the room makes like the star there. There's the left and the right of the, the the top of the star. So the top arm shoulder of a star, not the armpit, but the top arm next to the head there. If you hold him there, you do not want to hold him there. It looks like a good spot, but it's not because it pins him he weirdly. He he pin, yeah. it pins him is the yeah he pats weirdly. It's the old term from seventy five kiting is you pin the mob and he he kites in a yeah. weird fashion. Uh, he will he will take the long route around and like leave the bubble and stuff every time he hits you and knocks you back. So you're against the wall, but if you adjust slightly, he like he he just keeps pathing the long way out. Like he just loops, and it's like so. Don't hold him in that spot. So find a different spot besides the corner where it breaks right behind him to his left or right. You don't want to be like right in that because the like, uh, the floor goes like one step down there for some reason. It's really dumb, but there's like one step down, and for every reason that step against the wall makes him path really weird, and that's that that's screwed us up in the past too. So don't do that. Yeah, that's dumb on SE's part. Well, they didn't test it though, so they don't know. Sure, sure they wouldn't want the mob running around like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, this has been quite an episode, Fox. Yeah, man. And the last mob is is the hardest mob, easily. Not even funny. Yeah. So he's technically the like, easiest, but he's the hardest. So if you have extreme coordination, he is the easiest. Like if you have the the plan going in. And you know what's going on, and everyone's coordinated. And no one has to ask a lot of questions. Like, Amymon is super easy. We went one for two on Amymon. I I created this this the first attempt. I created the strategy that just did not work. I was going to try to inhibit TP feed and try to use melees, 
does not work. Don't even bother trying that. Even Loot um, has tried it himself, and the warrior yeah. you take a lot of damage on, a, on a melee. Even with DT and everything, you take a lot of damage. You're taking thousands of damage as a melee from his moves. He's just bad. And he calls Think out about how much damage Mirror you, you know? Like it's one fifty. He's he's really hard. Yeah. Exactly. Um so nobody wants to be in range, nobody wants to be anywhere near this thing. Uh, you have to be coordinated to deal with with all of its attacks. Like uh, Zala's strategy, like if you watch Zala's video uh on this, like that's the way you should do it. Um I see other people posting video, other Japanese players play, posting videos and they're they're doing the Zala strat as well. Um, the only one that's been beaten so far that I know of. Yeah. And that's the way we did it. And we went one for one on it when we tried it, and we even fucked up. And yeah. we were still able to win. So, like, it's definitely doable, but, like, even if you mess up, like, everyone just still has to be on their game. You have to make sure you're communicating, and uh, you, you just you, you, you just have to be coordinated. There's, there's no other thing about it. Like, there's you, no way you're the pug gaming. You were able to pick up the whole pace, too, because we were not using a... So, what we do, what you do, basically, without talking about all the nitty-gritty of the strategy, just to close off all it's, the mystique... It's, it's the a mystique. huge page of strategy. <laughs> to close out the mystique here, you basically, after he uses uh, Gates of Hades, his his vivisection equivalent, which will not kill you because if you farm the metal by you get the metal from him by killing the Bodilus, uh, the Pony, the Naraka, and the uh, Artichoke bitch, the the Rosalita person, the, the black yeah. uh, the black Artichoke bitch. <laughs> when you beat that and then click on the entrance to him, which is in the E basement. It's only in the E basement. Uh, you have it's right yeah, behind. The, that <laughs> it's right behind the flans. When you click the teleporter to go into yeah. him, run up the ramp from behind the flans. There, you just click it. The box will spawn with the item in it. And uh, when he uses his uh, gates of Hades thing, or, or it's like Hades. What the fuck it's called? It's Tartarus. Yeah, gates of no. Tartarus. Tartarus something. Tartarus. Yeah. Is, what the fuck? Ever. I have to pull his page up now. I keep saying, I'm, I'm blue mage. I'm saying gates of Hades. You'll know because he has visual tells on when he's going to use it soon. Yeah, his wings. And there's also a timer. And and like there's there's other mechanics in this fight that you actually don't want to interact with because you need to know exactly when when uh, that move is going to go off because that's when the fight starts, basically. Um, it's it's really it's really weird how it works out. Like it's super technical. Bane of Tartarus. Sorry. Bane of Tartarus. There it is. And it dispels everything and gives everyone weakness. So... If you're but in range, if you if don't you don't metal. have the metal too, if you have the metal, you don't get weakness. So, yeah, like, if you're like outside of like twenty, I was outside of like twenty two, and I didn't get hit by any of it, or any, or maybe I got hit by the damage, but I definitely didn't get dispelled. So. Yeah, I think the the metal stops to the spell as well. I can't remember if we had to rebuff the rune, but possibly. Yeah. Either way, the metal is essential, even no matter what strategy you do, and it yeah, takes time yeah, to get it. So. You can have it before you go in the run, too. So it's not, you, you know, if we farm ABC, EFG, uh, you, if we do A, I can we sometimes just run over really quick to D, kill the artichoke bitch and go back. Because we have that time to do that from based on how, yeah. how we efficiently have gotten this done. We'll have like 10 plus minutes up to the end of doing all of them. And then you can be like an Ida and a... Yeah, but killing the artichoke mm -hmm. bitch. And if you end up finishing an E at the end, you can just click on the, get the seal right there for future runs because we... Had to do ABC uh, and go and do another run of ADC and get the Ida done. So then in the third time, we can go in and get uh, Amimon done. Because you want to farm. He drops 30k galley, a guaranteed Starstone, and a guaranteed plus one case. So that's, that's a big 
That's that's a big yeah. It's absolutely worth fighting. He takes yeah. about thirty minutes to fight. Yeah, he's not like the other ones. He takes time. Give her, give her, give or take uh, how many veins he uses. But yeah, <laughs> I screwed up last time and I wasn't even using the right. I recorded our fight, but for whatever reason, the settings I oh. had did not record my voice. So, not having me talk and everyone responding to me or whatever for an hour is is lame. So, when we, next time we do Amy, I'm going to record it properly and put it okay. out. Because what was cool is we had Amy beat before all the other people that were streaming and everything else. I had oh, it would be cool to have it out, but I didn't didn't have it recorded right. So I went to go put it out, and I'm like, oh wait, where the fuck am I? Like everyone's talking. I'm like, I, mean, I think we would have been the first NA recording. Yeah, probably. I put it on Twitter, but yeah, well, he's really easy. We're just copying the Japanese shows, unless because no, yeah. Auction is weird. Auction puts out good, no good information until it's everywhere. Yeah. So that's. I don't know what that is. I don't even care about being first or anything. I just want it out there. So, I mean, it's it's really nifty to use death again. Because if so, basically what happens is you have the metal and you don't die. And the metal recovers over time. If you're fighting a melee setup, he's going to, is the metal's not going to recover. It takes like, what do you say, Fox, eight or nine minutes for the metal to recover? Um, Yeah, I would say it's somewhere in that range. Like it, it can very comfortably recover as long as you don't mess up um, before the next time you could potentially have an issue. Like, and we did Unless mess up and still had just a little bit of the seal left and it still recovered up again. So yep. and we got a full seal at the end of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you lose the seal when you beat him. So you split the farm it again, but so it didn't matter. Yeah. But, but like you can mess up probably twice and still kill him yep. as long as nobody wipes or nobody dies. And his feathers are annoying because Amy has a whole different system here of calling out multiple feathers of everything and leaving them on the field. And you have to not always the primary hate target. <laughs> yeah. It goes in the back line generally first. In fact, in fact, you have to count on that at the start of the fight that you dump his feather feathers off in like a weird location that you're not going to use. So like you have to run around as a group and like cast on him in an effort to not proc him. So you have to, you have to know what his element is and then everyone has to avoid that element while feeding him TP. So you just cast on him, and you're trying to get him to shoot fetters out, um, as many fetters as he, as he can, before he uses uh, Bane of Tartarus, so that they're away from where you fight him. Because yep. when you fight him, you don't kite him around. You just stand in place. And, and he's not calling out fetters when you fight him. So, I mean, if he didn't call any fetters out, it'd be fine, I guess. But you just want to make him... TP moves. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he calls him out when he uses TP moves. Would it matter if we just held him, and he did, we held him for four minutes, and he didn't do anything? Or do we really have to cast on him? You have to cast on him. Yeah. Well, so we could hold him for four minutes, but we want to make sure that we're making actions on him so that he'll retaliate with the fetters when when he uses TP moves on the people making the actions. Yeah, but can he just move move Amy while he calls the fetters out on him and while we wait the four minutes? We could, but it's like it's unnecessary danger, really. I I don't know. Like if you're casting on him and and constantly moving, because like you move around as a group and you kind of orbit the rune fencer and them. Like and and the and Amy, it, you just kind of like move as a group, and then he'll use the fetters on the group that's moving, and it keeps everyone out of danger instead of the rune potentially having danger. You know when you said that they just ate a TP attack. When you said that fox, I was picturing like some Konosuba, like everyone's like got like a little head in a map, and they're like rotating on a, like a strategy map around around the little rune fencer who's sitting there with the little enemy attacking yeah. them. I just picture like us like rotating on a static map and like. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. Because that's what happens. It comes out, we like all run around, and then we stand there. And the start of out. the fight is so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, uh, the start of the fight is. is but if strange. we didn't do that, he would just call, he would use less fetters, and Akadim would have to move the mob on Rune Fencer and just reposition, and use a panacea, or we erase him. We can erase it off, and he just waits for. We're waiting the four minutes for the Bane of Tartarus to come out. Yeah, 
Because when Bane of Tartarus comes out, just like what I think Vivisection does because of Tartarus, his resistance rank, which I have to update the wiki page to change this to for dark, will go to the 70%. And if you, as long as you keep using Absorb TP, so the Geomancer, the Black Mage, two, the Scholar and the Red Mage, because using a Red Mage for this, so it's the whole setup except the Red Mage of a second Scholar, which I guess you could, you could definitely do Ida with a Red Mage too instead of a second Scholar. It just wouldn't be throughout the whole run as comfortable or as efficient. You'd probably have less resistance issues. Like the Geo could probably nuke Ida pretty comfortably with the Red Mage. Yeah. Thing. So definitely, it's not like the Red Mage is a complete waste. You can do what we said with a Red Mage, of yeah, course. Red Mage can one new too. Yeah. So Red Mage does have a lot of value here. That I, I mean, besides the whole Seraph play that has been undersold a bit to this episode, but it just depends on the group. It's just, I like having a second Scholar a lot more. So it kind of like removes yeah. Red Mage from my mind. But Red Mage is definitely needed for this fight because yeah. you, the mob gains a couple hundred more magic evasion you have to hit because of its level here. Having Frazzle land, which you landed Frazzle 2 on a magic burst is kind of funny. No, I landed Frazzle 3 on a magic burst. Oh. <laughs> but that was a gambit. That, <laughs> I was like, well, this has to go on right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just cast it. <laughs> because landing that is, uh, is, is very important no to joke. bridge that gap because I have no problems when it's on, but I, I, I didn't have it off enough to be like if it's a big problem for me or not because I didn't really. My magic accuracy should be very good. It should be, it should be close to bridging the gap on its own without it but i didn't really put that to the test i only had to cast frazzle frazzle three twice during the fight so like a red mage frazzle three is going to last a long time um you wouldn't have seen any any ill effects of having it off because you never cast under a situation where you didn't have frazzle three because i immediately put it back on that skill chain that was being made the moment it fell so (laughs) i was like shit that has to go now (laughs) but this really puts a black mage to the ultimate test because all everyone's doing here is the G of the Red Mage, the Scholar, the you know the Black Mage are all casting Absorb TP, which you need to set for, which you want to have the Error Pendant from um, Omen from because the Error Pendant is the only thing that will improve the drain of Absorb TP here, which matters. It, it does. Everyone having that does matter a lot. Even if it only took like an extra 10 or 20 TP, it matters a lot, especially at the end when he, we have to keep him from being at 1,000 TP at all times to, to do this. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the hardest part of it, which it shouldn't be hard if, if you've gotten it down. But we, before we got serious and absorbed TP, we were like, let's not overlap everyone. Let's do this. You know, we just got more serious. Just everyone just started using it whenever they could. Yeah, kind you of. just have to use it. Yeah, because when, when we fucked up is when I when I told everyone to be, you know, conservative. really careful about not overlapping. Yeah, being really conservative about casting it because of like the different... Going in order if you can. And what, it just wasn't fast enough. What you ends up happening fucking... anyway is the black mage is always in a different order because it's bursting. The red mage is yeah. casting other stuff out of a different order. And the, the scholar's making a skill change, so it's a different order. So on its own, naturally through the fight, yeah, everyone's in a different order loosely on its own. It might be some overlap with the Geo especially, but it's not a problem. You just Because you might have extra TP, you're still stealing, even if you both go off at the same time anyway. So if I get back 60 TP, which has happened, because someone else went right, like Geo goes right before me, getting back 60 TP is not a loss. I'm keeping them from building up faster. I'm keeping them at zero as much as possible. So it's not like I'm taking back nothing. My whole thing wasn't wasted. I'm still keeping them low. Yeah, so because at a higher HP, we had a TP move go off, and we had to have another Bane of Tartarus go off, taking another four minutes out of the fight with our first time doing it, which impressed me. We still did it one out of one with the mage setup. I won't even count yep. the monk one because we just were, we were just testing it. It was not even close. Yeah. We just threw a monk at it and said, let's see what happens. So it was a one out of one using the absorb TP <laughs> method, which made it feel really easy, even though it was a 30 minute fight. Then you can do it in like 25 minutes, which means you still have yeah. the rest of the run to go if you had the key item ready. If you didn't, you got to spend like 15 minutes of the run getting the key item for uh, yeah, the, the seal, I mean. There's a lot of little things about the fight. And um, so the one thing you want to pay attention to, like, 
regardless of someone keeping time, is he has a visual tell when he's lethal and or when he's about to be lethal, and he'll put his uh his glowy winged tips out. And about a minute from there is when he's gonna be have access to gates. So you'll actually fight him at like post gates and you'll see him put his wings back out. And at any point after that, he's probably going to hit you with gates if he gets TP. So you have to stay on top of absorb TP. So what we mean by keeping his TP low and everything is we have monks roll on everybody, just like we did with Ida. And then four out of the six party members are sub dark knight. And we're just spamming absorb TP. And the reason this works is because at the very, very start of the fight, um, the red mage, or start of that phase of the fight, when, when you need to lock him in place, the red mage needs to do stymie saboteur, like full potency frazzle three. And then, uh, it makes it so everyone can actually land those absorbed TPs without getting like resisted or spells or fails to take effect. You know that's the of black thing. mage might get off, but like the the geomancer is not going to. The geo's gonna have a better shot at it than the red mage is. Well, I actually yeah. got resisted quite a few times. Yeah, you did. You're the only, you're the only one actually getting resisted was you, because there's much lower dark magic skill, and that that was that was kind of an issue. It's actually really good to know because you're right at the threshold where you really need that extra bit. Yeah. So this really this fight is one of the hardest in terms of being at the tier where what we're doing even works because your black mage has to be better geared than the previous ones because the death set is, I mean, you can still, it doesn't have to be, but the red mage and everything has to have a more powerful frazzle. It has to have a more powerful set for accuracy for landing absorbed TP because it's actually getting resisted, which will compromise the strategy and you need to have better magic accuracy gear, master levels help. You need like, you need to, you need to get I... more than the other mobs needed. I changed my sets on Red Mage specifically for this fight. And uh, it still got resisted. Well, no, 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 no. Well, for the Absorb TP, yes. I mean, I changed my sets for the, the Enfeebling Magic on this fight to make it work. What so I basically, yeah, so I backed off because usually I have about a negative 275 Frazzle 3, which is, is a crazy Frazzle 3. But I backed off on that. I went down to about 250 because I needed like an extra 100 Magic Accuracy. I think I put like an extra 140 Magic Accuracy in my set. And that was just to ensure that that lands. And then um, I did the same. I, I basically added the, the same kind of accuracy consideration for uh, Paralyze and Slow as well. Because you can't start, like, you should start Absorb TPing right away. But you can't start the skill chain and everything until he has Slow and, Fraz and Paralyze 2 on. Because you you need him to, to not get his own TP feed off the room. Um, and then once that's good, then you can start going. But it does take some Amino Breaks. And it should take about two immuno breaks and then land. And uh, I didn't have any any issue with like regular resists, but you want to shoot for about a hundred more magic accuracy than you think you'd need because he is uh, he is higher. And you you'll always have sab up in, in this situation, so you'll have saboteur available. But it's very very important that you coordinate that that he needs to be enfeebled before you actually start in on it, because otherwise he could end up like gaining too much TP too quickly, you know that sort of thing. And he doesn't he doesn't do zero damage to the rune. Like like the the rune can end up having problems too. So um it's very important that, that like you're 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 appropriately geared for the fight. And to, to kind of put it in perspective, like I only have uh, Imperium plus two for Red Mage, I don't have plus three, so you don't need to go nuts. Um and of course it's gonna be helpful if you do have plus three Imperium, but uh just be mindful of what your magic accuracy is, because sometimes these Frazzle three sets are very, very greedy. And you don't need as much as you think you need. Just because you don't have a cap frazzle three doesn't mean you're not giving them an insane magic accuracy bonus. So back off on on the max skill and put more magic accuracy in in its place. 
is is my advice for that. That's actually super good revenge advice because most people go for max potency and don't yeah, maybe even have a step down or a different set. I mean, maybe if they do, they don't have it to this consideration uh, deal. Like they might have one that has more magic accuracy, but not to a significant degree that this level 150 end boss of, as far as we know, the end boss of Sorty requires here. So having that really not even compromising, just going for the extra magic accuracy and skill where you can is what I guess you're, what I'm taking away from this is more of the yeah. concern here. And, and one of the other things is like, you're trying to land a dark based and feeble on this guy. And even though he's more susceptible to dark magic with, with what's going on with gates, of, he's, uh, he's still level one fifteen, and he still has like the 70% resistance. Like he can, he can probably still resist you unless you like actively use the red mage magic accuracy that you have. Like you need to, you still need to pump into that. And so I took that extra consideration. Um, you want to start the fight with stymie. You can absolutely magic burst and in, in land frazzle three. So, so it is possible to just like brute force the magic accuracy, kind of like we did on Ongo that one time to land burn. It's the same sort of situation. That's cool, so like actually. you, you can magic burst it back on. I don't know how reliable it's going to be. I don't know how lucky I got, but you want to keep that in mind. Like if, if you're in a pinch, you didn't get stymie back uh, during like a wild card or something when that fell um, to get that back on, you just need to immediately because we do uh, call for wild card when that comes off. Yeah. Yeah. Frazzle, the, the fight lives and dies on Frazzle. So you need a long duration Frazzle and you need to uh, be able to land it and you need to know how to land it when you don't have stymie. And fortunately it's a dark base skill chain. So Hey Fox. You'll have a decent time. As long as Stymie's on, you know what this does for Black Mage? Huh. It means it's time to use Havergamir. <laughs> and it's actually very important because all you can do on Black Mage here is use Comet and Death. And not yeah. having the extra... Comet has, or Death has a long... Comet will be up, generally, depending on how fast the skill chain goes. It'll be up. But only doing one cast in a skill chain instead of two feels really bad for a fight that takes this long. Havelgamir is super important if you want this fight to go faster here because death has a long recast and this also helps the damage and you're definitely using Merkur here, obviously. I didn't. I'm going to use it next time. Oh, okay. I screwed up in this fight so bad, Fox, and we still won, which makes it... We screwed up in this fight to a degree we should not have won in, but we won because of Absorb TP. Yeah, that's super powerful. <laughs> so at the start, we, we had a TP move go off after Bane, as I said, because we weren't using it as heavily as we should have. Use it as fast as you can. Everyone's going to be different timers naturally from all their bursting and everything else they're doing. Uh, but I was not even in a death idle set and a death fast cast set on Black Mage using oh, Lave, using Lave for until like 35% left in the mob. So my deaths were not doing... I'm like, oh, my damage isn't as amazing as I hoped, but I'm still hurting them. So let's just keep going. We'll win. But it was my <laughs> fault because I wasn't using my fucking death mode that I built well, so for this have, fight. You didn't have enough MP. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, my comments were doing oh, off the top of my head. I think they were doing, oh, 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 hey, fucking cats. I think when they weren't getting resisted, they might have got resisted at all. They were doing 60 plus K. I, I saw some 40 Ks in there. Uh, but that's, that's about what the loot's that's about what uh, not loot but as all this group is doing for good Comet. good that means my black mage is good i mean i'm well, ml 40 but i can still they were they were doing cap damage on death though <laughs> my death my death when i had the mp from changing over was doing cap damage otherwise it was definitely not capping damage it might have been doing yeah. 60 70k it was not capping damage but i had that's cap right. damage that's when i changed over at the end so i can speed that fight up but using now that i have i've done it one time and i've We'll use the right set next time. 
I also didn't have my feet in there. I made Spicona's feet plus three, the AF feet for Black Mage, just for this, because that's very good use for them, because you're using less accurate gear. Her Vergamir has no magic accuracy when you finally use it. Yeah, but, get that Amalric out of here. You don't need that. <laughs> yeah, the only Amalric I use is the piece that actually has accuracy for this. So the head. And that's, in general, what you should be using at yeah, the head. Uh, my set pretty good. my set for this I have in the guide I don't have like a particular if you don't have like a Velner tier set's not here I mean I expect if you're on it's Black Mage for Amy you've been farming this regularly you have plus three coat and plus three pants those are the yeah. only Empyrean plus threes you need for this there's, all, there's only so much like you know meeting them halfway you can do this yeah is a this, one I don't think you have to meet halfway in this set because it's really not a lot of Empyrean from this event it's two pieces yeah but I mean like you, you need to have the right shit because like there's no there's no excuse to to not being geared on this fight. Like if you're going to this fight, you should be geared for it. I so. got rid of my Amoric as well, by the way. I have the <laughs> head and the feet. Everything else gone. Yeah, well. Okay. Because here's my the magic accuracy set here. We have the staff and weapon. I use Kansu with Havelgamir. If you're not using Havelgamir, you can use uh the MP plus twenty magic accuracy five grip from the Morble in I forget what it's called uh, Neobid Grip. It's Neobid Grip. Um, then we have Amaric Coif plus three Wicca Coat Empyrean. Obviously the MP plus and Magic Accuracy Ambuscade Cape. Acuity Belt. If you have Weather, you obviously use the uh, Obi. Uh, Spicona's Gloves plus three. The AF plus three. Really high MP. Good huge Magic Accuracy. Yeah, you don't need the Ent. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you don't need the Ent, and they have they have one of one of six MP which is the same MP as Amalric anyway. So that's another reason Amalric hands are gone for Merker and everything. They have the Magic Burst too. Uh, the Neck, obviously. The Barcarola bar, Barcarola earring? Barcarola. Fucking thing yeah. from from stupid... <laughs> that I was so excited that I could pick up again after I dropped it. <laughs> yes, yes. You, yeah. you changed the wiki for that, so good for you. The <laughs> uh, Metamorph Ring, because it has 60 MP, but a lot of magic accuracy for this. You could use a Methodist really ring if you wanted to, but it's it's not that much extra. It's like 50 extra MP with no magic accuracy. Uh, Wicca Chosses is 119 MP with a lot of magic accuracy. The Spicona's feet actually cap your magic burst in this set because your nothing else is here besides your neck, your back, and the feet and the pants here cap your magic burst because the feet are 10 and the pants are 15. So you get you get 25 out of the 40 right there. You have 48 with the hands. Archon ring, regal earring, because it's got MP and magic accuracy with the AF, and ghastly tathlum. All items that are not hard to get, and you don't need Havelgamir to do this. I did it without it the first time. You can use anything that's better magic accuracy, like Mpaka staff actually would be good here. Yeah, I can see it. It has fast kiss and Mpaka as well, so. Yeah. And more MP than, than Levitane. Yeah, MP and magic attack bonus. Yeah. I mean, not comparing magic tech bonus to Levitan, obviously, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah but it's, it's fast cast burst and uh, MP a decent and, chunk yeah. of accuracy. Yeah, yeah, and Pocket Staff is really good for death. Actually, I never really thought about that. Yeah, it's if even if you so for death, and Pocket Staff isn't better than than the other alternatives you have, but for death, it's really good for that. So if you have one around because you augmented it from anything and you don't have Hervelgamir because you're not a super serious scholar or black mage or summoner, I don't know. That's weird, but then you know you don't yeah. you don't need to spend all the time making that. You can Empaka staff would be a good choice here, and yeah. you just do comments and deaths till it dies, and it's a straightforward, very easy, boring fight. And if it was not, this would be probably one of the most frustrating fights I can think of in this game. Yeah, 
you want to make sure that like the other jobs are doing what they're supposed to be doing too. So like your bubbles can end up changing during the fight because your haste situation changes too. Like when you have Tabula from the Scholar, you'll also have Embrava for seven minutes. Well, technically you'll have it for about 10 minutes. Um, but when that's down, you want to make sure like haste is being entrusted properly. When when a trust is down, you want to make sure you shift the right bubble out to put haste back up. Because it's very important that your haste cap. So between the red mage giving haste too and the other sources of haste, that needs to be that that needs to be synergized properly so everyone's always haste capped, because that's very important for absorb TP. Um, and it's not just for like a specific job. So black mage probably aren't gonna have trouble with that. But the scholar might, you know, the 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 geo might. You know, depending on on their sets and what the recasts look like, so you want to make sure everyone's haste capped. It's also good to make sure that you know the the recasts on death are, are as good as they can be. Um, the the recasts on just the enfeebling magic from the red mages is as good as it can be. Like haste is very very important, so you will have to like shift your buffs throughout the fight because it is longer than what we're used to to interacting with. Um, so so that's really important. Uh, the other role, aside from Monk, that uh, the Corsair uses is Tactician's role, and that's because they never fire a shot. You, you, your, your run lives and dies off of them just regaining TP until they have the core is sub-Sam. Yeah, the core is sub-Sam. So, I mean, they're going to also meditate, sure, but they get most of their TP off of Tactician's. And we can improve our run, too, because our core forgot about using meditate slash... <laughs> Oh, slash um Sekinoki is really important here. Yeah, Sekinoki. Yeah, that matters to you. They were just getting For TP sure. off quick draw slash uh because quick draw feeds no TP. Quick draw because you don't need you're not getting like a dark boost here from dispelling no. or whatever. I mean, you could use it, but I would not. I would just get TP with quick draw. They're using quick draw and intact here and just waiting. Definitely yeah. crooked that tact. Do not, you know, you basically have the core close on the geo here to make that gravitation. I mean, there's there's I mean your 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 core is only gonna be able to land one in every, you know, five shots anyway because of the the accuracy floor, but you don't want them to shoot at all. And like, Laden Slew does just, a lot of damage here too. And yeah, be, well everything is, is aligned towards doing dark damage. So it, we were um if something happens to the uh the the rune fencer, the scholar needs to continue to do their job. So it's on the red mage to make sure that they're healed or rebuffed or something like that. So you know that it's your job to do that if you're going red mage. Uh, the scholar has more important things to do. <laughs> uh, it's it's shitty to say that, but they they do because the red mage can't do what the scholar is doing actively throughout the fight, and most of your time is idle time watching absorb TP numbers, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. We do call that out. And yeah. Very important to call out. Um, but other than that, like you're just making sure that 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 the main enfeebles are on. Like you don't need to enfeeble them into the ground. You really only need Frazzle three. Uh, you can put inundation on him. And uh, you want uh, paralyzed too, and you want slow too, but you don't need to go any further than that because nothing else really matters. Like if you can land Addle, go for Addle, but Addle's not even necessary because it's just auto attacks. Um, when everyone's using absorb TP though, you should absolutely call out what numbers you're getting because if you're absorbing like 200 TP, that means everyone needs to slow the fuck down <laughs> because he's about to kill you. Um, but if you're absorbing around like 50 TP each, you know, 20 TP each, it's okay to do a skill check. 60, just, 80, you know, 90. More. Yeah, if it's if it's sub 100, you're Because you're okay. this mob gains TP very quick. He has regain and everything. He gains TP quickly. Super fast. You have to be really aggressive with It's that. very scary. Having Valiance on, if you can get it, especially at the end, for faster recast on, on Absorb TP, if possible, uh, very helpful because you just... The, the last bit, like, 
I knew we were in a lot of danger, but because we were so aggressive and calling out like, okay, we only I'm getting 90 back and I'm sorry, TP now. It means we, he's going back to zero after that from a 90. Or everyone's getting 200, 220. It means he's not at zero. You don't know where he mm-hmm. is, but you know everyone's casting. You know we're in danger because if he's at 220, he's could be close to a thousand because that's really that's a fourth away there basically. And that the runs over or had to wait another four minutes again. It's just delayed. You don't want to deal with that. So yeah. So uh, yeah, it gets it gets very scary. <laughs> but as long as you communicate what's going on, because this is something you'd want to talk to people about, or as long even if you don't communicate in a perfect world and everyone just keeps spamming it, as we've said here. You should be fine. Maybe a little more care at the end, even if you don't talk to anyone in that run and everyone's spamming, you should be good. But this is a good way to farm the plus one earring. If you don't have a star stone, you're going to get it. And I did not forget. Do you have anything else you want to add, Fox, too, before I... Yeah, one more thing, one little thing on the Red Mage. Um, I landed uh, Absorb Int every chance that I got, and that's so that I could full-time uh, uh, gain Int, or gain Mind, I mean for the uh, the D-Mine difference on Frazzle. But the thing about Frazzle is it's still a black magic spell, so it has a D-Int component when it comes to magic accuracy. So I just lowered his Int as far as I could go. It helps out the Black Mage a little bit on Comet, but it's more important for you because you gain Int in its place. And so that way, on a spell that you traditionally front load a lot of Mind into, you have a little bit more of an Int bonus to make sure that you're you're getting where you need to be for a D-Int. I think um, it's a very a very safe bet to say his Int is above 504. He likely has the highest yeah. Int of an NM in this game. Yeah, so you need every everything that you can get. Like the black mage is like putting burn on him and stuff. That that definitely helps out quite impact. a bit. Impact you, comes you, off because you have to keep recasting through this fight because it's a long fight. So staying on impact as a black mage, very important. And since impact takes a lot of MP, you have to kind of work around MP coalition ethers if you need them from uh, the Peacekeepers Coalition. They're like 200, 250 MP right away. Uh, since you have time between skill chains, keeping elixirs and coalition ethers so you can keep your MP up at their impact, very important to keep damage up. I mean, those things are, are so you can be a a top tier black mage it doesn't take much to be a top tier black mage. Just be prepared like this. Having those ethers, yes. I mean, it feels good when you can be all the black mage you can be, just by being slightly prepared. It, it like a melee has so many things and going you on. Don't a black need mage absorb in. So, so the black mage should not be the one absorbing. You can only have one of those uh, those at a time. Like it'll fail to take effect if if like you had absorbed it before me. Yeah, so I wasn't sure the red mage is the one absorbing it. Because it's very, very important for you landing like your spells that you have the right DN for that. And yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very important. Because you can only have one gain up at a time. And with the special nature of Frazzle, you want both Int and Mind. Because Mind is for potency, Int is for magic accuracy. So it's uh, it's just something to consider. Probably well. easier to get for Mind too landing. because of uh, all your gear-wise. Yeah. Not a Red Mage, so I don't know. but uh, Yeah, your, your gear tends to be about even, but you have a lot more things that are that are mind-leaning, like when it comes to like an augment on something. Uh, so Contemplator in this case? Nope. I don't even own one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't need it. I, I'm glad. I uh, I'm only too. ML10 also, so you can... Oh, yeah, you could definitely. You know, Fox, I think tomorrow, what needs to happen, we need to do a diversions, of course. We need to get that RP oh. on the things that we're... I think diversions oh. has to come back in with some AoE Cataclysm Joy. Oh boy. I think that needs to happen. And uh otherwise, maybe getting a couple more MLs on Red Mage between so we'll hopefully do Amy Mon next week again. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Uh, I can like set up a skill changer just heal. I wouldn't mind just healing. That's that's cool. Um I didn't really have any troubles though. Like You're a red mage, though, so. what I'm stressing, huh? You're a red mage though, otherwise Actum would be the red mage. 
Yeah. You, so I didn't have any trouble because I went in very, very prepared. <laughs> like I did a lot of in advance shit for it. Um, don't just like stroll in thinking that you'll be fine. Like you, you want to reconsider your sets for sure. But I think we could have you to ML 17 in like an hour. Possibly. Yeah. That'd, that'd be pretty fair. Depends. Like, it, but what I, the reason I'm saying that I had like the, the plus two Empyrean and only ML 10 is, is I'm saying that it's more approachable than you would think it is on, on Red Mage. And as long as you're prepared, you'll be okay. Um, Cause I didn't really have trouble landing spells or anything, but that's only because I, I took the extra consideration to make sure that my sets were correct. Not special, just correct. And so. I did not forget what I was going to when I, before I said, do you have anything else to add? Unless you have anything else to add again, Fox. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things that came up and I, I think, I think that's about it when it comes to this fight. <laughs> There's been many a times in this podcast, too many times to count on my hands and feet if I had to where I've said things and I said later we'll talk about it and I completely fucking forget about it. But this time I did not forget about when I said earlier about talking about loot, not loot. Zala. Fucking Zala. You know, I don't like to dick suck. And when Japanese anyone, players that are very good at the game. Whenever it. anyone sends me like a comment or tell about, oh, this or this or that, I usually just obviously ignore, not obviously, but I, I generally ignore those tells. I just don't even respond. You know, you could think I'm a bully or whatever. I just don't respond to them because I'm not looking for praise. I just, I don't enjoy it most of the time. Like, if I do something really good in the moment, I think it's nice to be praised, but I don't, like, randomly go about my day and be praised. I don't, I don't like that. That's not... Yeah, I'm not into weird. that. But <laughs> as much as everyone talks about a vest or whatever, I think Zola is the premier Japanese player that I've ever seen in this game's history. Loot's very good. I like Loot a lot. Cool guy. As far as I've seen from... I just watched his stream one morning while making some coffee and English muffins. A little jelly. You know, good to have a little coffee and right. English yeah. muffins. But otherwise, Zola, if I had to to metaphorically suck a guy's dick in this game, Zola is the 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 greatest, you know, strategist. He shares his information too, which makes him great. Like there may be yeah. someone better than Zola. There's always someone better than someone, right? But yeah. Zola actually shares what he's doing. And everything I talked about with uh his it may be in sight, whatever. So here's his tweet here. He said A to true Hades, this is auto translate, of course. So A to true Hades, which is Amimon. To E, so A to Hades to E to B to F to C to G in uh, sixty-seven thousand seven hundred seventy-eight Gallimo, which is how it translates Gallimo free. Uh, I haven't opened the box yet, so maybe seventy thousand is not a dream. Uh, Amimon immediately triggers Tartarus by absorbing one type spirits in the opening attribute technique. That goes to save time. Tartarus only needs to sacrifice his shield which is a weird translate. Um, so I was able to So I was able to play Amimon without any divine charms. <laughs> so, oh man. Shield means tank, so, so you only need to sacrifice yeah. the tank. He speeds it up by just not even farming the charms as I said. So I I guess that's kind of out the window if if he's figured out how to get past that by just not farming on the tank time. is some scholar. <laughs> the, the the tank is feeding him is, is is giving him DP off off by himself. That's funny. That's what's going on. But he he, he looks like he's triggering Tartarus immediately by healing the mob until it does it. Yep. To save another yeah. four minutes. Yeah, but everyone else has to be out of range or he'll move. He's probably using Seforzo too, because level. if you can use Seforzo on uh on, yeah. on Vivisection, you can use it here. So he's he's healing him until he uses uh a bane to Tartarus while uh Seforzo's on. That's actually a really yeah, smart then, thing. That's they, another... they they probably immediately run in and start absorbing though. But yeah, that's that's scary as fuck, dude. <laughs> That's yep. so scary. But he says after that, he follows it up with currently eight bosses, uh, Hades plus six bosses, alternating rotation. So he's able to do eight bosses in one run. 
He's gotten it down oh, to man. he's good enough to do that. That's always close. Even if you're really good, you have only a, a couple minutes or so at the end if you do everything very well to do eight bosses in one run. You can do it. Yeah. We've, we've seen in our runs when we've gotten good, we know we can do it if we had double scholar every time and we just don't. And yeah, we had that one run where we had like 12 minutes left and we were like basically at Ida, but we couldn't go in and do anything about it because we didn't have two scholars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he says in the future, EFGH to Hades EFG to H Hades EF. The fucking numbers, letters here to kill me. To GH Hades E to FGH Hades. Like, maybe I can do a rotation like four or five times true Hades, question mark? True Hades, just Hades, question mark. So he's trying to figure out if he can get 70k in a run by doing this ridiculous rotation. This guy must be, he must have a brain that analyzes stuff in a way that I can't even, I mean, I'm not, I think I'm an average guy in terms of stuff. I, I think you're a more analytical, above average, mathematical for sure guy, Fox, that uh covers the details generally and a lot better than i ever can but i, I feel like when i read what zola says even with auto translate here it's like he has an analytical brain in terms of maximizing the potential of what he can do in a way that exceeds both of us <laughs> probably not because the way you respond to how he, zola comes up with stuff you're like dude like, like you you appreciate the way he's done it. it's like i like you didn't think, you even think that? of doing like, i don't think you would have thought of the cheese strategy he would have what did you i mean you're really good but well, I'm good at TP uh, cheese strats, but I absorb TP isn't the first one I would have thought of. No, um, that's I mean, you, sure. you certainly could have. This is not like it's so I wild; no one could have thought of it or anything. But yeah, I don't want to get too deep in the you know praise of someone I don't know, I've never met here. But it's still an impressive strat, though. For yeah, sure. I know. I, I when I see these things and I'm like, I don't want to cheese it, but after trying not to cheese it, even just once, it, it was as I said, would be the most miserable fight in this game. And I, yeah. someone on our static commented, this is very JRPG kind of make an ultimate boss that's like the most pain in the ass to fight. I could be down with that if it wasn't so ridiculous in terms of if I could just enter this guy and he was the most punishing ever. I'd be like, fine, I just enter the fight and that's it. I have to do all this legwork for multiple nights and people's real life schedules and stuff. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck about that anymore. I, I don't have time. Like. Maybe if I was a, a teenager or something again doing that, that might be cool if I was with a bunch of teens, which is never a great thing. But it, <laughs> it just, I can't, I can't, I want to play this game in a way where I'm rewarded for my effort and, and hard work and my performance and output and, and getting successful runs and less, you know, failing and sucking over pugs and stuff as a player who still goes about his life has two cats and a wife and like doesn't like and everyone else in the group doesn't have to like throw their life aside to conform to something when someone's gone we can do so like like I don't I don't need to have this ultimate okay everyone's gonna DDR on the floor here and make perfect movements in sync with this ridiculous strategy we have to like work out over the course of a dozen failures. Like I'm not into that anymore. So Amy Mom would probably be the most ridiculous of them in this game if it wasn't for the strategy right here. So I, I'm I'm more down with cheesing him over cheesing Mboza. Because I know Mboza, from what I can see, can be done in a, in a more... People are doing a Paladins now at this point. They, it's gotten... Yeah, we'll see on V25. <laughs> yeah, V25. It's definitely going back to fighting the Ed and killing him, which I, I'm more happy to fight the Ed and kill him than just Ed, before the Ed came out to just TP cheese him. It felt like I was cheating. But with Amy, I don't even I don't even care about his... <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> his so drama. Bullshit. Fucking bye Felicia. Yeah. I didn't got time for this shit. The funny thing about Amy, though, is like, yeah, you waste a day 
but you at least like get to retain your metal or your entry items and your metal as long as you don't destroy it. Yeah, that, that's true. But at the same time, I, I, I don't enjoy getting nothing. I mean, if I was at a point where everyone needed nothing, which is something in itself, yeah, maybe wasting time. But eventually, when you keep failing and you don't see any sort of success, anything going on here, you kind of get discouraged. And it's not fun anymore. When like you want to fail as a player. Everyone fails. Everyone knows they will. There's a certain extent of failing, but when you go for months like Amnesty doing Ongo, I sort of be like, you know, I wouldn't want to fail. That's that's my problem from having empathy for a moment. I wouldn't. I put myself in issues like I wouldn't want to keep failing and trying, because most people just eventually just get demoralized and quit or whatever, and they don't want to keep going. Like if you keep failing over and over again, most people don't have the the will and spirit, the fighting spirit, if you will, to just keep doing it and just sucking and just getting so, you know, get down, get up, get down, get up, get down. You know, you just you just kind of, after a moment, you get, lose interest and go, okay, what else can I do that I'll enjoy more with my life? Because you only have one life to live. You got to pick it. So, you know, Amy's the same way. I don't want to keep doing that at a certain point. Yeah. I've also found that I don't really want to fuck around with with learning this stuff anymore. I I used to love trying to figure out the strategy for this stuff, and we still do. I, I enjoy more improving what we do than than figuring it out in the first place. Yeah, like the improvement is is more fun for me now than just figuring out in the first place. That's for sure. Like that's why sharing stuff's so important. That's why I appreciate the stuff on Twitter from the Japanese people. That's why I thank them in that post. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't I don't like how rigid some of these strategies are. It's like I I liked it when I used to be able to like throw out a strategy for something and, you know, assuming like coordination, stuff like that. Like if it was weird, it could still like get the job done. Yeah. Like subtle blow monks and stuff. Yeah. Or, or, or something like that. When we were doing like the dark Knight super jump for Ida in the first place before we actually got back into the magic bursting finishing. The only, like the only nostalgia I have for the old days is the way that strategies could be applied to fights because they were a lot more open then. Yeah, they, they just took longer because the fight everything was they slow. They just took longer because you also had almost infinite time to do it. You know, like like that's the only real nostalgia that I have is nowadays you can potentially have more than one strategy for a fight, but it's often so not worth your time. Yeah, like to, to not magic that That's the way this that, is. That, this that, there's no reason to do it. Yeah, that there's no reason to do it at all. I think they had to design to a certain extent around that because there's only so much quality assurance and everything they can throw into this and testing and, and, and figuring things out, but also making mechanics. Because if I was a developer for this game, I think I'd be very tired of everyone just spamming Nagley and killing everything I make. Like, what's the f- first of all, I have to make things yeah. that one, meet my own visions of what I want people to go through and, and experiences that I want to create. So as a developer for this game, you're creating an experience, you know, much like someone who goes in a very white water rafting trip. Very white. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you have to curate a certain experience people to enjoy. And so you're also creating an artistic vision of how you imagine people doing something. When everything is just destroy, destroy, destroy. Oh, this is boring. I have no content. I'm going to quit this game. Not only is your job in danger here, but you're also like, it, it kind of shits all over. I didn't imagine people just, you know, throwing my stuff on the on the street like I used up gum wrapper. So maybe I want to do something different. So you have to kind of, the way this game is at this point, you have to, Okay, you're not going to be able to do physical damage here because it's just if you do, there's too many things that can open up possibilities. Da, 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 da. I'm going to add these penalties and it's going to make the fight go in a certain way. So before we never had these things and and the things were open wide because our damage was lower, everything was slower. There's no timers, but the way this game has become in terms of everything stacking, item levels, debuffs, geomancer, everything's been added to this game creates a complex web of things. You have to just like eliminate them because there's so many possibilities you can't 
spend time accounting for anymore when you make stuff. The geomancy being lowered is, is a very important calculated change. All these things that go on when you're designing something, you can only like test these things out in the time frame you have because everyone complains, 20th anniversary happened, there's no content, where's my fucking sortie you promised? You can only test things out and design them and spend so much time with the, with the bare bones team you have that, yeah, you're going to make stuff that only works for mages because everything else doesn't in terms of the overall scheme in the game, even though it does. You can do things in different ways in the rest of the game. You can take Mage to any of Omen and do everything you did. People just didn't do it because it was efficient. But for here, yeah, they just you know had to change things up in a way that I can respect it, I guess. Well, the only thing I don't like about that is that when they do make like this content like just for mages, well, it's not just for we, mages, but it's just could, it's just if, your time limit is so punishing that you you want to do the most efficient, mages. you know. Like this, this setup blows away all the other setups. Like, it does by a by a mile, and when it's when there's that much of a discrepancy, the issue then becomes well, you know, I should just gear up my mages. I should just get master levels on my mages. Like why why bother having the rewards for the other jobs that well, the rest of the game outside of you just enjoying to play it. And the rest of the game does exist, but you didn't need that shit for the rest of the game, though, already. Yeah, but... You like, know. My, my complaint this whole time has been, well, why are we becoming more and more powerful on these jobs? Because we can already have... We already have the tools to do the job. Like, we didn't need, like, V25 Odyssey gear, you know? Like, most of the time, you can just get away with the base Odyssey gear on most content pre-Odyssey. <laughs> I think they're but also it, fighting mechanics, too, because the HP of these mobs at 1.6 mil, it's not very high. I, I'm sure Amy's no. is higher, but... Uh, when it comes to bursting on mage, it's a slower DPS output. It's supposed to be higher, but I think they're fighting the mechanics at this point because you can cap damage physical and you can cap damage magical, but it was always easier to do more damage magical. It was just slower damage, more calculated damage. And now, yeah. now you're kind of fighting the mechanics of the game, so you can't just change the game's mechanics to work with that. So they're kind of confined into their own gear creep, stack creep, everything's too strong kind of kind of problem where now they're adding DT to mobs and everything to compensate yeah, there, for that. There's no... There's no content for the advancements the other jobs get, I think, is my issue. Yeah, they they have to make the stuff... Because they, they were already powerful enough to do everything before then. Like, I guess now you can be even cooler versus the content you crushed before, but you're still going to crush that content, right? I do at least appreciate, even though it's only for mages, that the amount of crushing you can do in this content only comes from coordination and strategy and, and not just from pure gear. Like, when you throw a yeah, DD out there true. in pure gear, you can kill stuff, but this requires... Oh, yeah, I'm not dissatisfied with the content. Like, well, yeah. I, I like the approach well, yeah, they yeah. took. Like, I like having to 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 apply these these very specific setups, especially to, to like Ida and stuff. What I don't like is that there's not another specific setup that you can use. And I agree. Also, when I, when I'm saying these things, Fox, I'm literally as I'm saying them, picturing myself as a developer for this game. I'm not oh. speaking purely like like this whole conversation for the last couple of minutes has been me when I talk about you know things in this game. I've gotten this but for the last five minutes maybe has been all me thinking about if i was a dev for this game you're fighting mechanics you're fighting players inclinations you're trying to make content that's different like i'm picturing myself as a dev what do i do and if i'm thinking purely as a player i mean i that's, i would be just as dissatisfied as you like there's only look you can only do this with mages maybe a ranger depending on the content and everything else is just bursting well what about all the the rest of the jobs in this game aren't mage the dragoon the sam the the ninja everything like you can't you can't take these jobs effectively the time limit you have to the content. So they made an event, you know, that has a time limit that you can't effectively use most of the jobs in the game on, especially Puppet Master. I mean, with a, I'd be very upset as a player, but as a dev who's trying to do something different versus, because I still, would, in my mind, would consider, yeah, you have Odyssey, you have all those other stuff you can apply these jobs that aren't mages to. And like for, like a big complaint was that you can't use magic in Odyssey. So 
I mean, as a dev, I would think, yeah, there's different content you can apply yeah, to jobs to, yeah. to better yeah. spread stuff out so that everyone can be happy. But as a player, I'd be like, fuck, I can't do this here. Fuck. <laughs> so it yeah. goes both ways. It, yeah. It, it seems like, it just seems like most of the development they've done has been very, very narrow in each fight approach. Yes. Because you can only Rather do than... so much with the limited staff. Like they could probably do a lot more in terms of designing and they have like a meeting to like brainstorm and stuff, but they don't have time probably to do that. I think just having like, so, so like, like if you, if you really just look at it, the problem with melee burns is a lot of the time you get like two, three dudes spamming Savage Blade and it wins, right? Yeah. So why don't you have a mob that punishes for having more than two people in range? That mm. way one person could still like participate in skill chains and you would still have a melee that, that has like a reason to actually do their job. I like and the cumulative penalty too as a way of salute uh, a solution. I like the cumulative penalty also, but I like, would I'm increase it to mob. to hundred percent for ten seconds if it's not a skill like, chain or something. Because because right now, like if you bring, if we saw when you bring melees into to Amymon, Amymon is absolutely going to crush you because of his TP gain. Yeah, but if it only if it only like hyper crushed you the way it does because there were like two or there were three plus DDs on it, then like like think. Like think dancing folders, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's actually dancing point. folders punishes you for having too many people on the mob, and that's good and design. It, yeah, it is very good design, and that stop that makes it so that one person gets to be specialized in what they're doing. They still can interact with mages and stuff like that. The key fight is actually a fight that's a very well designed fight that it gets to integrate melee stuff with mage stuff, and more of that needs to be done. Like it, it only took me like forty seconds of thinking about it to come up with that. Like I get that the devs are busy. But it seems like just just pigeonholing us into to very very. Specific it's a lazy setups. solution, yeah. Yeah, it it really is. Like I didn't have a nice way of saying it. And no, I, I get the, well, you don't have to be nice about I, it. I if it's a, a lazy under- solution, it's a fucking lazy solution. Just well, to say it as it is. I, I have a lot of understanding that they're busy. Yeah, like, I I try to give them a, a heavy benefit of the doubt because I feel like we have like two or three guys who are in their late forties who are just kind of like living this game every day for our benefit of making something. For all the fun and stuff we have hanging out and talking about it and playing and, and laughing and doing dick jokes every night. I mean, it's true. you know, there's two guys who are just trying to do everything and, and they don't get paid enough and they don't have enough time and they, they don't want to take their work home with them because they do have a life. And, you know, and they, do, they have a, a corporation over them that doesn't give a fuck about this project. And, you know, I try to be like, yeah, you know, they got these two guys helping us forever. And when the dev kits for the PS2 get on, they got no options here. But, you know, they still could... At least they they could honestly, if they weren't such, I imagine there's a lot of corporate tie up in terms of reaching out to players. If they at least talk to certain people about certain things, it's a big problem as we know, because it's like a pickup group. If everyone said something, they would have nothing useful to work on. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think when you get in a certain way as a guy who just shows up to work and it's your job. Like the, like the devs don't play this game as far as I'm concerned. They test it as they have to. They make stuff. They think about it. They have meetings. They have a mandragora plushie and a mug they drink out of for their coffee in the morning that people pay a million fucking dollars for to get because the shipping's ridiculous. But because <laughs> people, those, those have been showing up on Twitter. So I'm seeing all the mugs and mandragoras and stuff from the 20th anniversary finally shipping out forever later. Which is, you know, it's another thing that if they can't even ship stuff out, why would we expect much from this game? But like, if you do that, I can't imagine having too many fresh ideas to, to really throw at the game. So it's kind of nice we got sorted and everything. I kind of just take it for what it's worth. But it is, as you said, yes, I agree, it is lazy. And even though it's lazy, you know, hopefully something in the future is different and better. Because honestly, Odyssey was a huge departure 
from what we have and sortie in this basement, another huge departure from what we have. So I personally look at these huge departures, like the content comes very slowly as we know, but it is coming and it is very enjoyable. And there's a lot to talk about and a lot to enjoy and a lot of struggle and toil to work through that, that honestly, when we move past all this feels very satisfying to have been struggling on Trib and struggling on Gartel and struggling on Amy and all these things. I mean, not so much Amy because Zola saved her, but struggling on Ida. Uh, and to, to do it, and that, that's really cool. I, I appreciate that. But at the same time, you know, I, I it, for how long it takes to make content come out, I like the huge departures, and I think it's very promising. But at the same time, they're like very lazy solutions. But to be fair, they are solutions. So we're getting Odyssey, you can't do the magic damage in. Sorty, you can. Maybe the next one has some huge departure again. They're focusing on cumulative weapon skill penalties, which I think is a very good solution in terms of what they can do off the bat. So maybe in the future we get something that fixes everything in terms Hopefully. of meeting more in the middle. The main reason it comes to mind is I was thinking, because like the other day someone was like, someone again brought up the fact that like Jagger Dark Blade is like too broken for what it does, right? Eh, is it? Well, I that, offensive. That's, that's what I'm saying. doesn't work Let's in these say, mobs with the TP moves. Let's say, well, it, regardless of that, right? Let, let's say that uh, a ninja could tank Ammon as good as a rune fencer, right? Let's just make, let's just say that that, that can occur. Yeah. If that ninja had a dark blade, would it matter? No. No, because there's no one else around to get the shadows. Like, you wouldn't get the multiplier for your amenity. And, like, that's the sort of thing that I'm thinking of. Like, anyone who picked up a dark blade, they have a fantastic ninja. Uh, well, sorry, that, that's a lie. They have the ability <laughs> to be a fantastic ninja. I'm and, sorry, that's a lie. And that's 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 available to them should they reach out and grab it properly. But the thing is, is even if they do, they don't really have content to apply it to out of like outside of like Dynamis. To be like fair, Fox. To be fair, I also do as an aside before I say this. I, I really appreciate when you when you do something like uh, I just throw something out there brainstorming, oh. <laughs> and I appreciate when you do that too. And you also go, "Oh wait, that's wrong." No. And you just do a That's 180 wrong. of like, no, ninjas suck. I can't say that. But yeah, I said, I said that wrong. To be right? fair, Fox. Their ninja's probably bad. Yeah. <laughs> most are, honestly, because the last time we invited one, we had a whole conversation about them using the That's, worst things on ninja. But that's just one example because because like people people call that weapon like super broken like that's because so they don't they don't know any better fox they see something that looks ridiculous and they don't even know how it works or not in terms of the actual game they just go oh man can you imagine how broken that is and it actually turns out not being broken think, which is why it's even in the I game in the first place if i had a dark blade i would be kind of pissed because you can't apply it to the content because, because the way shadows are it ripped off everywhere. Yeah, it's ripped, like shadows have exactly. been ripped off everywhere forever since Esha and beyond. I mean, it's just they get or, ripped or, off. Or just abilities, or, or just times when you need to generate that much hate. Like that's the thing I care about. I don't really care about giving people shadows. Like that's nice, and I could probably use it pretty surgically. But I care more about just always having energy forever. To like, be fair, though, uh, it's broken. As I've said like seven million times, and I get to the point. To be fair, to be fair. There's a lot of really bad pickup groups, diversions, omen, otherwise. We're having the Agu Dark Blade not so broken when you're trying to really lift the entire team when you're back. Yeah, it's true. But also think about the the Dark Blade can apply to things that are still interesting. All the Master Trial fights, Ambuscade, Ambuscade, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, only, there, there are it doesn't change those fights. You still do it without it. It's not broken because you didn't need it, and it doesn't help the fight be like something. There's so it, to be broken, it would have to be something you can't beat that having this item lets you beat, and that's really yeah. Gag Rush is more broken than Yagu Dark Void. 
Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. Uh, and people don't. Well, even 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 if you go, eh, it's still comparable to 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 have to go. Yeah, probably. Eh, it's still comparable enough to the fact that that's how powerful Yag Rush is, but no one regards Yag Rush. As, as you know, taking all the the dooms and everyone off someone simultaneously in a mob, or all the just, binds and paralyzes off someone simultaneously, they don't regard that as broken on white mage. They just I, no I, one I else. guess I guess I, I guess dark blade is a bad example. Well, so no, dark blade is actually a really good example because it's the most broken thing people can think of. So to compare it to things that are in the game, do you think having minus seventy five percent DT or whatever on Paladin or the Aegis and everything, you think that's like broken compared to dark blade because that has more things it applies to and has more of an impact over the overall game than than dark yeah, when you blade think does. of more things it applies to, yeah. it seems more even but in terms yeah. of like what it does in a vacuum like the dark blade is is pretty a job that needs help tanking got it breaking. i mean the only problem is it's exclusive the item to get from from bonanza but a job that needs help tanking that was struggling it to breaks do it. that many mechanics in half dude <laughs> well it does break that many mechanics in half but was the problem on ninja really ever like like a paladin and rune fencer totally. have hate anyway so what fight are you in a, a doing where not having hate on paladin and rune fencer determines the fight where a ninja having it so if you're fighting something like, uh, I know we're completely off sword at this point, but if you're fighting yeah. something that's uh, like um, the dinosaur in fucking Odyssey and you lost hate and it kills someone, was a ninja tanking it with all the shadow removing and everything going on because that's how you balance it out? Was that really going to be the thing that saved the fight there is, is keeping enmity on, on um, yes. Kalunga the whole time? Because when you're giving other people shadows, like they're also losing more enmity because they're losing those shadows. True, but the the so AOE you're, moves you're that are only... hitting everyone like weakness and everything are still going off. But the whole point was like the ninja right. is a very vulnerable tank behind those shadows that aren't stopping the moves coming at it. The rune fencer yeah. and the paladin can can survive against it. The ninja might just get killed by Kalunga still. So I was actually going to start using paladin as an example because I, I I love paladin. I can bring paladin just about anything, right? Um, but it seems like you don't really use paladin as much anymore for like anything. I think you use rune fencer less than you used to and you use paladin a lot for everything else. So I think the paladin and rune fencer have been a lot more balanced even, out based on sortie content existing now. Even on the, uh, even on the odyssey content, like we never really use paladin for anything. It's always, it's either rune fencer or no tank. Well, it depends on the mob you're fighting. I think paladin works really well for a lot of the mobs there that you use it on. They're just lower tier. Rune Fencer comes into play because of being able to cast Bar Spell on itself or something, not because actually, it's a better tank than Paladin. That I actually don't even have a, a lower end mob that I would want to use Paladin on over something else. Well, like basically, a lot of groups the do use Paladin, Paladin for stuff like um, Henwin or something, even though we don't use it for that. A lot of groups do use Paladin for Henwin or even stupid um, Gigalorum. I mean, you could. But it, honestly, yeah. Paladin, if it had a Bar Spell on it, if depending on the setup you're doing, for how many you fights you would have, you, I mean, you could. Yeah, you just give him evasion. Oh, are you saying a ninja with the yeah, dark play versus powder and anything? Or are you just saying yeah, powder in general? Yeah, I thought you were saying powder in general for content. Yeah, well, I mean, just the, there's a lot of situations where like you could apply something else, and like I, I would rather use Paladin as the example because Paladin is just it seems like it's 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 less useful now outside of a role where like Paladin's ability to AoE cure and AoE protect has been very very helpful. But on what? AOE carrying on a lot of stuff. As, it really as depends a, on your setup third, and stuff. We can't in as, general just throw it. As a third it tank, yes. Like like as a third tank, it has been like the 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 third string tank on like a run where you need to kill another boss so you keep your multiplier and like you can't trust other people to tank the mob when they're on like non tank jobs. We yeah. we have things set up very well where we coordinate and stuff like that. and We take it for granted. A lot of these groups really need that power and the care because they just really needed the care, and that's. Kind of what I think SE bases it on, not how well we can throw things around. 
Right. Those pug groups really are what I think they are aiming for, and we're not that pug group. Right. But you still won't be bringing it. Like, like, like when's when's any time you would want to bring a paladin to Odyssey? Or not Odyssey, but Sortie. Uh, I mean, because I'm doing magic damage, not. But using, like, so... For example, when I watch Valner's stream, he uses Rune Fencer a lot in Sortie, and when he goes to do Shulsi or whatever, his group, he uses Paladin just like you do, but he pulls like everything and like but he doesn't go on Rune Fencer that he goes on Paladin. So he has a balance between right. taking Paladin and Rune Fencer and a lot of things he does. He takes he takes I think he takes Rune Fencer to, to Omen when he does Omen with his Link Show, because he's like eighteen man Link Show events. But I mean, he he does Paladin for a lot of the things. So when I when I see an average player like that, I think he's a, indicative of an average. He's on Fenrir, small server. He's got his own link shell. I like I try to base my perspective on seeing these other things around me to try and because our, our experience, Foxes, is, is very far removed from other people in this game, as we've seen. I so, get that. So I mean, it's not necessarily like we know the advantages of these jobs and how we use them. And you're absolutely correct in the way you're applying your logic here. You're absolutely 100% correct. But your logic doesn't apply to illogical other groups that exist and dominate this game's existence and, and playing with other people. And it doesn't apply that way. So when would you want to use Paladin? When you're compensating for the rest of the people in your group because that's just how this game and is. If is it's not playing with us. Paladin, yes. Like, like it, it, it is. But when you're looking at like the higher end of things, it, it shouldn't be... The, like The Paladin shouldn't be hitting their head against the ceiling, you know? <laughs> True, and I'm not trying to like stroke. Oh, we're the best players. That we're not. I mean, especially we're, if you've not, ever watched we're, what we do, we we fuck up all the time, and we just do stupid stuff that even other groups wouldn't do. And it just happens. But I mean, we're not the greatest people in the world. But we do have a different we're selected and prepared. Yeah, we are more prepared <laughs> than other people. Is why we stand apart because any static that works together is more prepared. Not just us. Any other static. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. I don't like, know, but it's. I, I don't think it's as broken as people think. Is the whole. However, we well, got to this it, conversation. It's, it's not like situationally. It's not well. We got to the conversation because of of how narrow it seems like they're building all of these encounters yeah. for, and just being able to think about uh, other ways to to apply it. Like you can have your magic set up that that a rune fencer supports, or you could find a way that melees could be able to fight it with like a paladin being able to support them, or like a way to just try to abuse you know the the way that a ninja would tank it or, or even ninja as a dd would 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 go about it or, or you know bring monks back because monk got powerful tools and all of a sudden it got relegated to the sideline if it's not end guy like <laughs> i i don't think monks relegated this to the sideline as much as people think because it was relegated to being laughed at and talked about as a joke job forever and then it became like everyone wants monk is super powerful and now it's, it's still really and powerful. now it is really powerful and it's it's put into more perspective now of oh uh, monk isn't a joke and it's super powerful but i'm not using this content because the game's pigeonholed me into not using blunt damage and monk can only do one type so it's now monk isn't as cool as it used to be before uh you know odyssey came out but monk's still just as good as it was it's just the content directly there so my my strategy aside right i guess the part that was most disheartening about that strategy is that I would have been okay if we would have had a really hard time winning, but it still would have been possible oh, yeah. if we would have been able to kill Amamon with a monk. You know, obviously we would want to use the magic strat because the magic strat would just be infinitely better, just given what we saw. But if it was even possible to do it with the monk, I think that that would have been really cool. I think a monk has a better time than a warrior that Loot was using. I think Loot just didn't have a sure monk would. to use. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. think maybe Loot's strategy might have actually worked with a monk. Maybe. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch his streams for this. Possibly. In this case, I wasn't wasn't doing that with the was the English muffin and, and raspberry jam. <laughs> but 
I like but it seems like it doesn't even stand a chance, though. Like it does our, our it version with Monk, or or like I don't know how they balance this. How do they even balance this fight against yeah. melees? Because it's it's almost like the other fights, <laughs> like Iden stuff, we saw we could do with a pup tanking, super jumping. It just was a bit messy, and, and the DT yeah. kind of builds up at the end, so it's a real problem. It's another race against the clock, but you can do it. Uh, with, with with Amy, yeah. with Amy, he just is on his period, and he uh, there's no there's yeah, no just, TD you're going to throw against him. Moves. Yeah, and those those TP moves will crush you. Yeah, I, I don't know how they balance that. That that was that was weird. That that's the part that that's the part that's frustrating. That's the part that leads me to believe that absorb TP was intended, <laughs> because there's no other way you're weathering those TP moves. I wonder if they built the fight so faceted where the idea was to have it change resistances with each uh, TP move that they just included the dark in there because that's that TP move is dark, uh, therefore it no, absorbs no. dark in that, therefore you can do it. So. I mean, it doesn't even it doesn't absorb dark. It just changes him to a, a neutral state where you can use dark. I don't even know what his resistance rank is in that case. We'll have to, have to see they, if that one guy, the Longhorned, uh, finds it out. But maybe they just tied it in there and they never actually intended for us to do this because it doesn't seem like that. All they did was they just borrowed Vagary and they just made Vagary plus plus. Yeah, so I, I think it, it just worked its way so in there by they, not directly fixing this one instance of doing it. If they did, we'd be in the weeds again. Yeah. It would be I, I, I an hour fight. They might have intended us just to fight it exactly like Ida. I don't know. That's a lot harder because Ida doesn't have regain. It would. I mean, right. you could you could do it. It would, be, it would be magic burst only again. It would just be. You would. Just, it would be Ida with fetters and a longer fight. Yeah, we're just we're just so powerful now, though that that we crush Vagary the same way. That's exactly how Vagary is designed. Is exactly how Vagary was designed. never as hard as Sortie Basement. Well, right, but but what I'm saying is the is the strategy is the same. Like you apply that you 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 seek out the magic burst that you need to use. You apply the magic burst and you kill the mob. And then when Pluton spawns, he's a harder version of doing exactly the same thing. I mean, people did use uh, magic burst against Hades and Perfidian stuff and Vagary, but you would have a DD who's doing solid damage depending on how the buffs and stuff you have from a bard who's making the skill chain for you in the first place. If you didn't, I would just go on blue and make the skill chain. I didn't have a scholar do it. I could do that. I can't do that here effectively as a blue mage. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it gets it gets worse than that. Yeah, it's basically like based on the same thing. So you can kind of see what their intentions were, is what I'm saying. Um, it doesn't mean that it's going to work out the same, but I think that that when they just borrowed that idea because they needed that idea to just apply it to this, I think it's fair. Yeah, they're they're recycling, and spending, yeah. they're they're saving a lot of time and effort, kind of reworking basically an eye level version, even though Vagary is eye level, uh, working and my, an eye level version of the same content. And my complaint is exactly what you just talked about. Like you could use the blue mage back then to make that skill chain, but you cannot use the blue mage now to use that to make that same skill chain under that same idea. Do you think they were just afraid it'd be too easy if they didn't make it too hard? Yes, I do. Because uh we we had like killed the content up to this point. You know, we we struggled a bit for V20. Yeah. And most people don't can't clear V20. Apparently, there's a lot of people complaining about that, especially on the JP side, which they'll actually listen to. <laughs> yeah, and well then, they, they haven't though, so that's actually something. Yeah shit on sortie version one we just savage played that shit to death but they and wanted then, to make that easy enough so they wanted to give us the plus two gear. they didn't want to give us the plus three easily which is fair i think that they were afraid that their new 150 mob was going to get too easily trounced and That's, honestly when amy's going right with the absorb tp he is too easily trounced he's the easiest thing there as long as you do that he is the easiest nm of all of them there if you don't he is the most difficult so that's i don't know what they're going to do with that yeah, well, it's all coordination. I think you need his title for a prime weapon, personally, because of how close they're tying. Because with the update for the basement that didn't exist for the last time, the Icondrites, which they say are not going to be used for any other part of the weapon process, start dropping for stage two. 
I do think you're going to have to get Amy's title or something related to Amy. Maybe he'll drop something in the future even. But I do think you're going to have to beat Amy to make a prime weapon. So they want to have the <laughs> If they don't have more content behind him, which I think they will in the future personally, at least I hope they will, I do think Amy will be the... I hope he's not the end-all, be-all for it. They don't have content behind him, but he, they could have intended yeah. like Amy to be the hardest boss people don't beat or some nonsense. I just hope that, that they have the next content that they put out that it's it's more conducive to more hybrid builds not not hybrid weapon skills but hybrid builds like you can yeah. have like melee plus mages and you know maybe there's uh like lower magic resistances so that way and but they can straight resist skill chain damage like there's a way to build that dt modifier in but like have i think building a pdt modifier and not having an mdt modifier would be very useful because you can still put out if as long as it's not heavy enough pd they like, they went too heavy with odyssey they, they didn't balance it whatsoever. They made it way too heavy, so it would be one way, which is what I guess the original complaint was for this whole conversation. But if they made yeah. a PDT-only modifier so you could keep wailing away, doing weight damage, spinning weapon skills, but also would benefit more because your weapon skill being reduced physically would make a magical skill chain and have a burst there. The hardest thing yes. in this game has been since the inception, like when you're installing this game and you have the little granular image of a thief, a black mage, a warrior, a monk, or whatever, in in Koraloka Tunnel, and the black mage is magic bursting in the distance on some granular picture for like the Rises Lord expansion pack or some nonsense. Whatever it was when you installed this game on PC back in the day when you had no solid state travel and it was slow. Uh, whatever that image was, everyone's seen it who installed this game a long time ago. Yeah. There's a very series like the Oreo in the sky and stuff. Um, the hardest thing has been to balance out black mage and magic damage and everything else going in this game because as gear is improved as it had to because this game had a wall at 75 where you had to lighten things up but you didn't have the whole design team to basically make a new game a new expansion keep developing at the pace you were and they stacked all this stuff on gear which i think was the right move for the time but as they've done that since eye levels come out and all the stats and everything have amplified and they keep raising mobs and they can't deal with um, the level correction wouldn't work at that point because of how extreme mobs levels would be against us at 99 versus 150 mobs level correction would, you would do no damage. So things got too extreme and they had to, everything's diverged basically. You can't balance off physical and magical damage when you've pumped both up to extremes. They just don't work. There's, it's just never going to be, as people weren't using Black Mage, it, it, you can do it, but it just was never, like no group would choose the 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 slower route here because... Uh, of all that so it becomes yeah so it's, it's not about it's not about choosing around it's just designing it in such a way like think about every fight that we do it's always against that single mob right and then think about the way that we do ep ep parties we're able to hybridize that's actually a good point i was thinking things are so divergent they have to actually become it becomes so hard to tie both in effectively because they become so powerful in their own rights that you wouldn't why are we fighting one boss at a time Oh, that's actually a good point too. Why are we not fighting multiple bosses at once? We're fighting like multiple things. Things we want to have multiple tanks for, or something. Yeah, exactly. Things you can you could have multiple tanks for, or you could you could have that a main was the tank idea and, like, for Legion. And and you can and and have these have these mobs like actually punish you for going all in like that because we should be able to EP the way that we're EPing, right? And that teaches us to help manage like multiple multiple mobs like balance the buffs so that you can do physical and magical and you have to handle like you know the multiple targets but the difference is, is now that we're fighting a boss it's higher level content and then also it punishes us for doing that like we can't just do it sloppily like we do in ep 
we actually have to defend ourselves while we do it. And that's actually an answer for what's going on. Like you, you can you can build content around this and we need to stop we need to back off the idea of like a single mega boss and instead have like a mega boss party. You know, kind of think like divine might. Yeah. Sure. A lot of people are gonna look at that and be like, that's gonna be absolute hell if it, if if they do something like that. It, it's it's kind of not though, because they can balance it in such a way where the fight could be very fun. Like imagine EP. Divine might was very fun, frankly. It was it was very difficult and challenging, and your group would hold wipe as an alliance and everything, but the the fight was was balanced enough in, in, in its own right that it was really scary, but you didn't feel like you could never beat it. It was like, oh man, how are we going to do this? But you didn't feel like it could never happen. And it was balanced in a way where it was super hard and everything, but you knew if you just had it, you know, figured things out enough that you could do it. And it feels like the way they're making things now, you can't just like figure your way out of it. It's just, you had to do it one certain way. So I think the whole point of the conversation you've been getting at is honestly. Yeah. Do you know what I just fucking described? It's ambuscade. <laughs> so you're like saying ambuscade that actually fucking matters are, are you saying and i'm not saying put it in ambuscade i'm saying design fights like you would design them in, in ambuscade and then put them into sortie as bosses or the new content as bosses frankly they've been doing i mean as much as i don't like the iron giants at least it's something that is not only one way i mean well kind of the iron giants are because yeah. it's kind of limited to oh. i mean you're both physical and magical damage so it's not limited in the capacity we're talking about here but it is limited right. to a certain sort of setup and strategy and approach uh the other ones are not nearly as much but as there's what I'm usually at, but... more than one way to approach an ambuscade though yes usually and i think the, the iron giants are a very bosses, poor example the ambuscade bosses are almost always more involved mechanically than any of the bosses that we fight for the content that we're fighting now. And they spend so much time on that and even lately reworking it. I'm, I, I think rightly people complain, why are you spending time reworking and making new content for me instead? I think it's good they rework them so that they are yeah. not such as a ridiculous pushover or adjust some, uh, address some of the shortcomings that have been kind of ignored or overcome in the past that we don't need anymore. But, uh, you know, that's, that's a very good point. If, if you can spend this time on Ambuscade, uh, why can't you spend that time focusing on a fight that's more like an ambuscade fight for this content instead of one NM that we're fighting in a very or ambuscade normal and make it harder? Yeah, they could honestly at this point they shouldn't have different ambuscade fights. It should be one ambuscade a month, yeah. and, 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 you, and you have different difficulty tiers. Fight at the lower difficulty tier. I don't understand yeah. why there's like when they first made it, maybe it made sense. I don't think they should have two ambuscade. Hi, hi, wait, are you gonna step on this laptop? I would save a new one in the, the fucking cat just fucking stepped in the thing and stopped the recording so as you were saying uh, they 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 it was just the ambuscade part two seconds ago yeah yeah well yeah yeah what i was saying is, is like they they sometimes give us new volume two or volume one stuff right but then the, the volume two stuff is the stuff that always seems to go by the wayside but it always seems to have like a really interesting idea it does have it's just mechanics. never worth fighting so all you have to do is take the volume two stuff, make it harder, and then make it our content boss. And stop making it because when you have easy, very easy, Ooh. normal, difficult, very difficult, you don't need multiple fights. You have the difficulty and already set in there and they already adjust the fight to have different mechanics based on difficulty already. So it's yeah. not like it's not like they just scale it down. They actually build different mechanics in generally for the V1 and 2, especially the V1. Yeah. Uh, so, so just stop making V2 and just make the... the the V2 something else that we'd actually fight for content. And that would actually be much more exciting. They have to make rewards and stuff, of course, but they could they could do that. I know we're off in the theory crafting here, but when you talk about it this way, the more or, we've had this conversation. Just, like, rip them out of it and just place it into the new content. It's the idea of that boss fight is always more interesting than what we run up against. That's true. And I, you know, when you're not satisfied in what you're getting in terms of thinking about how it could be, I think you're absolutely right in this case to say that that's the way that it could be. So the more I've had this yeah. conversation, I know I take, you know, I say I'll take what I get and I, I'll get what I take because I have no other choice. But 
the more you have this conversation, the more I actually see your point of view in terms of how you're coming at it. And that's actually just a really, I mean, I wish they would. I don't think they would. It's frustrating. But yeah, I, I guess that my viewpoint is is better now because I've, I've explained it. Yes. Like, it's frustrating seeing this, this potential. Thing, because you know that it could be. And just not apply anything. Because as the artist watching someone else's work, you go, mm, your pastels could be a little, hmm. Because they, they have the answer right there in front of them and they don't they refuse to fucking use it. <laughs> and there's lots of jobs that can be applied to these ambuscades, especially volume twos. The thing is, is that if it were harder, you'd at least have to buffer them appropriately, be geared for them appropriately, but you could at least bring in like different compositions of making it work. And then boom, you you, you have content. And you just slap that on the end of some dungeon. You know, Fox, it, as far <laughs> as uh, podcasts have gone, we we've covered the entire full circle here. We started off with Hey, how you doing? And hey, you know, mental health and these assholes. And then we went into sortie forever. And actually, uh, really good. I mean, there's no guide out for sortie really that covers what we just did. There could be pretty easily. But I mean, in terms of the episode quality here, we made like a great walkthrough of all of our personal experiences and and ideas and, and things. I think we covered like strategies, mostly without having it written down soup to nuts. And then we went into one of the better, perhaps, conversations about how this game, like like the conversation we just had about the game and development and how we think about it and this and that, that, that's a really, you know, something we haven't touched on fully, but the way it worked out was, was super, super interesting and good. Yeah. Because I mean, we don't really spend a lot of time with the whole, like, I wish we would have had this. I wish we, it never works out that way. So yeah, it never works out that way. It's, It's usually like useless to talk about it, but I mean, it is, it's basically me just, just being frustrated. It's something that I well, wish I would be able to do for them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just want to be you like, and Felgar. Yeah, I guess. So there's a difference there. They don't want the Felgar. They want the you, but they don't know what they want the you because the Felgar is in their way. So <laughs> that's funny. It's like when Fel uh, volunteers to help on auction house, it's like, yeah, you know, I think we're okay. We need the help, but I think we're okay. I'm never going to reach out to him. I'm sure there's someone like far more qualified to actually put this in the game. I and don't that's, care that's the that. impression that it's, like, it's frustrating because, there. because it's sitting right there in front of you. <laughs> like, like the moment it's mentioned, you can see it. And that's, uh, so you reach a certain point where you know enough that you know that you don't know enough. And then you reach yeah. a certain point where you've done something enough that you have enough comfortable experience and and ideas about it where you can just see that things could just be so much better if only it would line up that way and it's like the most frustrating feeling in the world because uh, all of the care and concern and 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 all of your emotions and experiences and everything will go into like this one combined ah if only and it just becomes this "Mm." so you reach that point i think i think the ultimate beating this game is is reaching that point frankly because (laughs) Yeah, it takes a long time. Like I've played this game for a fucking long time. I'm sure you have as well. And yeah. when I was a a little lad playing this game, I never in, in in a moment even saw things the way I see them now. It's not like I became older, therefore I became more wise. I obviously you've listened to me. I have not. I've not become more wise. The, but the it's perspective, <laughs> the perspective that's been gained. Uh, I could never imagine seeing or experiencing this game in the way I do now, especially because of you, Fox. You you make this game much more of an enjoyable experience than when I was like this this fucking pop up master that thought agility improved your attack speed. <laughs> Excellent. I thought it. You know, 
I was never caught more flat-footed in this game than the day I was wearing the reduces overload gloves with agility plus three or whatever on them on pop. And someone said, why are you wearing those? I go, because agility improves my attack speed. Right. <laughs> Congratulations. You're a dumbass. <laughs> yep. That was the response I got, basically. And I'm fine with that. But it's just not knowing, though. I mean, that's yeah. there's a difference. I don't know a lot of shit, but... Yeah. You know. I don't know a lot of shit either. <laughs> but I do know, Fox, that we have done a full episode on Sorty. And we it's have not gotten an email yeah. in quite a long time. What is going on with these emails? Uh, I don't know, man. It's whatever. Maybe because our last emailer, <laughs> besides accidentally using his real name, sorry. But there are other people out there who could send emails to be featured on this episode as a good talking point because... As I said before, the experiences we have are always far removed from the people who submit feedback and emails and stuff. So, if you have an email, Fox, what is the email? Uh, WTF at, in Vanadil at gmail.com. And if you don't know that, this is probably your first episode, which if you liked us, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, later, guys.